And we're, we're live! live. <laughs> hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, PKA episode 263, recording on New Year's Eve. We just want everyone to know this episode of PKA is being brought to you by our friends, Credit Karma. We'll talk more about them later in the show, but for now... Yeah, Credit Karma, you guys are awesome. Hey, I would, I'll just throw this out there. I want to say in the pre-Patreon era, if PKA fell on New Year's Eve, we might skip a show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. we'd have probably skipped last week's show too, to be honest, because last week's show we had to, like last week's show we had to film like three days early in the middle of the day, and it, mm -hmm. we, we we sat here for six hours. It was a six-hour recording session, uh, so that you know there'd be a Christmas show, but that's just what we yeah. do. So yeah. those of you Patreons we would out not there have done it. that have turned this from like a little side goof we do to something that I'm now being paid for and therefore obligated to do, well, thank you, Patreons. Mm -hmm. You guys are fucking sexy and awesome, and we appreciate yeah. you. Some of us might be out, you know, having parties and going to bars on New Year's Eve, but not with Patreon. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. All fun out of the <laughs> now we're doing this instead. Yeah, Thanks. now we're doing this. Thanks, Patreon. Ah, I, got a, I got a good first topic. Maybe. Oh, I thought we were going to do the syndicate thing. That's why I clicked oh. start, because so, we okay, were on yeah, it. Yeah. Go right into it. So, All right. So, so I'm the most ignorant about this thing. I, I know the like abstract uh, like bullet points. So fill me in. What let, happened? Let, let me take the reins on this. And Taylor, I know you saw it too. So tell me if, he, if I miss anything significant. It appears that what happened is there's this guy. What's his name? It starts with an M, like Makebot or something. Yeah, like yeah, something bot. So, yeah. Okay. And um, um, he apparently made a 45-second animated video for, and I'm going to mess this up too, the, the Mennonite, the Mennonite group yeah so this mm -hmm. is a a group of minecrafters that play a particular game variant i think it's like ultra hardcore i'm not even sure and um was that like six or seven hundred dollars worth of work or what it's uh, the, uh, well so this is a bunch of minecrafters it includes syndicate jericho and a, a couple of really captain big names sparkles. captain sparkles uh, like if if they pick you up and you're a minecrafter then you're very happy about that because you're in the, the coolest group. It's a collab thing, and they play together and against each other, etc. Anyway, they were going to pimp, I think, their website for this, and this guy made a 45-second animated video. So that's that. There's a little bit of fuzziness on what kind of compensation he wanted going into it. Uh, I think he only expected, I think he only expected to have his name credited at the top of the description, not the bottom. He see this guy appears to be pretty YouTube savvy, but at the top of the description, say you know, video by Macabot or whatever his name was. Yeah. Um, everybody but Syndicate put his name in the description, which is why he targeted Syndicate in particular. And uh, it's likely that Syndicate didn't know this was a requirement. It didn't, you know, it wasn't really like I. I don't think Syndicate was going to spite the guy. I think that. It was removed. Oh, I shouldn't mention this. There's some sort of manager or agent that like contacted the animator and like made this all happen and then told all the talent, you know, Jericho Syndicate, Captain Sparkles, etc., to upload it. So it's not as if Syndicate and this guy hammered out a deal. Syndicate was just told, hey, upload this video. May or may not have even been told to credit the guy in the description, but he uploaded it and didn't credit him like that much. You know, who knows what he was told to do. And um, uh, and then I guess a month or two ago, the guy said like, hey, you know, you didn't fulfill your end of the deal. And I think he wanted money, which like 
in my head, I'm already processing, well, is this right? It's not as if I can slap you in the description of a month old video and say, there, now you're credited. I've ran into this sort of thing before, like, like usually, so it wouldn't be money, but, but like sort of compensation would be some other form of like social media because what he's lost out on is, is uh, publicity, right? You know, getting his name out there to the, the fans in the description of the video. So it seems like a Facebook post would solve this. That's a, Twitter a good post. idea. I don't know. That Syndicate has a massive Twitter. Uh, like, it seems like him tweeting this guy's channel out would instantly. A thank you. Twitter's not really the same though, and so like it, his his Twitter is gigantic, but it's like fifteen percent as big as his YouTube audience. Like his YouTube is. Yeah, is but the social media. But, but, but a higher the, percentage with social media. I mean, it's it's. Marka brings up a good point, but if the tweet was right, he could have gotten the guy more attention. I, I, yeah, and, the Twitter's and also, smaller, but let me just finish this thought. The Twitter's smaller, but you know, a link in the description is not as devoted to the guy as a tweet exactly. could have been, you know? Yeah. So the tweet would be all about like, hey, I'm so sorry, I forgot to credit this guy. He does amazing work, check out his channel. And then perhaps that would have been the solution in line with the original thing. Given that I didn't think of that, I, w I was in my head thinking, how do you make this right? You know, if I'm syndicate, I can't like if I told G Fuel, I'll tell you what, for this month's pimping, I'm going to go to some October video and change the description to include you. That wouldn't be fair at all. Right. Like that. You can't just retroactively fix that. You have to come up with something different. So um, uh, given that that ship has sailed, money would make sense. Now, in the guy's video where he talked about it. He's like, Syndicate got 600,000 views on this video. And it's, this could be me misreading it, but I got the vibe that he was kind of proud of the fact that he got 600,000 views. Like, you know, the video must have been good. It got this many views. But I assure you, I could upload a video of Syndicate blowing his nose for 45 seconds and get 600,000 views because of the following and fan base that Syndicate has built. You know, when Syndicate uploads today's video, the amount of views he gets is really determined by his, like the, the library of work that he's already created. People, it, it's not as if everything is going viral on the Reddit front page because of how awesome today's video is. You know, they, I watch Casey Neistat stuff a bunch. I don't watch it because today's video was so great. I watch it because of the track record of great videos. And, you know, animator dude. Don't get too excited about your 600,000 view video. My shaving thing would have got 6, 600,000 views on Tom's channel. It, it, it would have happened. So what's going on with this? I got, I got more of a, like, I remember him saying that, like, oh, it got 600,000 views. The way I picked up on it was more that he was like, you know, this did, it served its purpose. Like, it clearly wasn't a big flop on your channel. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm owed some compensation for this, whether it yeah. be attention, which is I'm pretty sure what the initial agreement was, I think, or money or whatever. Like Videos under a minute get compensated really poorly. So yeah. if, if I were to estimate it, I would say something like 35 cents for a thousand views. Um, if people don't know, longer videos get better ads. Uh, it, the algorithm is probably changed, and I don't know if anyone really knows it, but uh, it, it, it depends. Like, if you just watched a long ad, and then you go to the next video, they won't hit you with one again, regardless of what that next video is. Um, if the video is really short, then you, you won't get a pre-roll. And if the video is under a minute, you never get a pre-roll, which pays better than, like, one of those slide-up-from-the-bottom ads. Mm -hmm. At 45 seconds, that slide-up-from-the-bottom ad, I, I think, is all you'll ever see. 
and they pay poorly. So even though it's 600,000 views, which is a lot of views, I doubt it made over 200 bucks. But the video itself, the purpose wasn't really to make money. It was to drive attention to a Minecraft server or whatever their, their Minecraft thing it is. It was a website. I don't know if it, a website, uh, yeah. website that <clears throat> promotes their Minecraft world. I don't know what it is. Uh, and that, I'm sure, makes a lot of money, as a lot of Minecraft seems to do nowadays. So, so, and not saying he's entitled to any of that money, but it is shitty that he didn't get the attention that he thought he was getting. So, I feel like I a social know. media post is all this guy's owed. Yeah, I, I it looks... I, I'm I sorry, think continue. it got wrapped, and I, I think Tom paid him two or $300 just to bury this problem. I bet Harley Tom... paid him. What'd you say? Harley. Like, uh, Harley Morenstein, Epic Mealtime guy, he posted about it and offered to pay the dude. Cause really? Because felt bad for him, yeah. That's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I I heard a guy who said that um, I watched like a response video, and that response video said that Tom paid him. I don't know what's true. Um, it wasn't like I heard from Tom directly, but uh, um, anyway, it seemed like the world didn't line up with Syndicate. They they, they he made a response video, and uh, God, I, I I didn't get the vibe. I thought Tom, I saw Tom's video and thought, hmm, I've been in similar positions before uh, where like your agent sort of trades on your good name and now you're you're on the hook, you know, like I am, you know, like, I don't know, someone will get contacted, do something by Woody Craft by my project manager that I'm not even in the loop on. And then afterwards they've got their palm out for payment. And it's like, I didn't like, you didn't even talk to me. Like, I don't know you. I don't like, but I guess I got to pay. Otherwise you know, you'll feel like you didn't do your work. Um, I got a guy right now who he wrote code for me. It's buggy. It doesn't work, but he feels like he finished it. And it's only 75 bucks that I owe him. I think I'm just going to pay because I like a track record of no one ever saying that they got ripped off by mm-hmm. me. Uh, I had to have another developer come and fix his stuff. Um, Lefty's a good example, right? Lefty had this thing and he, <laughs> you know, he, he's, uh, God, it's so complicated and people are done hearing about it, but it was like, oh, I can want- I take a shot at it? Because I think I've Go got ahead. it Go at ahead. this point. Um, initially, we offered Lefty, like, let's cut this pie into three three pieces, and we'll all, but we all, of course, are partners, so we all assume an equal amount of liability. He said, oh, no, I don't want that liability. I don't want a slice of this thing. I'm an employee. So he's, but, but he still wanted one-third of everything's money. He wanted both the same. He he wanted to have his pie and have his cake and eat it too. It, it was ridiculous at the end, and I think, I think when you finally paid him off, when we finally paid him off, because we all agreed on it, mm-hmm. um, it, it was two or three months before anyone uh, cleared more money than Lefty did on the show. Because <laughs> I remember when it happened, like either you or Chiz pointed out, they're like, "Hey, now 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 Lefty isn't the most most highly paid member of PKA yeah, ever. I remember that. In particular, it was like <clears throat> we had a bunch of expenses. Like he really wanted an attorney to draw up some legal documents. He really wanted like to be incorporated in the state of Delaware or whatever it was. And as an employee, he wouldn't have to pay for any of those business fees. But as a member, he would. And he sliced it all up so that he like, you know, was a as an owner, he would. So he was an owner for the revenue, but an employee for the expenses. And, and you know, he just got all the money and we were paying all the bills. And um, in the end, we gave him everything we wanted. Why? Just for one reason. So everything that, he wanted. So that, you know, he, he could never like make that video saying I got ripped off. Right. That 
just paid him more than he earned. And uh, I feel like if Tom could go back in time, he'd have given the guy 200 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think anybody watches it that already isn't biased against Tom or something and thinks that he did anything maliciously. Like, I, it, Dude, it everyone... seems like a bit of, like, miscommunication. But the way the reason that it's escalated now is because it it was handled very, very poorly on Tom's part. Like, the, did you watch... Uh, he and Keemstar were in like uh, on Keemstar's stream, and they were chatting about it. And uh, the the dude I only uh, heard about that. Whatever bot, yeah, I saw part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever bot his name is, he wouldn't go in there, uh, and I saw why. Like it was really they had spoken before with Keemstar as like the the kind of biased moderator of the discussion because I mean, if you're running a YouTube channel like you're going to go with the guy who has the potential to, to draw more attention to it. You're going to take the side of the big guy. Uh, kind of makes sense. But it was handled so poorly by Syndicate in that there was, like, insults being thrown around. Like, uh, he just came off as really pompous of, like, yeah, I don't respect you. Uh, you don't deserve any of my respect. And it was like, God, you're just digging a hole. And knowing that this is already on Reddit, like, all those people are going to be, like, the beating themselves page. off, thinking about how that they're taking the, the little guy's side, you know, already getting, like, that moral erection. And you're just giving them ammunition. Like, it, it, it could have been handled so much better. And I think it's really just a little bit of outrage, albeit mild, over his response and the way he handled speaking to the guy instead of just kind of, oh, I'm really sorry, man. That was a mistake. I'll make it up to you. Yeah, yeah. There was no, I'll make this right. It was, mm-hmm. I give you 10 seconds to take this offer or fuck off, right? It, I'm, yeah. Okay, I shouldn't paraphrase. He's like, I give you 10 seconds to accept this offer because I'm leaving right now. And um, yeah. he was. And that's not how you make decisions. This isn't, you know, a video game where it's like, <laughs> oh, fuck, you know, we're on the clock. Like, and this, he's not a gangster either. Where it's like, <laughs> take what I give to you. Where it's like, <laughs> no, fuck off. We, we'll discuss this like adults. You know, your age, like, the respect you give someone shouldn't be contingent on their subscriber count. Like, you can't just go around and, and, I didn't and be think rude to Tom people like came that. off as badly as everyone else said he did, but I didn't see the live stream. Um, I know Keemstar took a lot of negative feedback, which he's, he doesn't care at all about negative feedback, clearly. Yeah, he <laughs> well, but, but uh, um, he covered this like a month ago, like the first time the guy asked for payment. And he was very biased towards Syndicate, you know, like the his role of... Um, That's the video I'm talking about where Syndicate was a little less than courteous to the guy. Okay. Uh, I, the one I saw, actually, it, it was maybe two months ago, I don't know, whatever it is, the, one, the, the drama alert I saw was, uh, um, I don't... Maybe maybe they were both on it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, uh, But anyway, Keemstar very much took, like, Tom's side. And that's typically not what you expect from someone who, you know, plays a reporter role, right? Which, I don't know if anyone buys this, like, reporter, social justice, like, persona that he, you know, comes and goes with. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, Keemstar very much went towards the guy that might be able to help him and not towards the guy yeah. that can't. And that was, uh, that was a thing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. If... if <laughs> I clearly the guy was owed something. He did work for you. I would have just paid it and kept my name clear. And there's some value in that. Like, you know, it, at Woodycraft, I don't. We typically pay someone when the work's done, so that they can't just like take the money and not do it. Um, but because I have a good reputation for paying and keeping my word, 
lots of people are happy to sign up for that deal. Well, was this guy in contact with Tom? Was he saying, hey, Tom, you didn't do my thing. You didn't put my link in the description. Yeah. And Tom mm -hmm. extended. Oh, see, I was going to put it in negative words. I was going to say extended the middle finger, which isn't fair to Tom. Uh, Tom said, no, I'm not going to pay you. Uh, you can bug off. It was was the you know a basic response. And uh, so the guy made more videos and more of a stink until he got, you know, keep pursuing the payment that he felt he deserved. So, hmm. um, but yeah, and so initially he worked with Tom's, I probably shouldn't call him Tom's agent, but some sort of Mennonite or whatever that thing is called, admin type thing. I know Mennonites like, like religion, right? Yeah, Mennonites like an Amish person that couldn't commit. Like, they're yeah. like well, you know, you got to have toast. Like, <laughs> uh, Let's see. It went through a Mennonite, huh? Wow. Yeah, they're allowed to use the internet if it so doesn't that's... like go against, like if it's only for work. Like I was talking to my grandparents, they had their house built by Mennonites. Yeah. And I was like, so those are just Amish people. Did they come here in a horse and buggy, like with all their nine kids all dressed up, like Little House oh. on the Prairie and start hammering it in? My grandpa's like, well, you know, they're allowed to use electronics if it makes their job easier. And I'm like, so <laughs> anytime they want that, like, you know, set up their website that just looks, you know, like coded in HTML, looks shitty, yeah. just... <laughs> Yeah, I uh, there were some Amish people up north. I was up there, and apparently um, the, the deal was that they had a John Deere tractor, but they didn't own it because they paid like every bit of the, the loan off except for a dollar, and they allowed the dealership to hold the note. So technically they didn't own that tractor. And uh, they had a phone, but it was in a, sh a shed at the end of the driveway. So Mayanite? Ah, so it's like fooling God. How would you pronounce that? Mayanite? Mianite. Mianite? Mianite. Mianetti. Mianetti. <laughs> uh, I googled it. it. I don't. I don't know how to say that. I should because they're a pretty big deal in the Minecraft world. Just, yeah. Um, so anyway, this is that group with Jericho Syndicate, Captain Sparkles, and more. And uh, the admin there worked with this guy originally, and probably Tom didn't know how to fulfill this guy's needs, and therefore didn't. And then yeah, seems seems like a really like yeah. I did. If I'm being honest, it seems like such a small like blip on the radar that's got blown out of proportion by by people. I, I don't get it. it. It seems like some like the guy should have just invoiced Tom. I, I, it's a small I, blip on Tom's radar, and he did invoice him, but it's it's a no. blip for this guy. Like this was his like his coup de gras of like making this for them is going to be huge. It's going to get my name out there, and then for the biggest guy involved to not put that there. Well, I wouldn't have paid either. I wouldn't have paid yeah. him either. I, I'd have gave him a social media push, which is because that's that's more analogous to, to what he's owed. Than I'd have talked cash. to him. I, you know, if sure. I had thought of what you yes. said, I'd have made that offer. Like, all right, I get it. You know, this was a publicity deal. I didn't do my thing. Let's brainstorm on how to make this right. You know, and uh, you know, if I in my heart felt like he was owed one hundred, and this guy said two hundred, I might have just moved for him. You know, the, the hundred dollars is not worth what it's done to Tom's reputation. Yeah, you know, and and it's the internet; it'll be short lived. But right now, yeah. like, dude, a million people have a negative re uh, impact of Tom, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. You know, you make the front page of Reddit, and you look through the feedback. Like the feedback on this guy's video, that I hate to say it because I feel like I'm fussing at Tom, but I'm not. What the comments were douche, 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 douche. It called him a douche a hundred times. And then you looked at, they, they're like, hey, there's two sides of the story. And they show Tom's rebuttal, douche, 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 douche. That's that everyone, and Tom's rebuttal had tons of dislikes. And um, 
if it's if if the way to win drama is to get you know people to agree with your side, Tom didn't win. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, he but could it's, have won. But it's pretty anti YouTube anyway. I, I I doubt. I mean, as long as the people are over mm. on YouTube are still on on Tom's side, and that's all that really matters. It does like a blow. It's not a big deal. It's not sound, the like, really silly to me. I am. Um, it it isn't a big deal. It you know, the only the only thing that happened is Tom's reputation got damaged. If I'm an animator working for Tom, I want to be paid in advance now. Yeah. Well, but this animator wasn't working for money, though. That's that's the thing that, that to me, just makes this kind of whole thing silly. Oh. It's like... Well, now you're going to work was... for credit? You won't get that either. Well, and I if mean, you well, come to well, him and say, well, this look, guy you didn't working fulfill your for... end of the deal, you won't get it either. Well, he's working for, for like, a, a mention in the description, though. Like, that, that's what, that was his payment. He didn't get that. But, you know, it was going and through... And that's a just party. what I know. Like, I, I doubt Tom was like, I know I agreed to put you here, but I won't. Sounds more like he just didn't happen. He, he forgot yeah. or didn't happen. And then after the fact, he was like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. He could have won Whoops. all this drama just by circumventing it by like when the guy was reaching out just to be like, oh, fuck, man. Like, that's my bad. Like, I should have taken care of it. Here, let me do this for you. And right. then if anything, it would be another supporter so if anybody did say shit about this in the future about tom this guy would be like whoa 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 i've worked with the guy you're bsing because he took care of me back when i contacted him he's not too big for his britches like he helped me instead of it being like a you know trying to big league him so it seemed into kind of uh talking him down where it's like that doesn't that it just makes you look douchey you know and i've i've talked to tom i've played Mm -hmm. with him before not in a long time so who knows people change but he was really cool he's a cool guy who was easy to get along with and really amicable, like good guy. So it's hard for me to believe that he's doing anything maliciously, but this could have been handled. It couldn't have been handled worse. I should say like it was, well, you know, I think going he eventually on, using Keemstar as the mid as the mitigator. Like, <laughs> what was he thinking? Like, uh, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Even if he eventually paid him though, that's like once the news loop has dropped off, so it's like the story is that he didn't pay this guy and he ripped him off. Not that, you know, Oh, and then he paid him. Like it, it re- the new Newsday recycled and our videos changed. Like waiting yeah. for the next thing. Yeah, all uh, I needed to say was, "Oh, I was supposed to credit you. How do we make it right?" You know, and yeah. and you know, two hundred dollars for Tom is, uh, he'd make more than that during that conversation. You know, it, it wasn't about the money. It was about whether or not this guy was owed payment, and he was owed something. Uh, no one, I don't think, thought of the tweet idea, Kyle, except you, but. Um, that would have been one way to solve it. I, like I, I told another. you, like, like I've I've had this happen before, where like somebody didn't get linked up the way they were supposed to, and it's like, oh well, you know, it's 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 over now. You know, you missed that big influx of viewership, so we'll just give you a Facebook post, and you know, get you a, a couple hundred thousand impressions there instead, because it's the same difference. It's better. It's better. Social media is better. You think? You think it's better to get like a hundred thousand on Facebook as opposed I, to? Three million on YouTube, six hundred thousand. Uh, Thirty million. I mean, fifty million. Uh, if you're just the link in the description, like like the the value that's attached to that compared to the the value of being a post, like like there's a difference mm-hmm. between like, hey, look at this Minecraft video. Oh, and if you happen to be on the right uh, piece of hardware, then click down below and you can follow along and see the guy who made this. Yeah, the, it's probably like a three percent click rate if he's lucky. I doubt it's three percent. I don't I want really to requote do. unreliable numbers, but I've heard like fantastic things. Um, 
Tom sells uh, t-shirts, you know, everybody does. And uh, he'll just tweet out like a t-shirt sale and make X amount of dollars, dollars that everybody would envy, uh, I'm told, uh, based on that tweet. And it's like, wow, that's that's the power of his Twitter, right? You know, he can he can drive that many people who are interested in stuff. So, um, so yeah, getting your own personal private tweet over there is much more valuable than being in the link in the description. This thing should have been solved with like, yeah. oh, hey, by a tweet that said, by the way, here's Jimmy cries a lot about his shit who made my made my video for Dude, me. Jimmy was uh, owed. Jimmy got fucked over. His name is MacBot or something, but that Mac guy got fucked over. That guy made a video, an, an animated video. He said it took him a month. By the way, I could give a fuck how long it takes someone to do things. You know, I, I've had coders tell me, like, this is five months' work. And I think, well, you're slow as hell. Like, I don't know why I have to pay extra because it takes you five months to do something another guy would do in a week. But uh, <laughs> he said he spent a month making this 45-second video. I'm not an animator. I don't know what to make of that. But, yeah, that seems like a lot. They make South Park in like a few hours, right? Yeah, if he really spent 160 <laughs> hours doing a 45-second video, then he needs a new job. And, or, or a new machine or something. Maybe he's got a, a laptop like I had back in the day. Like, <laughs> All right, 18 hours, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so this whole I spent a month on it business is irrelevant. You know, like how slow you – it's about how much the product is worth and what they agreed on. But I'm getting off topic. Um. I just it happens to me a lot oh yeah i worked on this super hard 80 hour weeks yeah well do you need a new line of work because you're not doing good um uh, but yeah so i guess that wraps that up i wonder where taylor went i see you back in a second yeah um it, it yeah it was just handled poorly i saw tom's private video and thought it came off much better than everyone else seemed to think it did but I didn't see his live streams and his partnership with Keemstar and all that fun stuff. Which... Oh, so um, Wings of Redemption hot sauce. Uh, mm. Hot Wings of Redemption. Incoming. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I, I found a place who can uh, help us fulfill the order. Um, we're getting uh, some samples shipped out. They should be to everyone before next uh, PKA, I'm hoping. Uh, we're going to pick a sauce. Wings of Redemption is on board. He's agreed to uh, license his image and name to me. Uh, so I'm going to get some, some sort of contract drawn up for that. And at some point, I'm driving on up to Conway, South Carolina, and I'm going to uh, put wings in a chef's costume and take some promotional photographs for this thing where, uh, you know, we need a, a good picture of him for the, the bottle. And I want it to be something funny and, you know, maybe him wearing a chef's hat and, you know, doing or one of those. tasting it with a spoon. Yeah, yeah. Wooden <laughs> spoons. God, I, ho I really, yeah. really hope this falls into the category of PKA ideas that happen. I, I right? think so because like I, everybody's on board, right? Like, like I don't see why this isn't going to happen. Like we just got to get wings is already on board. I just got to go up there and see him, and get my get my chef's hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be funny. Uh, I got to find him an apron to wear. I think he needs like a chef's apron for the picture. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, I, I think I think we're a go on this one. I think this is a PKA idea that is pretty much. 80% done, and now all we really need to do is pick the, uh, the, uh, the exact hot sauce we're going to use, the one that most exemplifies all that Wings of Redemption is, and he's going to get some feedback on, uh, on this. And, uh, and then I'll get the, the picture, get the, get the labels done, and, uh, and then we'll start selling them and shipping them. I think we're going to do a limited run. So, yeah. I also think it's only fitting that maybe there's, if he's willing to do, if, if Chef Redemption is willing 
to do maybe a quick video showing how he recommends making the <laughs> sauce, maybe mixing it with butter, uh, how he bastes his wings. Does he put baking soda on it to, to dry it up so it's crispy? What does he do? Because um, I, 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 for one, would love to see it and try and emulate I would that love to see home. Chef Redemption make some hot wings. I, I will see if he's up for that, and if he is, I will film him uh, cooking and giving some tips and, you know, talking about his sauce and, and how he came up with the recipe and, and, you know, maybe him holding a platter of wings that he's prepared. And, uh, yeah, I could, I could probably do that, like a little 30-second promo video. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that, would be. that could happen. Yeah. That'd be real easy since I'm going up, if I'm going up there anyway. Uh, I haven't seen him since, you know, he left my house from the boot camp thing, so it'd be good to see him. I I don't know if I've seen him in person since we went to the um that New Year's Eve thing like three or four years ago. Yeah, I've yeah, never seen four. him. Never. Oh, man. I've heard good things. You, you have to go to him. Me. Yeah, yeah. You, you should come with me. You should you fly on down here. It'd be like a, it'd be like hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, fly on down here. We hop in with me. We'll ride up there, and uh, you can be my you can be my grip. You can you can hold the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fly in for a road trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a life experience, yeah. man. Like I, I have, you. yeah, I have what these, are you going? These Woody's Gamer Tag stickers, and I, this is a PKA idea that never went anywhere. Sure. But I really, really, really wanted to put it on his stop sign for his um, walking videos, and just like tap on the sign. Like the stop sign was a, it was his turnaround point. It was a central figure in the Wings of Redemption walkathon. And I wanted to put some branding on it. I thought that would be super funny if people were like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I and, and I was thinking about going and buying like a hundred fake snakes off Amazon because I know Wings is terrified of snakes and like planting them all along his walking route. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and there would just be fake, like realistic looking cobras and shit in the bushes and in the grass. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so great! If, if like <laughs> catch him running, I, I was very serious about it. Like I bought the snakes. I, I was telling my girl, I was, I asked my girlfriend. I was like, let's do it. Let's drive up there. And she's like, how long's the drive? I was like, we'll be back in thirteen hours. Yeah, just, just a quick <laughs> like, thirteen. You know? I, yeah, or I, I could picture Wings doing that. Like he's walking, and you know, day four, he's like, that cobra's been eyeing me all week. Like <laughs> just sitting there in the bushes. <laughs> Somebody make a PKA subreddit straw poll. I want you to uh, take a guess as to whether or not the hot sauce is like, you know, the paintball events, which actually happen, or is it going to fall the way of, um, I don't know, Bum's Night Out or, or one bug of the fights. Things. Bug fights is a better example. Yeah, bug fights. Bug that, fights didn't have legs. That uh, also got to the stage of buying things. Yeah, I've got the terrarium and everything. Mm -hmm. Bug fights is just too inhumane. It, it just it just seemed like you were going to get in some trouble somewhere or, or at least be branded as some sort of a weird animal cruelty guy by fighting these bugs to the death. <laughs> and, uh, and and I just didn't want to be part of it. And Kitty was they're just not forcing not them to fight. It's entirely their decision once they're in the cage what happens. He was not going to be okay with like eight, you know, eight inch scorpions and, and giant orb weaving spiders and crazy shit like that snake-like centipedes it was just it's a good idea but i can't do it here now i mean I'm, i will send this terrarium to you woody if if you think that your wife would allow you to have gigantic insects at your house i've got you fully set up she would probably allow it but i don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> you know i bet they smell worse than you would think like a big like nasty tarantula molt or something like that mm. like i bet it just smells old and you know what you should have done should have kept that black snake that you caught and then you could have dropped all the bugs in at one time. And <laughs> seen, do they form an alliance? Do they uh, overcome their differences? 
it's kind of like a World War II analogy. Like, are we gonna are we gonna gang up and I, I pictured it the survival reality TV, TV show, right? Maybe where like you and I are together for now until I backstab you later, and then you know now I'm the mm-hmm. last person. Yeah, left. then they vote the centipede off because he thinks he's starting to you know get too close, <laughs> too chummy with the snake. It, that'd be you, great. You don't vote. You sting him with poison. Those things are yes. terrifying. I'm glad they're not my home. And if they ever got loose here, I yeah, you just have to burn the fucking place down, right? Like like you'd have to move. Have to leave. Have to just get the fuck out. It would be too much. Um, but yeah, this one's going to happen. Um, and I was even thinking that, that that like it'd be fun to do like a normal sized bottle of hot sauce, whatever the fuck that is, for like I don't know ten dollars or something. But then maybe have like a small. Uh, like novelty size bottle of hot sauce that was like Gangster Granny's Triple X Hot or something like that. I wish we could do a sampler though, and we had Hot Wings of Redemption, Gangster Granny's Triple X, and then like Bastard Brooks Ghost Pepper Hot Sauce. Bastard Brooks Ghost Pepper Hot Sauce. Yeah, ah. I get yeah. it because he's a ghost because he is because deceased because yes. he's passed away. God yes. rest his soul. But but we could totally license his image and you know make a ghost pepper hot sauce out of him and you could have all three. I would. Buy I think the, the sampler. I'd buy two samplers so that I could eat one and save one. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I want. I want something that. That's why I like the idea of having you know like I want it to be a hot sauce that you're gonna eat. Like I don't want some like joke hot sauce that you're just gonna put on a shelf and look at. Like I want you to put this on your chili or your pizza or chicken or whatever, but. All those we've talked about it before, those super nuclear hot sauces, like, I don't like that stuff. I'm never going to eat that. It's I've got unpleasant. I've got two or three bottles of them now Do that you, I'm never going to use. I thought you used them in a dish. Like, you take a nuclear hot sauce, you put it in, like, your um, chili, and, you know, a little dab will do you. You, you hmm. dilute it with a gallon of chili, and now you've got a thing that's edible. I suppose you could, but... but you could do that. But I like the actual, like, like with Frank's or Louisiana Extra Hot. That's what I, I like, yeah. Pizza. I like applying it to my food, you know, eat it. Maybe I want a little more. Pour that on there. I don't want the whole, you know, put one, a little, I have, uh, just what Kyle was talking about, I have one called Ass Blaster that <laughs> Melissa bought me, and it's this, it's got a picture of a donkey, like, mooning you on the, the bottle, and then it comes in a little wooden outhouse. <laughs> it's really cool, but... I was like, when she got it for me, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to put some of it on my food. And so I like had a piece of pizza or whatever, and I took off the cap, poured on as much as I would have of like Frank's, which is, a, I use a lot of Frank's. And so I put a, just a ton of this shit on there. Just took a way too big of a bite, and I was like, ooh, ooh, well, oh, man, this is hotter than I thought, than I thought, thought it would be. And it was just horrible for like 15 minutes because there was, there was not a discernible flavor whatsoever at all. It was just hot, and it was unpleasant. Yeah, I've yeah, had hot wings that are like that before. I don't like that. So the hot wings of redemption sauce is going to be something that's like probably like a five out of ten on the on the heat scale, yeah. somewhere in there around medium hot that like normal people will like. That's what you want with wings anyway, because it's going to yeah. be a hot sauce, but I guess specifically a wing sauce. Where yeah. You mix it with, beer and then you make hot wings of redemption. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I really hope you get him to do, you know, at least one tutorial of how he would make hot wings. Uh, but make sure there's no Googling beforehand. I want to know exactly how he thinks you're supposed to make hot wings from the get <laughs> I could do it like redneck style, like maybe cook them outdoors. Um, maybe Over like... Pit with an overturned sideways like grocery cart 
acting as the. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> I was thinking we deep fry them, but we use like an old rusty barrel and like a propane cooker to heat it up or something like that. Like it looks like it, it looks kind of like a meth lab. Uh, maybe we just take apart a meth lab that's already there. I'll, and I'll take anything that actually happens. If it's the electric stove <laughs> and Wings' trailer, it's good for me. I just, whatever, I, 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 I worry that when we get into constructing meth lab sets that we're ver veering into the didn't actually, like, the, the not going to happen territory. Well, the sauce is definitely happening. The picture of him is definitely happening. Um, and, you know, people are going to be able to buy it. All that's happening. Um, what's iffy is if he's up for making a video at all. Mm. Um, but then going forward, I, I guess he, how we do you cook? make a video? Cause we, yeah. we definitely pimp it on the show and it would probably get, you know, uh, I think he'd be up for it. I, I mean, if I, I'll film it double or triple the views of, uh, you know, whatever his average is now and, mm -hmm. um, you know, keep the money. My girlfriend just got a, a DSLR. I'll, I'll, I'll use that. I'll, I'll, I'll go up there and What'd film it. And... What'd she get? A Nikon seventy one hundred or something like okay. that. I, okay, a good one. I uh, I'm not really. I'm. I don't know the Nikon models as well as I know the Canon models. I'm more of a seventy two hundred guy. Ah uh, yes, mm. yes, of course, of course. Yeah. Better depth of field. Yeah. Well, pff, you don't have to tell me. I know exactly <laughs> what we're talking about, Kyle. <laughs> uh, have you thought about what pose you're going to have them strike for the front? I've so. thought a lot about it. Wait. Woody has mentioned like a uh, a silhouette, uh, a forty five grain of like Hitchcock, you know. So you so you just see like the silhouette of wings, mm -hmm. um, which is interesting. I, I would like maybe maybe that could be part of the promotional uh, uh, media that we put together, the promotional package we put together <laughs> for this. <laughs> but um, I, I'm thinking I want like I want it to be like this, like tight, like in on his face and and in color, um, full beard, chef's hat. And he's got like a jar of it maybe in his hand. He's holding the jar of the hot sauce. And he's either eating a wing or he's going, Mwah! he's like doing one of those or something like that. But I kind of want him to be kind of like, like turn his head a little bit and like look right at the lens and like, like be making that like pursing his lips and like that kissing uh, sort of thing. That's, I want that. That's good. In my vision, which you can use or discard as you see fit, is wings... Uh, head to foot, right? Full profile, but blacked out, you know, so it's just a, like a silhouette and in the chef's hat, you know, striking some sort of pose. He can be very proud. He can be doing one of these things. You know, take a couple of them, see what works out. Take it against a plain background so that you can easily, you know, like, you know, select and Photoshop the silhouette out. And that would be, that's, and I picture a red label with the black wings on it and, you know, whatever. We could maybe I want to, even uh, play off the PKA what uh, if, branding with the red. What if we pill. get him to agree to like lie down on his back and and just completely cover his his like head in hot wings until all you can see is his face just peeking out from the hot wings and that and that's the cover. Oh, or or he's doing or <laughs> maybe like the uh, he's like laying back on that chair. <laughs> And then just hot wing sauce pouring on him all over his white oh, t-shirt. Oh, flash dance style. <laughs> yeah, flash dance. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would like on the back is, uh, you know how if you buy like a bottle of you know barbecue sauce, it's not just barbecue sauce. It says on the back like for wings, uh, take out the wings, put them in the oven, do this to that, and it gives specific instructions. I want the back of wings to say like, open the wings. Put them in the oven for four games of domination. Uh, you know, warm up the butter until, you know, you've capped A. Until it's just, whatever he would do. Yeah. 
uh, put it in there till it smells good. You know, <laughs> you then go check it and realize that you are premature. It needs longer. Like, <laughs> That's uh, I, uh, I'm not sure how to cook wings. Like, I know you can like put them on a like a tray with like the sauce and everything, and just and just kind of bake them. But can't you like deep fry them and then dip them in the sauce and? and, and... You can. The way we do it, or I don't say we, she does it, uh, in the oven is like you cover it in like baking soda or powder. I don't, I don't know what the name of the shit, the white stuff is that we get on there, but it like takes Flour, all the moisture out. Probably. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh, semen. Yeah, just a lot of it. I have to, you know, we can only do it every few weeks and I have to work diligently. But uh, yeah, you put on that on there, then you bake it and it gets really, really crisp, absorbs all the moisture in the skin so it gets crackly. And then you just take one of those like baster things at the end and just paint all the all the sauce on it's very good yeah i think i want to deep fry them for like wing, uh, these are the, if i'm making hot wings of redemption they got to be deep fried in my opinion like like I, I just don't see any way around it i think you deep fry them in like a hubcap behind the trailer and then you and then you <laughs> toss them in the sauce like you drown them in the sauce and toss them and i'm i don't know what the contraption for the tossing is but i'm imagining one of those bingo things that you spin in it and everything just rotates on the inside also made with some backyard uh equipment i, I just want it to remain dignified because <laughs> that's the reason that he turned down the that's porn the priority <laughs> well he didn't do the porn remember it was five thousand dollars for that porn he was going to make that's very we had lined very, up a producer we very had different industry experts you know the whole thing was was just ready to happen and then wing said no and and of while he didn't not. use these words he it was because he was worried that it would damage his dignity of course it would it was crazy that whole thing was outrageous we the whole thing, in my opinion, the joke about the whole thing was that Wings had agreed to do something. We were like, well, would you? Would you if this? Would you if that? Would you if this? Oh, you would, huh? Well, watch me do my thing, because I'll make that fucking happen. Yeah. And see, <laughs> we'll see you sweat, Mr. Redemption. <laughs> like, that's the whole joke. It, it's like yeah. fulfilling. It's, it's, um, it's eliminating his objections. Like when you're selling something. You're, right. Like you're when a guy doing... says, I'd give a, a, a dude a blowjob for 10 grand. And you're like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Second, Charlie. <laughs> Show me. And uh, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Me, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just wanted to see that nutsack. I, I knew that would never happen. I was, like, like, I figured there's like a five percent chance, you know, just really outside shot that he might like, who knows, like really need the money for some spur of the moment thing, and be like, well, I know where I can get five grand real quick. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing could come up. Right. But, but with this, I think this is just like I've wanted to do this forever. Uh, I brought it up so, so long ago because mm -hmm. I just wanted him to make a cooking video called Hot Wings of Redemption just because it's a little play on words and I thought it was silly, but this we're going to do. And uh, we'll all get some hot sauce out of it and uh, the fans will get a sort of PKA Wings of Redemption uh, Food novelty slash item. memorabilia. Mem yeah. If he doesn't do it, I'm going to do a wing video with the Hot Wings of Redemption sauce. You know, I don't have a DSLR 6000 or whatever to, <laughs> to do it on. Uh, but, you know... I can I can have a, a friend come over and hold an iPhone. You know? I'll make one too. <laughs> Dude, I'll make a wing video. iPhones aren't well, bad. Uh, no, it, they're really not. But it, a tripod will help a lot. That's mm -hmm. that's considerably helpful. Um, do you want to do that too, Woody? Are you willing to make a wing video with the sauce? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I was slow to admit that I'm not so much a gaming channel anymore. It's kind of a vlog slash PKA channel. And, um, you know, I'd do a let's play here and there or something. But now it's like, you know what? I feel like a, 
cooking Wings of Redemption thing is right up my alley. Shucks, maybe Jackie will partner with me and we'll do yeah. it together. I, I feel like we should all have, have a little competition <laughs> here, and we should, but with like a time limit, and uh, and that'd be it. Like 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 a I don't know what the time limit for each of our cooking videos is, but set a time limit, and then each of us makes a cooking video, and we go for eleven minutes tops. Oh Jesus, I was thinking way shorter. Yeah, well, the good ads happen at 10 minutes. Well, we've got three. <laughs> <laughs> so We've got three videos combined, though. Oh, you're saying doing it on each individual channels. I oh, kind of yeah, wanted to be able to, like, rapid fire them. I was thinking we do it we... on each individual channel. Okay, but that'll I... work. We could cross-promote or whatever. I don't know. But... Well, do you even have a channel, Kyle? That's not... Yeah. Yeah, I've got a channel I can use. I've got it's okay. uh, youtube.com slash FPS. I could use that. Put it there, okay. It's got like yeah. seventy thousand, something like that. Yeah. Uh, we should make rules for I think the current you know, video the is cooking. hey guys, I'm gonna start making lots of videos. That is not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there needs to be like a straw poll, maybe on like the PKA Reddit. And you know, have you ever watched Iron Chef or whatever where they're like, and your secret ingredient is halibut head and they're like, oh, fuck, <laughs> like we need to have a secret ingredient that is realistic guys it's Something not that we gonna can be get. hot it's not gonna be hot sauce no the hot sauce is is the standard <clears throat> that we're all using we have to incorporate something else into it oh oh it's i see so, lemon making, zest. so what so the known factor is that we're making hot a hot wing dish with hot wings of redemption hot sauce and then there will be a mystery ingredient to boot there will be a mystery ingredient that we have to implement as we see fit Ah, yes. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with halibut head. Well, hopefully that's not what they vote on because I don't know. I don't know where to get one of those. They are going it's to vote on something you. It, whatever wins on that PKA subreddit will be something that tortures us. Uh, can you guys use some of those truffle mushrooms that are like six thousand dollars an ounce? Like, there's no. There's that option, or it's like you know, hey, can you use like? I can't even think of anything that's even reasonable to say but you know something that's gross something that's a caviar or like worse like a, like a sardine chicken wing yeah something. you're like hey instead of a chicken wing why don't you make a hot sardine of redemption this is Have gonna be fun those, those uh those canned fish like those tiny little i've uh, seen I've them been, i've seen them yeah yeah they're i bought some once like four years ago because i saw them and I was like, you know, this can't be that bad. They've stayed. They've been around for this long. People are still like, I, in every grocery store I go to, there's a whole section of canned little sardine fish. Like maybe I'll try a little bit of this fillet. It was like two bucks, and I bought it, and I went home. And I guess I probably should have mixed something with it because it was in this nasty, tepid seawater essentially. And I tried a couple of the little, well, one of the fillets. I won't say I ate more than one because I ate one and threw them away. It was horrific. It was one of the nastiest things I've ever had in my life. And apparently, all these Swedish people just eat that shit for fun like new topic yeah. uh i just closing that one out um i i definitely want to do a video i definitely want us to do videos um and, and just i think it'd be funny to see uh like the different styles of videos we make because i've got a very specific thing that i want to do with mine uh and i think it's gonna be short i think mine's gonna be like two minutes long but but i, I think it'd be, it's gonna be fun hmm. uh, looking forward to that yeah mine might be short ad money shitty in january anyway <laughs> oh, I you know this isn't the topic I was going to, but I did I shaved, which is a bummer because I see Kyle's got more of a beard than he has in the last month uh, to the show. We, we I could have really continued on with the bearded age of PKA. You should I just have. use a I just use a beard trimmer and put it on like uh, two or something, and whenever it starts getting itchy, I just go over everything. I uh, 
I wasn't digging the beard as much as I did. Like, I kind of liked the sides of it, and it was fun. But the mustache part, I started trimming it. I wasn't very good at that. And I don't know. But the the big thing was, I knew I wasn't keeping the beard, right? Jackie doesn't like it. And I feel like you have a certain obligation to do what your partner wants, you know? Like, I don't know. Try to be what they like in a partner. And uh, I talked to Jackie about it, and she's like, you can keep it if you want. You know, your fans are all getting a kick out of it, and, you know, you're having fun with it. I'll back off. You can keep it. And I was like, well, see, here's the thing. I'm not keeping it forever. So what? Am I going to wait till January 7th when there's no money in the shaving video and then shave it off? Let's do it on the 28th. And that's how it went down. And you saw right through that. You were like, no, no, no. I'm not giving you another bullet to put in your future argument magazine (laughs) for something to bring up. Just, oh, we're going to have this fight. How about that beard that I told you I didn't like? And you apparently don't care enough about what I think. (laughs) You know, she turned it into something else. Uh, Go down that that weird path. I just saw, I'm like, dude, I'm either going to shave it like, make. I think I did it December 28th. Or I'm going to shave it like January 5th. Get the money. So, yeah, money whoring it right here. Maybe I'll <laughs> shave in a video on my channel, but nobody would give a fuck. They'd just be like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> oh, they would. <laughs> Maybe. They would. Maybe. Here. I, I don't know. I don't know. That would just, just be a resurgence of owl comments again. <laughs> Which I saw that on the, the subreddit, Woody. You were like, so uh, <laughs> should we start maybe moderating all these? Check out what this guy looks like. Kyle, right? No, it's a white guy with brown hair. That's you know, you know, <laughs> kind of similar. It was no. about two thirds. Stop it with the lookalike posts, um, and and one third people thought they were funny, which I, I hate them. They're so stupid. They're stupid. They're re- <laughs> so fucking stupid. Not redundant. Repetitive. That's what I'm going for. And they're bad. You're not even good at it. Try harder. And, like, like, yeah. try, it's so so often. The picture of uh, what's his name. We were just talking Billy, about it. Fargo, Billy, Billy Bob Billy Thornton. Bob from For- Billy Bob Thornton from Fargo a little bit, okay? A little yeah. bit. The so ones right. that work on me are not usually like my age group. The ones that are, if they're my age at all, they're like totally insulting. Like, guys, 35 pounds heavier than me, <laughs> but also has plaid shorts on. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, look, he's Woody. Like, fuck you, dude. That guy's awful. Um, like fat middle-aged white guy with shorts. Oh, yeah. that's Woody. Look, there he is. <laughs> But um, I saw one recently that was like, hey, this is kind of what Woody would look like as a teenager. And I'm like, "Eh, maybe. Um, But yeah, I I think those posts are silly. They're they're just not good content. That's my issue with them. Um, All of mine are either that guy who's talking, uh, um, Monsieur Lapidit. It's either that guy or an owl. That's, that's the only <laughs> one. And it, that, 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 uh, fucking... You're lucky to have the owl thing because I feel like it's so ridiculous. It's not, it, it never hurts, right? If they were like, hey, look, Taylor, you look a lot like Steve Buscemi. And that was like the constant <laughs> drum they kept beating. Taylor looks like Steve Buscemi. That was all they ever said. Eventually, you'd be like, really? Like, I'm way better looking than Steve Buscemi. Yeah. <laughs> Freak. <laughs> it's better than like, hey, I was watching my local news and this convicted rapist looks a lot like Kyle. And it's like <laughs> some creepy fuck on shoulders. <laughs> Have you guys seen like Making a Murderer on Netflix? Oh, my God. It's great. I've and seen it. And it's so depressing. Dude. Kyle, you haven't seen you, it? Have you seen the whole no, thing? No, but I know, what it, I know yes. the deal. So there's this guy. His name is Steve Avery. And... <sighs> According to the show, in you know whatever twenty years ago or something like that, what yeah. he did was he ran off his co- he ran his cousin off the road, 
his cousin just happened to be married to a cop. Um, I, I don't know what you call a police officer in the sheriff's department, like a sheriff's deputy. <laughs> deputy, okay. So his cousin married to a deputy. He ran her off the road. Apparently, she was talking trash about her or something. And uh, um, that's what the show tells you. The show leaves out that he held a gun at her and stuff like that. But um, then later, she got she was beaten and raped. So they found Steve Avery guilty of that and locked him up. <clears throat> like 10 years into it, they discovered that he was innocent. 18 right? or 18 years he was in jail. Yes. For that. Well, I was, yeah. I was still going. So 10 oh, years sorry. 10 years after he was convicted of rape, they discovered he was innocent and kind of buried it. And uh 8 years later, you know, the people working on his side got him released. So 18 years, and by the way, he's totally innocent. Totally innocent. DNA ev evidence exonerated him. Uh, they actually, DNA evidence pointed to the right guy. The guy that they didn't lock up committed two more brutal rapes. Uh, this guy was not a, a date raper, and all rape is bad, but... Are you sure about that, Woody? Eh. <laughs> going on record that all rape is bad. Yeah, I'm taking a, a bold stance that all yeah, rape is bad. That's the hill bad. he's going to die on, God damn it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like bad. The, the variety where like you grab a stranger, drag them into the woods, and leave them with like broken orbital bones and you know that kind of stuff uh, is the worst kind of rape. And, um, and that was what this guy did. And... Um, or maybe the worst kind is parental incest. I don't know. Pick your poison. No, so, they're all pretty, pretty what, what other bad. kind of what other yeah. kinds of rape? Well, you know, there's the date rape, the regretful kind of sort of rape. The no, know, no, no, no regret, no remorse. <laughs> those kinds. Let's talk well, about it's those. her regret. To tame. Tell me about the other side of this spectrum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me step back on topic. Yeah. So, uh, um, anyway, the guy had two more female, of course, victims on this thing, right? So, two other women were just, you know harmed by this aggressive beating rapist and uh and while steve avery on the other hand was doing the time for his crime so uh um he gets out and then there's a a, a woman that he works with i guess you know the, the guy owned a salvage yard or his family owned a salvage yard which is like a junkyard for cars and uh this girl from auto trader who took photos came took pictures and uh, she showed up dead. And there was all kinds of proof that sort of pointed to that the police uh, framed him. And uh, Taylor, maybe you can help me with some of the proof. Like one of the things is they, they found her key in the, um, in the guy's bedroom. Yeah. Right? So. It was in the garage, I believe. The key was in the bedroom. Or the key was in the bedroom. The bullet, right. was, in the the bullet was in the garage. Yeah. So the key was in the bedroom, and they were trying to place, like, the woman in the bedroom. They didn't really have much evidence that the woman was in the bedroom. And uh, um, trying to move through this quickly. But the key, there was all sorts of funny stuff on it. And, it, it, like, for example, um, his DNA was on the key, the, the supposed murderer. But... The woman's DNA was not on the key, which is really weird. Yeah. Like, like and someone... it wasn't found right away either. Like it was found so much later. Like here was the thing. Like they went through the whole house, checked everything, tore it apart, couldn't find any evidence at all. Uh, four times. One of the yeah, four times. Mm -hmm. Like a couple months later, on like March first and second or something, uh, they decided to, to reopen it 
and they reopened the, the crime scene on the second. On the first, one of the lieutenants, because uh, there's always a sign-in, sign-out sheet for crime scenes, where even if it's not active, you still have to sign in and sign out. And there was no sign-in date for this lieutenant uh, or sergeant or whatever, uh, but there was a sign-out time. And it was only after he has, had visited again, like weeks, weeks later, that they came back, checked, and suddenly it was like, oh my God, like we found this stuff now that's really obvious that, you know, how did this forensic team miss it? When it's like, no, you... <laughs> Like that guy clearly planted this evidence to and try and get this moving. One of the things about the key, I have to try and move along quicker, is it had his DNA on it, but not hers. So the assumption is it's been wiped clean, and then they like planted his DNA on it somehow, which isn't hard to do. I didn't realize how easily they could get DNA, but like yeah, you know, I didn't either. Yeah, freak. Like all sorts of sweat and stuff. Um, all sorts of things leave DNA. Now his blood was in the car, right? That's mm -hmm. pretty telling, right? His blood's in the car. That's a problem. But later they find that they took blood from the guy for the first time he was committed, and there's a vial of it in evidence. Well, it's been opened. Like someone sliced it open and whatever. Like it, it clearly somebody went in and dealt with that blood recently. More, the top of the vial had a um, like a syringe poke in it. Yeah, like, like for like for a needle. I was gonna say a hypodermic needle. I don't know what a needle is really, but you took the needle in. They got some blood out, and then they talked to like the evidence people and the um. Uh, like the, the people who test blood and things like that. And they said, we don't do that. Like, that's not what they would do with it. They, they don't just poke holes in vials and put them back. That's not a, it's not the standard procedure. So someone who doesn't follow normal procedures dealt with that blood. And that would explain how the blood got in the car. Uh, the bullet was under the, uh, the, it was in the garage and they're they were maintaining that they killed her in the garage, but there was a lot of stuff that kind of like, so if you saw the garage, it was filled with stuff, right? Like it picture like a million tools, old garden hoses stacked on top of like air compressors and a real mess of a scene, right? And and it's like a a rib cage high mess of stuff, right? All around all the walls. Uh disorganized is a it's a junkyard, but this guy didn't like organize his own tools or anything. And she was murdered there supposedly, but there was no mist. Like, um, experts were like, dude, crime scene forensics experts could not clean all the, the blood spray from this scene. You know, like if you want to clean a scene, it's gotta be in a clean place. But, uh, oh, and then more than that, um, to get it off, you would have had to bleach the area. But since yeah. Steve Avery found his DNA all over the place, like not, none of it matched up at all with what they were saying. Uh, the whole you know, oh, she was shot in the head with this twenty-two, but uh, you know, we we tested and we found her DNA on it. But um, you know, unfortunately, the the lady who tested the DNA on the bullet was like, well, I also got my DNA in there on accident. So you know, but that just happens sometimes. And it's like, wait, so so you mixed your own DNA? So so that's how easy it is to get DNA on this because you breathed in the same room as it, and yet this has none of his DNA. He was handling this, loading it into a gun purportedly, doing all this, and nothing from him. Like, so it, it, nothing added up. To bottom line all this, the way that the police described this went down can't be right. Oh, and we didn't even no. mention this Dennessy guy. No. The, yeah, the Dennessy guy is so much more upsetting because he's a young kid, and he's clearly like, when I first started watching his interviews, I'm like, all right, maybe this kid isn't the, you know, brightest crayon in the box or whatever but as the more you watch it the more it becomes clear that this guy is borderline retarded like he's he's literally borderline retarded his he iq was 70 keep a, yeah yeah and that i think like it was 72 and like 70 is the cutoff 
for mental retardation. Fucking Forrest Gump. Still, yeah, he was a real Gump, but without any of the luck. The complete opposite. Wow. He was uh, Forrest <laughs> Gump's foil, so to speak. <laughs> and so they showed the image of like him sitting there in his class. The police are interrogating him without his attorney present. Or I guess they were just detectives interrogating him about this, and he didn't know anything about what had happened. And they just kind of coerced him into admitting oh yeah we went you know and i was over there with him when he killed her oh yeah we stabbed her we cut her hair off we did this and that and he was clearly just making things up to try and get out of there like the kid was even like he he clearly had no knowledge of what he was saying or what he was doing like he just wanted to leave and he had no understanding of how severe this was like he even said like am i going to be done with this in half an hour They're like uh no i don't think he had so to turn in a project like, at school yeah i've got a project due in sixth hour and it's like Six. do you not understand like you're admitting to being culpable in a murder and a rape and you're worried about a project like you're clearly not mentally fit to be you know handling these questions and they just manipulate him they convince him to lie over and over then they use his uh false confession to put avery in jail his attorney wasn't defending him right so the reason Mm -hmm. that he kept being interrogated without his attorney present is because his attorney was sort of working hand in hand with the police so that his testimony could be used to put Steve Avery behind bars. Everything yeah, he wasn't seen... so much a Dassey's attorney as he was an additional kind of subversive detective yeah. for Avery to where, like, uh, they were trying to get his admission again, so they sent him to, like, some dude who was going to pull more information out of him. And the dude, like, there's a film of him sitting there next to this kid, like, yeah, and draw a picture of uh, her being raped right here. And draw a picture of how you guys shot her right here. And the kid's like, we, we, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, that, that didn't happen. He's like, now, 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 be honest with me. Draw a picture of how you raped her right here. I, I don't know how to do that. We, we didn't do that. Don't lie to me. You've been honest. Draw the picture. And it's like, and draw it real big so everybody can see. And it's like, holy shit. Like, that's so fucked up to do that to a mentally, you know, handicapped kid. But man, that that sh- you got to watch that show, Kyle. Dude. It is so upsetting. I had to watch it in like parts because I was getting so angry. The thing is, Steve Avery's guilty as fuck. Like I, I completely believe it didn't go down like the police said it did. But they left out a lot of the physical evidence that pointed towards Steve Avery, and the police concocted a story to make the trial more of a slam dunk. But. Steve Avery was still guilty, even if he didn't shoot her in the garage, which I don't think he possibly could have because there, there was no blood spray. Even if they didn't um, leave the key in the bedroom, Steve Avery still did it. And this is What's some the of... evidence that he did it? Okay. Uh, I happen to have a list here. All right. <laughs> um, so, oh, just, just some of the stuff that they left out. Uh, Steve Avery's animal cruelty history. He... Um, he doused a cat in oil and threw the cat in a bonfire. Not that that points to that he's a murderer, but... Country fun. Country fun. Um, that thing about the cousin that we mentioned earlier, um, he held her at, at gunpoint, you know, and ran her off the road and stuff like that. All right. Building up here. Um, the woman that he killed, right? Her, her, last, her name was like Teresa Halbach, something like that. Halbach? Yeah. Um, he called and specifically requested her again and again and again for several months leading up to the thing. It wasn't random that she always kept going out there. That's a thing. Halbeck complained to her boss that she didn't want to go out there anymore. She felt unsafe. Um, Avery would come and meet her wearing only a towel, and he had some sort of obsession with Halbeck. So that's a thing. The day that she went missing, Avery called her three times 
twice with the star 67 number to cover the fact that he was like so she couldn't tell who was calling like a, like a caller id block all mm-hmm. right um the bullet that supposedly the cops planted with his dna on it or i'm sorry with her dna on it the victim's dna on it was fired from steve avery's gun that gun hung over his bed for months. It was always, that's where he kept it. He hung that bed, that gun over his bed. So there's, Steve Avery's gun killed her. They kind of left that out of the story, which I thought That was, wouldn't be that hard if they were going the full, like, we're going to fabricate this whole crime scene. That wouldn't be the limiting factor. Okay. To what, like, kept him from doing it. You know how supposedly they, um, they, uh, like, had bought handcuffs and leg irons and held her down and raped her? Raped her? Remember that yeah. part of the thing? Yeah. Steve Avery had purchased handcuffs and leg irons, uh, like the kind that they had in the rape scene. <clears throat> so I thought that was thing. Um, let me see. Oh, oh, oh. So they mentioned in the trial about the RAV4. Um, in in Dassey's illegally obtained statement, Dassey stated that he helped Avery move the RAV4 into the junkyard and that Avery had lifted the hood and removed the battery cable, right? Do you remember that? They said that you know, Avery mm-hmm. did that. And as you're watching it, you think that the prosecutor's getting information out of him that he's just inventing, like, oh, I don't know. Well, they found Steve Avery's DNA on the hood latch um, the, you know, under the RAV4. So I thought that was interesting. Like, there's a lot, of, and, and not to mention the stuff that was in there, like her bones were found in a burn pile 20 feet from his house. Um, they, they, they sort of left out the stuff that was there. Now, I don't think it happened like the police said it happened, right? I don't think he murdered her in the garage because there was no blood spray. Um, I don't know. I don't think she left the key there. But he really did kill her. It was his gun that killed her. It was his DNA on the hood latch. They found the, the her car on his property. Like, what kind of gun was it? It was a twenty-two rifle, I think. Yeah. What kind? That's as much as I know. Yeah. I'm gonna say you swap the barrel out on some really easy. Mm. They could. It's just, I don't know. With all of this though, like all the evidences you gave, which I'm not taking aside, just devil's advocate. Like, I I don't. Just from the documentary, even watching it, I'm like, man, there's no way this guy's guilty but then i was also thinking like okay well nobody ever makes any documentary without some kind of explicit agenda nobody's ever like hey let's just see how the world's heating up and if we do influence it that much like there's it's always like we did not cause any of this or it's like we caused fucking all of it like there's no middle ground for documentaries but Uh, all this stuff like dna on the hood latch like that could have been replicated they could have like grabbed a hair and rubbed it on there whatever the hell you would do to fake that um like they they could fake all these things, so it's almost weird to say they they planted the bullet and all this other stuff, but then cut short and say, well, but that other stuff is real. Evidence. The fact that some of it matched though, like I, like the DNA was found on the hood latch. I I don't know. I I want to say before they got the the story out of Dennessy. No, it's like ah, oh, Dennessy's giving them details that they didn't know that's matching the physical evidence and stuff like that. I, uh, but the, the internet is outraged having only seen the documentary, which, as you mentioned, is kind of one-sided. But yeah. uh, if you saw the rest of it, you'd be like, ah, I think the cops framed a guilty man, which is awful, yeah. just not as awful as framing an innocent man. I think that that Desi, Dennis uh, Dassey, I think he's innocent. Like I think they really did coerce and trick him into saying things, and maybe he did have a little knowledge of it, 
uh, and then he just got so bamboozled from it. Because as it goes on, you can tell that like he's constantly confused by everything everyone is saying to him at every given point. His mom will be like, "Well, why'd you tell him that if it wasn't true?" I'll be like, "Well, it wasn't true, but they, you know, they got in my head." And and uh, but how'd you know this? Well, I I don't know. Like he, I guess just like I really, do in school, mom. Right? Yeah. I'm I stupid. You're not school. stupid to me. Well, I'm kind of stupid, but you're not stupid to yeah. me. It was funny. One thing I thought was interesting was like the split between the reasonably intelligent people and the dumb ones, right? The Steve Avery's family, and that includes Desi, they were morons. Really dumb, dumb people. And like, yeah. I, I, I kind of, I guess I know that some people are smarter than others, but I feel like a lot of it is attitude and work and exposure and environment and whatever these people were just fucking a family tree with no limbs in it or something like yeah. everyone they were just dum-dums so that from their grammar to their inability to see the big picture to everything about them you know the when when Jay Leno does his like jaywalking thing and he's like can you find America on a map and the person after person is confused but you know yeah. that's bullshit because it's just entertainment and people can find mm -hmm. America on a map. These guys are the ones that sh might struggle with the basic questions. They're just idiots, idiots. And then you, that made me feel worse for the parents because they seemed so chat like just just dumb, like you said, not like ignorant, like difficult. The the mom was just so difficult to understand, and the dad was one of those guys who had no control over the volume of his voice at all. Just like constantly, like so, you don't think your son did it? I don't think I don't I don't think he had anybody to do it. Like, ain't no way you could do that. And it's like, uh, like I yeah. felt so bad for those people because it's like in their head, there's a zero percent chance their son did this. They're only thinking about him with the best, and it's like it's ruining their lives whether or not he did it. Uh, just and to have to be dragged through all this muck. The, it, their explanations were horrible too. Like, all right, all right, Steve did a lot of things. Like he used to burn the cat and he used to steal stuff and he'd point guns at other people in the family and run that girl off the road. But, you know, every time he got caught, he'd own up and say, yeah, I did it. So this time that he's saying that he didn't murder that girl, I know that he always tells the truth about these things. And you're like, dude, no, yeah. uh, that that's that. Why is his DNA all over the place? You know, the like innocence by con convictions, like innocent by prior convictions, was like in their head. They were just like, well, he'd admitted it if he'd have done it. He did before, like you know. Mm -hmm. I, it, it was. I, I don't know. I felt so seeing them, them in scenes made me so sad because I, they just weren't willing to believe anything bad about they, their kid, and they were like that. It's um, upsetting. That that one main character or whatever co-star in Idiocracy, the guy that just couldn't—he's just dumb. They were literally that dumb. It was—I don't bump into people that dumb on a daily basis, and it was eye-opening for me to see <clears throat> chimpanzee-level intelligence in these people. Yeah, they were. They... Or maybe the documentary wanted to, to push it even more in that direction and anything vaguely, you know, intelligent or insightful they did have to say. They were like, no, 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 we've got a nice narrative here of the, the bumpkin parents who are just trying to get the best for their kid and, you know, you know, just put in the stuff where they're they're crying and, and struggling to compose themselves after another <sighs> bout with the, uh, with the legal system. Like, it, I, If they tried to do that to you, though, they just would never get that footage 
right? Like th- there's no scenario where you ever look as dumb as Desi did. That kid was just a fool. Oh, I'm only talking about the the parents right oh, now. The oh. kid himself, like he's he was beyond the pale dumber than any of them because he's actually has mental problems. I feel like, like his your younger next boy. To him. I think you might have a low IQ. <laughs> you had him tested. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going Gump? No, no, Fargo. no, no, no. Fargo, Fargo. <laughs> all right. Let's talk. All right. So I see. I'm looking at this thing that uh, Chiz threw in there. It says Christopher Nolan, maker of the Batman trilogy, is using 65 millimeter film and IMAX to film his first World War II film. And I also saw that the next Star Wars film, which is the anthology film, it's it's not uh, in the line that we're currently mm-hmm. aware of. It's a it's a new break breakaway thing called Rogue One. Also, 70 millimeter film. Uh, so, so maybe this will become a thing. I God, don't want I it to become not. a thing. <laughs> I know you do. Shit. This is just the, you know, uh, oh man, you can't get great sound quality on digital. Like, you need vinyl, man. Like, it's you get three the real times soul the... of it. Like, this is that same douchey, I'm it's not, artsy, though. you don't understand. Look, all right. So, so before, like before Woody. Totally be- right. Okay, please. So, before Woody starts talking about how awful the roadshow experience was for him this weekend. It's literally three times the resolution. It just is. That's what it's advertised as. It just is. What you're saying is you don't... I know it has, has shortcomings and fallbacks. That There are issues and times where it's not as good as digital, like, you, like what you are saying earlier with the lighting and all. But it's three times the resolution, and there's a reason why the... Be- look, look at the people who are championing this thing. They're, they're, they're the makers of some of the best movies out there. Woody Allen uses film. Quentin Tarantino likes to use film. Christopher Nolan likes to use film. I feel like they know what they're, they're talking about. These are just about. film nerds who masturbate to their equipment. I, it, it, yeah, I could go off on the people. The, the, the Star Wars was made on digital. The, the Avatar was made on digital. Uh, Mad Max, I don't even know. Hopefully I didn't pull a bad example out. I'm not sure what your point is, though. The, when the, you're obsessive the, about something, the, you're more likely to take a niche route about it and be obsessed with little nitpicky things. Like with guns. You like things that nobody else even knows exist because you're so into it, <laughs> and that's let, your let thing, and that's question, fine. Though. He, he said, I'm not sure yeah. what I'm talking about, or he's not sure what I'm talking about. The most visually impressive films that come out are not the film ones. They're the digital ones. Avengers is filmed in digital, and uh, shit, I think Star Wars is a neat example, too. Like These digital films come out looking better than... Interstellar, Interstellar featured a lot of film, 70-millimeter film. I... I don't know. Um, but uh, Star Wars had like one little 70 millimeter section and it looked good, but the bulk of it was done on digital. Dude. Well, the entire next one is 70 millimeter. Um, I just saw today the road, show. The, the road show, but what was the movie called? Um, the Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight. It was total shit. The look of it was shit. So uh, Kyle actually likes all the defects like when you know like a one little frame i only like saw a cigar like burn. i only saw two and it was just a little fuzzy thing just just it was like oh there was a thing it, it was like more like a shooting star than a regular occurrence our whole um you could really see it in text more than like the movie itself but they all kind of vibrated and i, I even talked to the guy next to me he was a pk fan i was like you know do you think they did that on purpose and he's like i'm not sure i don't think so we'll know more when if it happens all movie long and it did but it just wasn't as obvious when it was like trees and moving wagons and stuff compared to the text, which you really expect to be framed and still. Um, our thing, like it, if you were to take the screen and block it off, at like the one-third and two-thirds mark, there were these vertical lines that were there all movie long, like 
two pairs of six. And they weren't bad. They didn't ruin the movie or anything. But you look at him and you're like, that's a fucking defect I'm not used to seeing. That uh, sounds like... It's, I didn't have any of this. It was not sharp. The image was not sharp at all. And... Uh, um. You know, it, it, even afterwards, we discussed like the videography of it, like me and the guys I went with, and uh, the general can. And no one thought it was good. Everyone agreed that like the videography in this film was worse than average for a film that's billed as great. And we went to see it in seventy millimeter in an IMAX theater. You know, we got the real roadshow experience. It came with the damn handouts and everything. Um, it it was to a take worse Kyle's than average side thing. Briefly, what, what do you mean by the like a projectionist issue? Like, could they have projected it poorly? Is that a possibility? Yes, it is. But I feel like that is one of the challenges you have in video. You know, like it, it, <laughs> when you watch a Blu-ray on your flat screen TV, there's no projectionist fucking things up. Well, it sounds like what you're saying is, yeah, it's better, but you got to have somebody doing it the right way. That is and not that's... what I'm saying. I'm saying it is total shit. <laughs> it is absolute fuckery terribleness. And it's only compounded by the fact that they rely on a dead profession of perfection or projectionist to make it work. Um, it, it, the, the film itself had fucking, and the and it's dynamic range. We all talked about the dynamic range in it. If you're in the stagecoach and you're filming the people, you can either underexpose the people and then at least see something out the windows or the windows can be totally blown out and full white. If you go to watch this movie, Look out the stagecoach windows and you'll see it's fucking full blown out whiteness like you stared at the sun or something. When you see all the outdoor shots were terrible. Like they'd show the outhouse um, like uh, in a snow field and uh, the outhouse is wickedly underexposed. It's like a silhouette of just blackness. And then, you know, you can actually see the field. Or the other option was to show the outhouse, but then the, all the white is blown out. Digital really is think much a lot better of this, with this dynamic range. I really think a lot of your issues are because of just the theater you were at or, or, or how things went down for you. Re a recently I, built IMAX 70 millimeter theater that I heard spent $80,000 on this projector. I, I mean, I, I don't know what that has to do with it. They all did. Every single one of them did. Like, like if, if you've got that 70 million projector. I'm just saying that, that I, I mean, I got what was supposed to be the premiere experience. And and if you go on the internet. Oh, I, you're, you're being so misleading. Now you're like, hey, I, I came there. I, I came for the big Dude, all over the internet. Everyone is saying it's out of focus. I, I feel I like that's a that. gross generalization, too. I've seen reports of bad showings. I've seen reports where the film melted. It, you know, it does that. If it, if it stops, then the, then the, you know, the, the light source hot, ignites. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, I, I know that it, it, it does that. And there's bad, been bad experiences. The artifacts and their cigar burns. Uh, the dynamic range sounds like something that's probably present cr across the board. And it's just one of the things with film. But when I saw it, I didn't have any of those... Uh, jittery issues like I, did, I didn't see it shaking um, it was in focus and I thought it was very sharp and I thought the colors looked better than I was traditionally that I was used to traditionally seeing I was impressed when I, I remember the digital when it captures was, color better than film it, does it just and, and digital captures true. dynamic that, yeah, range that, it is true. true that's just not the only thing that it can kind of capture better is resolution but the thing about that is there's dramatic, like, um, uh, I think film diminishing re returns. colors better than digital. Yeah. Film shit it, at that. It seems like <laughs> they're changing the whole thing for a tiny little 
gain. Like they're like, oh, we're gonna go back to this kind of it's, archaic way of doing this because you get a little bit. It's like deciding to ride a horse now to save money on gas. Times the resolution. It's three times the resolution. That's what it's advertised as. That's what that when you buy. Your oh, tickets, that's what that's Quentin what Tarantino says. told you. No, no, that's so. Here's that's the deal. The resolution is effectively 12k, and uh, the top line digital stuff now is that what they do is they use two 4k projectors and put, put them next to each other. So I don't even know how to translate that into some bigger image, but you know, dual 4k versus 12k and you can't see the difference, you know, in the, like photographers have known for ages that megapixels are not how you measure the quality of a photograph. Like that's just dude, the megapixel wars ended when they hit like 12 or 14 megapixels or megapixels, I think per picture. Um, now, if you just continue to do the megapixel race, it doesn't matter. You know, 50, 75 megapixel cameras, no one gives a fuck. They, they've moved on to like how great the autofocus is, how, what the dynamic range on the camera is, is a really big deal, how it reproduces colors, stuff like that. Um, Kyle's doing the megapixel race, which was, you know, it's the, film, that's not, over. Photo, not still photos though. Yeah. I, it's, I, I, I feel like your digital stuff is even go, gonna go to 4K and then 8K. It and probably will, we're not and you talk, won't see the difference. <laughs> you won't see the difference on a handset. No, I, I had a my my, uh, my last phone had a 4K display, and I couldn't tell the difference because it's like a five inch screen. But when you're talking about a 90 foot screen, I feel like you'll notice the difference between 4K and 12K. I just don't want every release of a movie to be something now. Where like I wanted to see Hateful Eight when it came out because like I heard like oh it came out and I was like oh awesome let me see where it's showing oh over at Ronnie's. Uh, I'll just go over there, but it's fucking flooded everywhere here, so I can't go to Ronnie's and see it, and I and it's not showing anywhere else. And I don't want this to be a like limiting factor for movies in the future, where it's like, oh, we want to do seventy millimeter, but we also want a few extra days to bolster our opening weekend numbers, and uh, we're gonna just release it in select theaters and make it so everybody else has to wait who just wants to see it for for real. And normally, I don't like that that waiting period. There's problems with the film process too that are huge, right? Like so. When you film in digital, right, they film it and then they sit there and watch it and they film it and they watch it. Maybe they do two takes and then they watch it and pick the better one and they move on. When you film in film, you see it the next day. Like I you, think they film simultaneously in digital, I think. Well, then you don't see what you get. Like, like, it, the, but you see the cut. Watching the, the rough cuts is something they do like the next day before they film. And then they have to decide whether they want to do the scene again or not. But the thing is, you know... If, you, if you're in digital, everyone's still in costume, all the right people are there, the lighting setup is there, the audio setup is there. You can just do another viewing. I think they film simultaneously in digital so that they can accomplish what you're talking about, though. I don't think they literally have to be like, all right, well, we'll know how this looks tomorrow and like, walk away that's with That's the process. Film. Nah, they got a digital... Like, I've seen those rigs. They got lots of lenses, like filming from different... Like, uh, with um, I don't film think like they do that. I don't yeah, want to know film... what evidence you have. How do they film with seventy millimeter and digital at the same time? Wouldn't, wouldn't like the digital version be like slight angle off? Yeah, I'm like, not they saying can't they check for the focus or anything. At the same time, I'm not comparing. I'm not saying that. I'm what saying I've saying? seen those. Ca- I've on the camera rigs. I've seen they'll have multiple lenses. They're filming in multiple um, formats simultaneously. Sometimes. What about when they film three D? They've got lots of lenses going on. They've got two going next to each other, right? I've seen a thing where there's where there's like three or four lenses of different sizes going on at the same time on a big. Uh, They're not filming through frame. all of them at the same time. They're just choosing a lens, right? Like it rotates and you put the right lens in front of the sensor or the film. Well, surely they're not having. I just don't think they're having to take the reel off to get their cuts and know what the basic shot was. That's exactly so could, how that works. Hmm. 
And, um, you know, so when they decide, like, they have to decide whether a cut is good enough, the workflow is just awful. They're like, ah, that sucked. Everyone get in yesterday's costumes, yesterday's positions, yesterday's set, all that stuff, because the next day is you know, they have to literally develop the film. Did the actors complain about that? Apparently, the actors in Hateful Eight were so amazing that every cut was great and it was difficult to choose. Like, every actor nailed every part. Uh, every time is what I'm told. And just to well, clarify, because I, I know you said this before the show, you liked the movie. It's just the. I liked the, the movie. The videography was the worst part of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm the other way around. I liked how it looked, but I didn't like the movie very much. I haven't seen it. I just wanted to be included in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I feel like seventy millimeter. And it, the guys I was with all agreed. They're like, this was supposed to look good. It looked below average. And mm. uh, and more than that, for given how much about. So much of the billing and lead up to this thing was about the videography. This is a movie where 90% of it takes place inside a log cabin. It's like such a waste of what might have been good. If it and the was outside good. is snow, which, as you said, kind of makes it difficult oh. on that, right? Yeah. It's so the, it, it seems like a bad choice for a movie the, to film at 70 millimeter. The inside is a log cabin where it makes no difference. The outside is snow where it does make a difference in a negative way because it has lousy dynamic range. I thought I, I felt like on the inside you were getting a wider field of view and seeing more of the cabin. And I mean, it felt like a like you were looking at a stage. It, it, since you were in the cabin the whole time, now I'm, I'm I'm not making an excuse for for seventy millimeter being necessary for this film because I agree they're inside a cabin the whole time. It would have been like uh, I'm trying to think of a movie that would have been great for it, but like remember Cliffhanger when the whole movie is like helicopter shots and Stallone hanging on the side of a fucking mountain. That's the kind of movie I'd like to see in 70 millimeter. Um, but I, I would be interested to see like how how much wider uh, it is and how much extra you're seeing because it might make an impact. Um, I wonder if it'd be hard to do cliffhanger in 70 millimeter. I think we talked about this in PK in a little bit, but to film in 70 millimeter involves a great big heavy camera with a heavy reel and like a you know operator on it and stuff. Whereas like the first Avengers. They would literally take DSLRs, like $3,000 DSLRs, treat them like disposables, and put them in harm's way to get action shots that you would never be able to do in 70 millimeter. Like part of, some of what you saw in Avengers, the first one, was just DSLR footage, like the big action scenes, the fight at the end, stuff like that. I didn't um, know that. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Canon, Mark, Canon 5 Mark III, that's what I'm trying to say. And, uh, and they did it because... You know, to them, that's cheap, three grand, and uh, they could put it in places where you couldn't put a big film. So, mm. anyway, uh, yeah. Taylor, think... you have a, a list of movies and shows you like from this year, right? Yes. Yes, I made a little list. I'm interested. All right. So, I did like a, and I want your guys' feedback too, because I did this uh, today of just the best did like three and then maybe a runner-up for movies and the same for TV. Games, I just put like the only ones I've played this year that I thought were good because I'm not big enough of a gamer anymore to like have a a comprehensive list. And then I did some letdowns too of shit that uh, I thought was going to be incredible and it didn't end up meeting my expectations. And nothing on that list like I think sucks. It's just I was so excited and it didn't turn out. So movies, my favorite, I had uh, in no particular order, I had Mad Max, The Martian, and Red Army. Red Army. I don't know what that I is. I don't know that one either. Red Army is the movie, uh, the documentary that released this year about uh, the Soviet 1980 
hockey team or about the whole oh. Soviet hockey. Yeah, I did uh, see that. Program. Okay. Yeah. And was then it on Netflix? About, yeah. It was on Netflix. Yeah. It was incredible to see like the shit they put those guys through. Then then they like come to Canada to play and they're like, they have apples in store all year round. And they're just like <laughs> blown away by this. And then, <laughs> meanwhile, they go back to Russia and they're some of the, they're the best hockey players in the world, but they can't leave and go play in the NHL. Because they're like, oh, you want to leave? Yeah, yeah, no, we kind of own you. You're your product and an item of the state. So no, you can't leave and go make money in the U.S. And it, it was incredible. I love that movie. You really got to watch it, Woody. You would, you would really I saw enjoy it. it. Oh, you did. Did, did, did they go back to Lake Placid at the end, like 25 years later? Yeah, they go I back and it. check it out. Kyle, you should, you should see it. Like, I've seen. You're it. not a big hockey guy. Oh, I thought, you, well, I thought yeah, one of you said you hadn't no, seen it. No, I didn't think I had until you described it to me. They have the part where um, the coach was crazy hardcore. Uh, it seemed like in the summertime when there when there wasn't any ice, they were like training with rocks. They were like at the beach, just moving yeah. rocks. Just yeah, he's like <laughs> they were. Uh, they were like, we really liked it when it was winter time, so we had fucking ice. <laughs> the rocks in the summertime. <laughs> like, and like some of the exercises he had him doing, he was just this big fat jowly fuck walking around with like his hands behind his back, like critiquing these super athletes, I'll and do they're doing like workouts. Like when you go to the gym early in a new year, and there's people who don't know how to use the machines, and they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> lifting things up in the air for no reason no right and it's like what what is this training them to do but yeah, they kept it, winning it was bullshit crossfit it was so yeah. all, all this crazy stuff but uh but now yeah. you heave potato to igor like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i liked that the that was good i loved the martian i i thought it was really good um and you know i i feel like you know how it's going to end going in but still i uh, i really liked it a lot I felt like I think Mad Max was my favorite movie of the year. It look it's winning it's winning tons of awards. Um, uh, it looks like it might get an Oscar, so we'll see. Definitely, definitely some technical Oscars. So that'll be cool. It didn't bog itself down with things like a plot. Yeah, it just that. forged ahead, which was yeah. a great change of pace. Yeah, you don't need that. It's 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 clear who who the players are. You know, nobody likes each other. Let's just have them fight it out and, and drive real fast. That's all that matters. <laughs> she it turned left. That was the plot. That was the big point. She went off course. Yeah, but that's not like I'm not being critical of the plot. Like I liked, like well, I'm not being sarcastic about it. I liked the fact that they just kind of threw the plot aspect out the window. It's like there's a bad guy. He's got a bunch of water in some kind of pool up there that he releases <laughs> like once a week. Like every Sunday, everybody's got like their old hard hats from the old world <laughs> they fill up, and that was it. And then they just set it in motion and let it happen. Like the Mad Max movie. Uh, I loved it. I, I, I whenever they were gonna remake something. I'm not necessarily always opposed to it, but I'm always hesitant. I, I always want it to be darker and grittier and more realistic, or and and at the same time, kind of have an homage to the uh, the predecessor. And I felt like Mad Max did that so well. Um, there were a lot of practical shots, but the 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 CGI added on top of it, the layering is incredible. When you see the before and afters, like they started with great stuff. Don't get me wrong, but the stuff they added blends in so well that you don't even notice it. And That's... and that's what blew me away in Mad Max. Like, um, it was billed as, look at how great practical effects are. And you're like, okay, wow, this is really impressive. You know, suddenly I think CGI is ruining Hollywood and it's all about practical effects. And then later you learn how, like, what the befores actually look like. And it was garbage compared to the final product. It was the digital part they did so well. And I feel for, the crashes were, were practically done and I thought those stood out. 
I, but I thought they were digitally enhanced, you know, like, it, yeah, yeah. And, enhancing. Uh, Freddie Wong did a video, a really good video about it. And, uh, he was like, you know, CGI is ruining vi Hollywood, except it's not. And, uh, Mad Max, which was held up as like the, the paragon, I think of, of practical mm -hmm. effects. Um, when you saw what it was like before and afterwards, he talked about what CGI is good at. Uh, one of the things CGI is really good at is stuff. If you need to put buildings or rocks or landscape in, CGI kills it. If you need to put, um, you know, Hollywood hires less or fewer um, extras than it used to because it's really good at crowds and like armies and stuff like that. Uh, CGI is not very good at faces. Uh, that's a thing. The CGI is really good at animals. And uh, then he, he had a funny little riff. And he showed this um, shark flopping around. It might have been Sharknado. I'm not sure. And he's like, to me, this looks like an amazing shark. Now, maybe if you got some talking shark to look at it, it would look fake to him because he's used to looking at sharks in the way I am to people. But this is an amazing shark. And I saw it and I'm like, yeah, that looks like a shark to me. Is flapping around on land. And uh, uh, Mad Max did what digital does really well but it didn't attempt to like whatever uh recreate faces which it's still improving it i look at the hobbit where they went completely overboard with it at least in oh. mad max they're actually in mad max they really are in the desert they really are in cars uh, most the, the main characters are okay like the, you mentioned the armies and like yeah if there's 30 vehicles then maybe eight of them are real but in the hobbit it was like so is this like five guys in a gigantic blue room right now in their underwear right now and one guy who's not really even there give, doing a scary voice? Yeah, yeah that's exactly what it is. It's, <laughs> like, uh, he it's, called out The Hobbit as an example of bad CGI that gives Hollywood a, uh, yeah, the Hobbit, a bad reputation. Very, and uh, and it, was, it was garbage. He talked about the physics of it, right? Like, you know, people just kind of know, and I forget what it was exactly, but there was some giant like, Maybe it was a dragon crashing into the ground that just had like no impact on everything. And he's like, I don't know much about dragons crashing into the ground, but if something that size landed near me, I'd expect everything to kind of rattle or the sand to be shook up. But none of that happened. To me, it was when Legolas was um, the rocks. Oh, jumping on those rocks was completely mm -hmm. weightless. Now, I've I, apparently like if you're a big reader, it's explained in somewhere that those elves are basically fucking weightless. No, that is not. lazy nonsense. I know. I knew someone was going to bring that up because I've read I was, like, that. Reading through it, where it's like, well, the, the elves. That's how he was able to walk on the snow on the mountain of Catarthras in the first movie when he was yeah, trying yeah. to get oh circumvent the minds of Moria. No, that's lazy horseshit. You can't just go back. That that's Harry Potter writing right there. It's <laughs> Lord of the Rings. This isn't Harry Potter where it's uh, magic is just the you know panacea, just the the, the, the cure all for everything. Where it's like, oh, thank God I have my. Uh, this kind of lock opening spell, Harry. Oh, oh, ding, it's open. Like, this is Lord of the Rings, where magic is, like, more kind of up Limited. in the air of, like, you, you actual, actually fight with it. It's not some, like, magic, you know, oh, thank God that that is decrypted now. Like, <laughs> which is why I've always liked Lord of the Rings more than Harry Potter. Anyway. Well, when, when that happened in the movie, I thought that was so lame. Uh, and also in The Hobbit, uh, the scene where he's jumping on the dwarves, or the, the dwarves' heads and the river and the barrels, super yeah. lame. Mm -hmm. The water CGI was really bad. And basically every background in the movie, every environment where it's just overly lush like so green it's never been this green before looks like you're in alice in wonderland like 
Yeah, they just do. really takes you out of the moment. Remember in this in the two towers when they're running across the plains to go rescue the the two hobbits to get kidnapped. Mm -hmm. They're actually running across some planes somewhere, and it's very obvious that that they they are actors in full wardrobe running across the plains somewhere. But you don't get that in the Hobbit. You get what looks like a video game. Peter Jackson did a weird thing for the Hobbit that he didn't do in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. In that, like, he got new cameras and everything came out kind of dull somehow. So uh, what they what? did is they, like, hyped up the set. Like, all the trees are purple, all the actors are blue and this and that. And so that the real picture looked a little lower. And I, it, it looked shitty to me. Like, instead of adding saturation in post, he added saturation in real life and then adjusted it later. And it, it I think a big problem with that movie is that it wasn't... I think it started out the direct and the director wasn't Peter Jackson. It was that uh, Guillermo del Toro guy or whatever his name is. Mm -hmm. um, probably. Oh, I didn't know that. That. Mm -hmm. And I think he'd been working on the project for like a year, maybe two years, and then they like threw Peter Jackson in, and he just had to. Oh, all right, we're Hobbit, Hobbit now. Oh, all right, <laughs> we're, we're making the Hobbit. Okay, uh, little people, little people. Yeah, in a row, in a row. Inky, Binky, Jimmy, and Todd. Okay. <laughs> Sir, Sir McKellen, where are you? All right, get out there. No, fuck your hat. Get out there. We got to, like, like, he had to rush. That's so. what Peter Jackson said. Yeah, he said that um, with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, he was able to, like, plan every detail out way in advance. And with Hobbit, it was, it was already a hot potato that he just had to, like, take over late in the process. I, didn't, I, I feel worse for him now and also better for him knowing that he didn't completely fall off the rails as a bad director because the biggest thing that made it worse for me is uh, in Lord of the Rings, like, all those... All the makeup, all like the prosthetics, it's all actually uh, them. Like when Lurk shoots Boromir at the end of the first movie and you see him like snarling and shit, it's like, oh fuck. Like if I saw that in the woods, I wouldn't think that's a guy in makeup. I'd, I'd run away because it's horrifying. But these, like seeing like that white orc or whatever, if I saw that in the woods, I wouldn't be frightened. I'd be like, I'm going to just go walk right through that. That's a hologram, kind of like <laughs> Tupac was. Like that doesn't look real <laughs> at all. Have um, you seen a modern hologram of a human-sized one in person? I have not. At the airport in Albuquerque, New Mexico, they have a hair. Uh, they have a holographic, um, sort of flight, um, airline employee, basically, like who ushers you along into the, like the one of those rat maze line. And when you're looking at this thing from, I'm gonna say, 20 steps, you can't tell. You can't fucking tell. I, I was looking at it and I, I knew there was something off, and I was just like, "What the what the fuck is what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that?" I had to like I had to approach this thing, and I and I didn't want anybody to see me being like like marveling at it, because <laughs> but I felt like everybody had the same thought. They were like, "What the fuck is that?" I, I guess I better not marvel at it. Everybody will think I'm a goddamn moron. But like, <laughs> I've never seen that. I had never seen a hologram. Not a, I had seen like a little one and 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 or whatever. But those are just silly with mirrors and shit. But this thing was just standing out there, ushering you along, and it looked like a real fucking person. Did you put your hand through it or anything just to see? No, I, I didn't. I did. It was a it was a whole thing, and I I, I didn't want to. I, again, I didn't want to draw attention to the fact that I thought it was magic. Yeah, look at that rube over there. I thought the first caveman to see fire, but I didn't want anybody to know it. <laughs> 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 right by security, there's a huge line behind you. Just <laughs> 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 up against it. People like, are freaking out. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> Miss <it>, Myers. <laughs> but yeah, holograms are pretty legit now. Oh, Wait, last one I had on the list was uh, What We Do in the Shadows. I don't know if you guys saw that. I wanted to put a comedy in there, and it was hilarious. 
Did uh, you yeah. see that? What it's where they're all the zombies and they're or not zombies. They're all vampires and they live together and they're roommates. And it's like a, a weird kind of like mockumentary comedy. So, I, I don't know that, if this would mesh up with Ky- or with Woody's sense of humor as much, but I know that Kyle would get a kick out of it. It's just like they're all different ages, and you know some of them have been alive for. Uh, like it's the story of like it starts off as a documentary where like one of them is like 800 years old, and it like gives stories of him like he was Vladislav the Poker, and like like he would poke people and torture them 800 years ago. Uh, they had a guy who was like 200 years old, and then they had the young buck of the group who was 120 and like he was like the rapscallion young guy and then like it's the story of them getting a new guy introduced to their pack and then they have uh peter who's an 8,000 year old vampire who's so old he can't even function anymore he's just like this <laughs> old guy who lives in the basement in the catacomb and they just bring him a chicken every so often <laughs> they're like Did you feed Kita? like it's, it, it's so fucking funny uh but I, I know people out there have seen it it's great like i, I thought it was gonna suck when melissa wanted to go see it but it, it was great um but you it's guys haven't seen it. Top three What's movies of the year. Top, I'm sorry? Top three movies of the year. Let's name them. I'm, I'm struggling here. I've got The Martian as one. Um, I've got Mad Max as one. Mad Max and The Martian are definitely in, my, are definitely in there. Um, Beast of No Nation, that Netflix movie, that was really fucking good. Not, I, I haven't seen that one. I, I mean, I, I feel like my list is a little pedestrian, but the top of my head is, was Interstellar this year? No. Okay, that was so last year. I've got Mad Max. I'm sorry. I've got Martian, Star Wars, and Hateful Eight. I think. Hmm. I'm struggling with the third, but I, I definitely liked The Martian and uh, definitely liked uh, um, Mad Max. Thought that was really good. Uh, Star Wars was good. Um, I probably probably have to put that put the, put that in there for me. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I haven't it. seen it yet, but I've been I've been just reading up on it because I don't care because it's already been spoiled for me, and it seems like a really, you know, sharp distinction between people who really loved it and everybody who fucking hated it. Like nobody. Um, isn't okay. that every Star Wars? It could. It, so is it? Are you saying it's basically like the fan? But no, it can't just be the fanboys who loved it because you guys aren't big Star Wars fanboys and you enjoy it. I thought it was a good movie. Um... I thought it was a little. It was different than other Star Wars movies. It didn't feel like kitty crap. Um, it didn't. It didn't feel like you were pandering to eight-year-olds. It didn't feel like you were taking a moment to make sure you sold the Speed Racer toys. It felt like there was a an adult situation going on that that meant bad things for all of mankind or whatever they are at the, out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it it didn't feel as heavy as it could have been. It could have been even darker and heavier than it was, but. Because um, there, there's like a whole solar system at one point that gets taken out, uh, you know, billions and billions of lives. But uh, I thought it was good. I liked it a lot. I liked that there was blood, and that like, you talked about it, Woody. When the, and, and I noticed it in the film when the blaster hits that stone and there's an, an explosion. I don't know if that was a regular occurrence in past Star Wars. Like, like you're seeing stormtroopers getting blown away, and it's it it's not like saving an, Private Ryan, but an it's, intergalactic World War II is what I was going to call it. Like it, it somehow the other ones just seemed. Like they clean. were whitewashed or polished or clean, yeah. Like like it, it. There was nothing gritty about the battle scenes in the previous Star Wars. It was more video gamey, uh, you know, for kids. This new one, you're like, oh my god, that is a horrific battle going on right now. And it seemed like the battles in the and then the previous films weren't even the focus of what was going. It was like pew 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 pew. All right, the battle's over. Now here's what what we what we're actually here to do. 
like the battle wasn't the focus of the scene. It was just something that happened at the very beginning of the scene or the very end of the scene. But but there were there were battle scenes in this. I I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm, I know there have been plenty of space battles and when they're flying around and stuff. But I wanted to see like blaster fights. You know, man to man, human on human, whatever they are. Uh, there were combat. There were fights in there where I wasn't sure which side was winning. Whereas. I obviously knew in the older Star Wars that they were going to get out of there somehow, right? Like all these main characters were going to be okay. And in this one, you're like, oh, shit, I don't, I don't know who wins this. You know, they, they could, I, don't know. I was going to say something that might be considered a spoiler. But anyway, it was, it was pretty cool. I like the, the Star Wars. It's in my top three of the year. Hmm. Well, those are the movies. All right. Best, and then Hobbit in there for the worst. One of the worst. Was that this um, year? Was that was did five armies come out? Oh, oh. and Mocking Jay is definitely uh, like a huge letdown for me. I thought um, I thought it was very bad, very bad. Like I, I thought the, the CGI was was terrible. There is a part where um, they get attacked by these CGI monsters that are like it's just, it's like a humanoid face, but it's mostly just a mouth with like no eyes or nose. I don't even know how to describe it. I can't remember what they called it. They called them some kind of I don't know what they call them, but they look terrible. They look terrible. And they were fighting these things for like five minutes. Um, and again, I go back to the original Lord of the Rings uh, uh, trilogy when they're in the mines of Moria and they had that big fight with the troll and all those, uh, all those um, orcs. That shit, was, that shit looked real. That was great. Um, and, and you're dealing with like a 15-foot a bad guy and you got all these CGI characters running around, climbing on him, hitting him with stuff. And all that looked real and it felt heavy and it, and, and it came off great. But what I saw in The Mockingjay sucked. It was so unrealistic. I hated it. That, yeah, that I was... have no interest in that series at all after the first one. After old <sighs> Cake Boys laying there by the riverbank uh, as a master illusion. <laughs> that was so stupid. I, I saw that in fucking theaters. And if I bring it up to certain people, they'll be like, well, well, he, he was, you know, it, he you was know, quite he, the he was, decorator. He was, really, he was quite he a iced, decorator. He, he took, he took some fondant and some icing <laughs> yeah. and, and like made himself into an oak tree cake. And that's how he won. Yeah. Look, it, I don't care how good. Doing? I'm having a surprise party for my husband. I need you to make a cake that'll blend in perfectly to my kitchen backsplash. And then <laughs> when he comes home, I'll just pull it out real quick and have the cake right. Like, no, that's not going to fucking happen. Beyond I, belief, stupid. Oh. It, just a level. Like, I like movies that are smart when, when they're like, when they're like, oh, no, 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 quick, grab his gun. No, don't run away. Yeah, pick up his gun. Of course, pick up his gun. Like when they, when they kind of act like real people and they're like no shut the fucking window first you know they say things that you would actually do in real life like like oh we gotta get out of here yeah we gotta get out of here but wipe your fucking fingerprints off the phone and the door handle what are you doing we just killed three people <laughs> i like it when it's smart and it makes sense and i feel like mm -hmm. the characters are on are as smart as i am uh, you know that and that's not asking too much i guess but you gotta yeah, at least to do hit that mark sense things like that yeah. i never turn around and look at the people behind me in theaters but when that happened in the theater, like I gave like a look to see like if anybody was looking at I even like <laughs> I could see that. Because he's a fucking cake decorator when he's, he's disguised in front of all these murderers. Like it was just, just horseshit. Uh, yeah. Did you see Black Mass? That wasn't horrible, but that was a huge letdown for me. The one with you know, Johnny Depp. 
you know the uh the promotion for that the uh the the trailer for it is so good that's a really good trailer um but i read the early reviews and stuff and i saw that it was going to be a letdown i haven't seen it but man they the, the first trailer for that thing i was like oh shit johnny depp about to win another oscar like he's <laughs> this the, looks is the revenant out yet that's one of my letdowns um in theaters i think maybe okay. i'm not sure though I don't know. I haven't seen that one, but I, God damn it, I was looking so forward to that. You might like it. Chiz liked it. Some people like it. I, I feel like opinions are split on it. For me, I mean, it, it, like, whatever. Hours worth of limping in the woods. I'm okay with that. If there's... if there's, I, I, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, it, it, but it needs to keep me interested. It, it depends what it is. I got not see. a lot of twists and turns in that plot. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I like to see. Uh, I like to see kind of an epic journey. You know, I, I guess you know the bear fighting and the. I'm sure he's surviving a bit, surviving a bit along the way. Maybe I, I thought. I thought I saw a part where he ate some raw fish using one of those Indian fish traps or something. Maybe or such. The, there wasn't any like Martian moments where you're marveling at his skill. Yeah, you know it, that was cool. Yeah. yeah. That and, so and that's all about good writing. Uh, that comes right right out of the book, I think. I think a lot of that that cool science, Bill Nye, the survivalist guy stuff came right from the book. Though I can't, yeah. I haven't uh, read it, so I, I won't ruin should. the plot of the Revenant. But it's fairly well known. This is a really tough guy. He's a fur trapper. Um, early on, a um, a bear attacks him, and then the people that he's with don't treat him right, and uh, he has to get back home on his home on his own. That's the the core. Mm -hmm plot without leaving you know intentionally leaving out some of the other stuff and uh um anyway so the bear attack scene is filmed really well uh, mm. it was pretty impressive and and there were times when i was looking at it thinking that seems really dangerous because pretty sure that's a real fucking bear yeah <laughs> <laughs> like is it just... risky even you know, he can be trained, but not tamed. That's what they always tell me. That seems like a real bear. Yeah. How did you do that? How'd you, you know, like it, it, the bear's like hurting him and you're like, dude, like what if the bear like does bite him? You know, I don't, I don't know if they, I, I saw a thing and it was like, it was showing like 20, 2015 Oscars or whatever. And it was the bear winning the Oscar and Leo <laughs> looking on like motherfucker. <laughs> God, uh, you know, that would be like my line in the sand. If I were a professional, like really fancy actor, like I would do some of the crazy, like own stunt stuff of like, oh, you got to, you know, jump out of this helicopter and, uh, you know, do this and that, like into the water or something. I would do that. But if they were ever like, yeah, you just have to lay under this bear for just a minute tops and we'll get all this, you know, then you rotate under it and we'll, we'll get all the, the, the images we need and we'll put the rest in in post. There's, you couldn't fucking pay me enough to do that. Because I, I, there's no way that I'm getting that close to an animal. Because the trainer guy has no control if shit gets out of hand. What is he cannot stop it. There's not, there's nothing he can do to stop it. He can tranquilize it, I guess. But yeah. good luck me surviving while the bear's like, oh, you know, I've, I've been on this drug before. I got a good thirty seconds with this guy's innards before I go <laughs> down. Like there's, and if you did die, no one would feel bad for you. Like, no one would be mm. on your side about it. Like, at least when people die from wild animals and I see it, like that, uh, the gay guy from the lion, it's always like, no, you, you shouldn't have been fucking with that animal. Like, there's a reason that we have houses and we stay in them and we don't go hang out with wild That's animals. That's why I build them in Minecraft. Exactly. The shit yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, to do it from a different different level. Put, put something between so, you and the lion. 
So when you mentioned being willing to do like certain stunts for a movie, um, it made me think of this clip. That's this is an unedited clip from uh, the Twilight Zone movie. Uh, let's start from ten seconds. Um, this isn't this this. Let's just start from ten seconds. Okay. Uh, give me a moment. I'm ready at ten seconds. I'm. I I will be ready for a second. All right, I'm ready I, now. All right. Three, two, one, play. Would be three people, and particularly two children, killed right on the film. This uh, is first the filming it, of the movie. Overwhelming. And the these people are about to all die. Cameras and shown repeatedly at the trial. Oh shit! Yeah. And as you watch it over and over again, uh, you know you become desensitized to it. Um, wow. And for. Ill, I think. I mean, there's, you all of them died. Get that they're mm -hmm. human beings there, so that's so they all got just you know, decapitated, just chopped in half. It looked like why it happened. You have wow. To be so, to and Jesus Christ. So there's a guy carrying, I guess, two kids under his yeah. arm. Thing. Yeah, and he's running in the water, the and there's a helicopter that clearly loses control above them, and it spins down, and like. Like when you watch highlights on Sports Center and you see the bat connect perfectly with the ball, one of those blades connects perfectly with the group of them, and they're just—they are no more. They're just gone. Yeah. Like, oh man. Well, I wouldn't do that scene because <laughs> <laughs> no tigers, no bears, no choppers. No, nope, that, that wouldn't have been the reason. There could be crocs in the, that water. And I there. Yeah. Dude, that is rough to see. I, yeah. It, yeah. Thanks for the warning of like watch people die imminent. Yeah. Know? Right. I totally thought it was going to be, uh, like a, a Hollywood specialized a special effect or something. I, I, watch some people die. <laughs> they didn't have it coming, so it's okay to cry. It <laughs> <laughs> happened a long time ago, so who knows? They could have died anyway by now. Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't have made it anyway, especially that older guy. Those kids, though, they'd have been around. They'd have definitely. Oh been yeah. They, they might have been my age. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible, terrible. That that was um. That they say that that the production of that movie was cursed or something. I don't think that was the only production accident. Speaking of production accidents, did you see what happened to that poor woman who's the? I think she's Mila Jovovich's stunt double on the Resident Evil films. No, I haven't um, heard about. It. She's kind of popular online is because oh, she's, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. really hot and she's really fit and she's a stunt woman. And apparently, she's riding a motorcycle, um, and she hits the boom that's that's got the camera mounted to it. And her injuries were grisly. One of her arms was amputated. The oh. other, the other one, the hand is mangled badly with with torn apart fingers and stuff. But her face was degloved. Her face was degloved. Did they put it back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put it back on and everything. But I, I, I haven't seen I any would, pictures. Was of it like a little off center? Like they did the best they could. Sometimes when <laughs> talking out of the side of your mouth by out of necessity now. When things like that happen, their faces oftentimes just like their smiles aren't don't match their. This chick's beautiful too. It's That's it's a horrible. Game. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. It's bad. She survived, but she is, and I think maybe she, she had major injuries. I know she lost one arm. The other's mangled. The face thing was just really and, and dramatic. What was I think the nature she had, of the accident again? I, I got the motorcycle. Yeah, she, she was on the motorcycle driving, and I think she, I think there was a camera on like a, a, a boom arm or something, and she hit the thing the camera was mounted on at speed, I'm imagining. So, yeah. So it like hit her like here, and it no just like whoop, peeled the head. Uh, I have no idea. Her, her, she, had, she had really bad injuries. It wasn't just like her hands and her face. It seems like she had spinal injuries maybe or something, some broken bones. Uh, 
Well, I Real bet it's on film somewhere, so it'll be in PKA next year. <laughs> Oof, uh, that's rough. Well, maybe uh, wait a couple of years on that one. Oh, maybe. and then the next day on the same set, the Resi same Resident Evil movie, it's the final. <laughs> it's like the last in, I believe there's seven or maybe even eight of those movies. This is the seventh or eighth, something like that. Um, but a guy was crushed to death um, by, a, by a Humvee. I think the vehicle rolled over onto him and just smushed him. Um, um, that also happened. I think that was after Dude. the motorcycle thing and, and a separate incident. Wow. Right they, now, upped. right now, there's a 67 story skyscraper mm -hmm. in Dubai on fire, burning down. Yeah. And they just apparently don't have the facilities. I don't even know if America would to deal with a 67 story fire. They're just letting it burn. Is the whole thing like up in flames? I saw it. It looked. Yeah, like there's there's fire coming out of the windows, like a ton of it at like the 15th story, the 40th story, the 70. Well, it's only 67 stories, but you know the 60th story, etc. Like it it appears to be burning top to bottom all over the place. I wonder if it's fallen. Isn't it near the the tallest building in the world? Those towers. Yes, Khalifa. One thing I learned in reading about this: there's no addresses in dubai which i guess is more common throughout the world you just use landmarks like you know yeah what is it it's near that other building by two doors that's that's like what you put on the envelope i'm not typing that into amazon and how do those fuckers get organized how do know. you get anything delivered properly someone gotta... else was talking about japan so in japan they numbered the houses on it like one two three etc but over time they add more to the street so, but the low numbers on the house are prestigious. So the, the order on a street might be like one, two, 321, four, like 72, That's five. Ridiculous. They're not ordered anymore. So for like same day delivery there in Saudi Arabia, is it like, yeah, 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 you're going to be here soon. Uh, there's a woman across the street being whipped for trying to drive. Just stop right <laughs> there and come right across the street. It's going to be right there. Yeah. Yeah, you go right past Whipping Larry's house of whips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, make a make a right turn at the uh, the government agency for witchcraft and wizardry. If you hit Khalid's Burka Emporium, you've gone too far. You've Way too far. <laughs> Khalid is not a nice fellow. No. Oh. They really do have a government agency to root out witches. Um, and they kill, you know, a certain number of people every year. They find some witches, you know. <laughs> Can like... you imagine the guy who's in charge of that, who knows it's horse shit, and he's looking at these quotas <laughs> like, God, we got just got more funding, our witch quotas up. Like, <laughs> what are we gonna do? I want to see a uh, a movie starring um um what what's um Nicholas Cage, where he is the leader of the Saudi Arabian uh, government agency for witchcraft, and and like he's been like. He's been promoted and he doesn't know what to do. That that should be his next film. I want to see that. Or put like, or even that, or Will Ferrell, and it's a comedy, and he's the in charge of witches, the witch uh, hunter. I'm looking oh, at photos of this building burn right now. I, I think this building could fall. Well, there was no jet fuel present, so it seems unlikely. Yeah. Well, if it fell here in St. Louis, here. it would be immediately doused. Scroll down or... a bit, and you'll see it says 10 photos of Dubai hotel fire. Yeah. Click on that. The photos will get larger. And then just scroll through. Dude, look at these. I... I'm at a loss for words on this, dude. This fire is a problem. That's great. 
Oh, well, there's, it's probably it's, not great. It's, yeah, is great the word you're searching for? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty fucking oh, impressive. Shit. That's a big fire. Wow. We're going to get to see what happens, too. This isn't, this isn't going to stop anytime soon. No. Happy yeah. New Year's Dubai. Right? And how are they even going to know what started it in a fire that big? The, they probably never will. There were apparently explosions involved in starting this fire. Uh, ah. I don't know if anyone thinks that there's... Terror! I'm not seeing that. Like, no one's calling terror. Tur. But Tur. Tur came to my mind, too. I'm not doing it right. No. Terror. 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 A terror attack. Tur. I think I get Tur. T-E and then three R's. <laughs> not four. Not two. Taking you way too damn long. <laughs> Did you see the picture of it burning and then, like... I guess it's in the foreground, so it looks bigger. Is the the tallest building in the world? Enormous. Even taking that into account, it's it's astounding to look at that burning building and go, "That's sixty-seven stories." And the building to the left isn't even in frame. It's so big. Yeah, like you yeah. could see that from adjacent countries if that thing <laughs> caught on fire. I think I'm not even joking. I bet you could. <laughs> That's it's an it's massive. Immense. How tall is that thing? Let's see. Let's see. Is Let's that see. the? I, I think I've seen. Um... You know when guys will go up and climb that fucker and stand on the tippy tippy top when and hold the camera on the on the selfie stick. They need uh, some base jumpers and stuff. One hundred and sixty three stories. Fuck that! Wow. Hey, it has an address. Shit's One Sheikh Mohammed up. bin Rashid bin Boulevard. One. I like the addition of Boulevard at the end. Like <laughs> <laughs> Went a little wild with that name, but you know, wrapped it all so, up yeah. in the end. So I started watching Fargo. Uh, I know both of you have seen it before, but I just wanted to say, uh, what network does it come on, first of all, if either of you know? But I just wanted to say, I'm really enjoying that, and I think Billy Bob Thornton's villain is one of my favorite villains uh, you know, ever now. Just, He's top ten. He's great. Just to be He's clear, Kyle's on season one. One. Yes. Yeah. It was, so it's currently season two. Is season two over yet? Season two is over. Yeah, I, I finished Ooh. that up a couple weeks ago. Well, it, then. it went... Perhaps now the any. box set of the Blu-ray is out. Oh, maybe maybe I can buy a fifty-pound seventy-millimeter version. That we <laughs> <laughs> I, a I of so would if I could. I room. so It'd would if they had like the the DVD version that, that like for nineteen ninety-nine, and then they have this big spool that weighs five hundred and eighty pounds. <laughs> I think I'll watching the fucking finale and i burn alive in my, in my place <laughs> you just hear my you're asleep and then all of a sudden you can hear samuel l jackson's voice in the back of your head back in the day films were made out of nitro cellulose highly flammable and you're like oh shit and you wake up and your room explodes <laughs> uh just big time youtuber kyle myers found burned alive in his georgia home after his seven millimeter production burst into flame when he fell asleep after watching uh, the hateful oh my god that'd be great not if that happened, but if no. it happened out there. <laughs> I would love to have one. Those projectors are, are, are incredibly expensive, I would say, though. Because I know, like, the film itself, like a spool of film for, like, a two- or three-hour movie is apparently very expensive. I like, literally prefer what I have. I feel I you... like that 70-millimeter thing was less in focus than my downstairs projector is. I'm not going to wake up and hear crackling but, and smoke because I left my laptop open. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, if we had gotten you up things. there, I bet you could have operated that. You, pro I honestly believe this. I'm not just being facetious. I think you could have gotten up there and gotten that thing in focus and been happy with the showing. 
That's what you need. I you need professional up. I could have done as well as he did. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, hearing it's happening I, a lot, so I guess it's harder than you'd guess. You, you know, I think it does. It's probably really hard to do. Otherwise, they wouldn't have like specialists for it, right? Yeah, there, there's specialists for it. It's a dead career, but you know, like you know, they're like, oh, the pimply faced teenager couldn't get it in focus. Really? Because I think the pimply faced teenager is the first guy every household goes to when things aren't in focus. You know, like it, that it, when the when the who's more competent at setting up the projector in the classroom, the teacher or the AV club? You know, yep. like it, I. It well, must be I hard. personally hope that the thing catches on more. Obviously, with Nolan making his next massive World War II movie in 65 millimeter slash IMAX, and with Star Wars Rogue One being filmed in 70 millimeter Ultra Panavision. Uh, there's going to be a couple of big film projects coming out in the next couple of years. Maybe, just maybe, they'll find some people who can operate the fucking projectors because I had a delightful experience when I, when I watched it. I, I hope that... I, I, I could see myself going to the digital version where it won't be screwed up. Yeah, that's where I'm going to see it. It's like, well, they'll give you free tickets if they do. Well, I guess not in your case, but if they really screw it up, they will. Yeah. Yeah. If they screwed the up fire. so much that you they ruin your day, then yeah. <laughs> you you could get an opportunity for them to try again, or a free small popcorn next time. <laughs> That's a fifty dollar value. Yeah, <laughs> I hate the prices there. Like I'm gonna start smuggling. I, I swear to God, I, I told my girlfriend last time. I'm like, from now on, we're smuggling, I, and it's not even like it's a principal thing because I never noticed how much that shit costs. To be quite honest, I just don't pay attention. But uh, this last time, we didn't get a bunch of stuff because I, I knew it was a long movie and I didn't want to pee or have to pee. So I was like, small Diet Coke. It was like $8 or something, 6 or $8. Like, like, that's outrageous. I'm going to start. I'm sneaking in beverages and I'm thinking about sneaking like a whole meal in, like a, like a burger and fries. They Fuck it. They had a, um, a combo. It was $13 for a large drink and a popcorn. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll do that. And then he rings me up. It was 15 something. That seems like a lot of tax, like $2 in tax. Yeah, tax. I, I don't know how it went from 13 to 15, but that's what it did. Well, they put salt on it. Oh, okay. $2 there worth of salt. A dollar <laughs> salt, dollar worth of butter. You know the, the boxes that you get at Hardee's with the big burgers? Like they put in a little cardboard box. Uh, I snuck one of those in in my little hoodie pouch. Mm. And, you know, there's no way they didn't notice, but like the 16 year old taking tickets, like, is that guy going to call you out? Be like, oh, this guy, you know, he's got a Baconator. This is like, no, no way. Sometimes, sometimes they want to search your bag. So I went with, so these guys wrote me on Reddit and they're like, hey, Woody, we're going to go see this hateful eight and 70 millimeter, et cetera. Do you want to come with us? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll do it. So um, after the movie, they wanted to take a, a, like a selfie with me or a photo with me. And cool. First, we stood in front of this backlit, like hateful eight sign, but because it was backlighting, you couldn't see us. So then, like I'm like, oh, we'll go inside. We'll look for stuff. It wasn't until we were deep inside that I realized we had snuck into the movie theater and could see anything we wanted. You know, we just went. Like people were leaving the theater. We walked through the door. All five of us snuck in, and nobody cared at all. Yeah, because you were so confident in your ignorance of not even realizing. Just, just walking in. Just if they see you walking in like that, they're gonna be like, well, these people clearly have a reason to be here. They're probably gonna. You've see never, the film. you've never went in to watch one movie and just stayed to watch a few more. Not exactly. Uh, so I, yeah, you you go to the earliest showing. Hopefully, it's something you want to see. You watch that movie, and as soon as it's over, if you're at a big theater like a Cineplex with mm -hmm. like twenty theaters, you can watch two or three movies. Just hang out all day. What I have mm -hmm. done is like maybe I wanted to see something rated R, but I'm too young. 
Ah. I'll get a ticket for something I can buy and then just go to the one I want instead. I had plenty of parental guard guardians who uh, who thought an R-rated feature was right up my alley. My my <laughs> grand my grandma took me to uh, Alien uh, Four. Um, you know, my 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 dad took me to um, Starship Troopers. Of course, I guess I was fourteen at that point or something like that. My parents were down for that too, but you know, not in the the theater. Would you know, if we wanted to go without parents or something, that's when we'd have to work around you know, the system yeah. i remember uh, I, I was like 12 and i saw um, blue lagoon have you are you familiar with this movie oh yeah, yeah. Br uh, brooke shields is is practically pornographic and very much underage yeah and we'd watch stuff like that on vcr like in my living room and uh my brother and i always had this response to like sex scenes and stuff i'd be like ah, and he'd go like we really dislike seeing naked Brooke Shields. Like, oh man, this is terrible. Very naked. Yeah, but it, <laughs> lots, it, of, lots of swimming. She was like, how old was she in that? Twelve? Fourteen? Fourteen? I don't know. Quite young. But... She was really young, and she looked over eighteen. She yeah. Was just... Well, they had her in those guest jean ads, and she's like, like you said, like thirteen or fourteen. But she, but she has these long legs, and she's tall and beautiful and, and mature looking. She yeah, looks like yeah. a model at a thirteen or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I um, I think I did a mail Monday about that one time. The guy said that he was attracted to a girl who was too. I think she was like fifteen or something. You know, he's like, "Am I a pedo?" And I'm like, eh, "You know, you're outside of societal bounds." But as far as whether you're a pedo or not, I think it depends on the girl, you know, like it, it, it just in terms of like biological drives, if this 15 year old looks like Brooke Shields did at the time, she, you're attracted to a woman. Well, yeah. And then if you have to get into it, like the reason you're attracted to her, I, I guess that guy is because she looks like an attractive woman, like she has a woman figure. Yep. He's not looking at like a prepubescent nine year old and being nope. like, oh, yeah, that's up my alley because then you would be a pedophile. But it's and like if she were, I bet if that guy saw that girl and she just had, was like two years behind, but the same age, like just flat, looked like a little boy body, like he probably wouldn't be attracted to her. It's the fact that she looks mature that he's attracted to, I would think. Yeah. Oh, I was I was gonna say we were talking about t um, best TV shows. Definitely the the biggest letdown I think was after Frank because I was I was hoping for rick and morty level hilarity mm. like like oh like, f is for family. Yeah, I wanted like a Bill Burr. Family Guy or something. I don't know what I was hoping for, but it's it's not as zany as I would like. It's it's too rooted. It's too grounded, and it feels like Archie Bunker. You know, it feels like All in the Family, like a like a like a nineteen seventies style sitcom. It, but like the fact that it's animated is immaterial. It it seems like like it doesn't really. It could be live action, and everything could be the same. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe they don't show the guy's balls when he's banging his wife, but you could film this thing live action and have the yeah, yeah. I, I barely big, remember. Pendulous balls, like <laughs> just fucking slamming. Pretty, that, that part was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a little. Sh like, they, they, they should work something like that in every episode. Like, if you can show balls on on Netflix animation, I guess you can. I agree with you. I wrote that down as one of my letdowns because it's like I'll still watch it. It's not a bad show. It's just at no point throughout watching it was I like uproariously like cracking up like losing it laughing so hard at like a couple of things in Rick and Morty are just fucking hysterical where yeah. you're just laughing I'll pause so hard it and I and I and I look at my girl I'll be like can you believe that do you get the joke I was like it's like a it's like a triple layer joke yeah <laughs> a throwback and a callback at the same time this is great yeah you know we'll, but F is it, for but... family just it I don't know it feels like they're trying to make it like a super risque show but at the same time they're playing it too safe in a lot of ways where it's yeah. like 
oh, it's, it's real crazy and there's a lot of language. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, but you didn't say anything that you know could get you in trouble. You didn't take any hard stances on something that you know would get you, you know, in yeah, trouble. He when he's wife. like, oh, you know, women, oh, women can't be astronauts. He joked his daughter. It's like, yeah, well, nobody's going to get uh, pissy about that. Like, yeah, you're, he should you're, be his wife. Yeah, he should. Under the auspice of being offensive, they're trying to, to be offensive. They're not actually being offensive, which yeah. is... It, the wife should get out of hand, and uh, and he should just fucking give her a black eye, and then that should, you know, maybe afterwards he feels bad and, like, make some restitution, but, yeah. it, but you know, he should, he should totally beat up the wife. I think that'd yeah. be good. Or he like, smacks around his kid with that Tupperware shit. Just yeah, <laughs> oh, he, should, for a giggle. he should beat the kids a lot. They should they should be getting beatings regularly. I, I feel like that. That's true. Eh? If, if we're going to do 70s parenting... These kids need some whoopings on the and regular. That guy seems like he's the one to do it too. He seems like an yeah. angry Irish, like violent kind of guy. That yeah. annoying little kid with the long black hair is just you're not, you know, you you don't get me, Dad. That kid needs like every time the dad comes home, that kid should be cowering like an abused dog in the corner because he's just been beaten so many times. Like, you know, it's a period piece. I use that loosely. So, like, maybe at least, you know, throw some more stuff that's unpleasant and actually politically incorrect. Speaking of abusive Irish dads, I I saw Chiz saying something about possible guests coming out. Are we getting Christopher Titus? Is he coming on? Uh, I think so, yeah. That's awesome. I'm a big fan of him. I'm just as big uh, excited about the, I think it's before that Milo something. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with him at all. I I watched his YouTube stuff. He's... Yeah, he's very articulate, and he's pretty funny, too. Hours worth of stuff I've seen of him on YouTube, just tearing apart feminists. Uh, if any of you guys have any feminist leanings that you want to go against him, you will lose. <laughs> he well, never loses. He's... I look forward to that. That sounds very entertaining. But Chris Titus, I, I watched his uh, sitcom on Fox back in the day. I've seen, um, uh, I've, def- I've definitely seen one of his specials, I, I, and I've seen a bunch of his stuff on Comedy Central, uh, two or three of his stand-up uh, routines. I like him a lot. His uh his whole thing part of the background of his stuff is always that he had this alcoholic semi abusive definitely verbally abusive like crazy father who was this weird influence in his life and and it's interesting to hear him like work that into his comedy how his dad was so overbearing and and I want to say borderline abusive but uh, just abusive um, but how that drove him to to you know work hard and life. He doesn't seem completely over it either. It was like no! yeah, yeah <laughs> no. he's like that was bad. That was not the ideal thing to do. It, it's not like a lot of people are like yeah, my parents beat the fuck out of me, but I'm better for it. No, he was like that was not good. That was bad parenting. <laughs> you know. So yeah, that'll be cool to get him on. Uh, see what he's up to. I don't know if he's got some upcoming project or something or, or what's going on with that. But regardless, I look forward to talking. Yeah, to that. we have like three killer guests kicked off for this year. So that's pretty. And awesome. a hot sauce. And a, and hot, a sauce. hot sauce. And some merch. Yeah. Um, oh, and merch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty excited about the direction the merch is taking. Like I, I don't know. I want a bunch of these doodads. I think it'll be cool. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We're gonna have our hot sauce. Gonna have our knives. Uh, uh, all we need to do with the knives is um, uh, um, uh, we're done with the knives. Uh, Kitty just needs to get us the numbers, I guess. I'll send her the one that we picked out, the aluminum bladed thing. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have a bunch of merchandise stuff. And then and then uh, Taylor's got the merch shop running pretty great over there uh, with all those cool designs. Painkillerallready.net, link in the description. 
um, check it out. Maybe there's something in there that you like. Yeah, the coffee cups are really cool. Um, the uh, I like the gluten thing. I like the uh, the Cliff Hutchinson thing. That's really funny. Cliff Hutch- I I didn't realize that the tagline was "settle for less" until the <laughs> until Taylor mentioned it. I, that's one of my favorite parts. Yeah, uh, it looks like settle a... comma for less. Like <laughs> it looks like like a Saul Goodman style piece of shit attorney thing. Like, I, it's great. Uh, Cliff Sally. Um, oh, Credit Karma. Do you want to do the read? Yes, let me pull that up right here. I moved my... Moved your thing. Oh, I'll do a joke while you get your thing ready. Are you guys ready for my joke? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fuck you all. My jokes are awesome. (laughs) All right, go. (laughs) A farmer buys a new young cock. As soon as he gets it home, the cock rushes and fucks all 150 hens. The farmer's impressed. At lunch, the cock screws all 150 hens again. Now, the farmer starts getting worried. The next day, he finds the cock fucking the ducks, the geese, and a lone parrot. That evening, the farmer finds the cock lying out in the field, pale, half-dead, with vultures circling over its head. You horny bastard, he tells the cock. You deserve this. The cock slowly opens one eye, points, and replies, Shh, don't shout. I'm waiting for them to land. <laughs> oh, so it's just a horny rooster that wants all, all kinds of. Yeah. He fucks anything, and he's trying to trick the vultures into thinking he's, he's a real t- foul fucker. <laughs> I liked it so much, I saved it for the show. Uh, yes, well, uh, maybe Credit Karma will be even funnier. <laughs> That's right. Our sponsor tonight is Credit Karma. Uh, you might need help with your New Year's resolution. Uh, well, you, you know, you can't go to the gym. Maybe you won't be able to get there, but. There's one thing you can do. You can take steps to get your finances in fighting shape, and that starts by checking your credit score. Most people don't have their, uh, most people don't know their own credit score, and who can blame them? Many of the websites that offer free credit reports are confusing and come with hidden fees. I was supposed to say, quote unquote, free credit reports. Credit Karma does things differently. Credit Karma offers truly free credit reports, no strings attached, no credit card required. Plus, it's incredibly easy to use. Just ask over 50 million users already using Credit Karma. Credit Karma doesn't just show you a score and send you away. They actually break it down so you can see how your actions can affect your score. Like how if you use too much of your credit limit, your score can go down. So visit creditkarma.com slash save right now to get your free report. You may not get to those push-ups, but you can feel more confident about your finances this year. Get your free credit report today by visiting creditkarma.com slash save right now. Credit Karma is awesome. I mentioned it before. I think I mentioned every time we do them. We actually use Credit Karma in real life before they started working with PKA. Uh, we, we needed like credit protection and such for all the doxing and silliness that happens to me and credit karma was just what we needed. So check them out. I'm a happy customer. You want another terrible joke before we roll into our next, uh, Oh, I'd love one. Yeah. A guy goes into the bank and the clerk says, can I help you, sir? And he replies, yeah, you fucking bitch. I want to open a fucking bank account. Please, sir. There's no need for cursing. Yo, motherfucker. I just want to open a fucking account. Sir, I'll help you, but watch your language. And the manager comes over. Is there a problem here? Dude says, yeah, motherfucker, I'm trying to open a motherfucking account, and this motherfucking bitch won't let me. Sir, please don't curse. How much are you opening the account with? Seven million. And this bitch ain't helping you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Is the joke that he's black? That's what you made it sound. No, like. <laughs> the joke and is that the manager came stuck. in and he said, "And like you just said, it, like it's got, it got more and more stereotypical <laughs> the longer it went." No, the manager was like, "This motherfucking bitch ain't helping." That you. accent. If you would have kept going, pretty soon it would have been. And then I tell this bitch to open the account in my name, and then she said she cannot do so, like because <laughs> you you always trend towards Indian. Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> Yeah, uh, you get uh, asymptotically close to Indian while never hitting it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, TV, uh, best TV shows of 2015. Kyle already mm. hit Fargo on the head, which I guess he was talking about season one, but season two is great too, which you'll like that. I look forward um, to it. Have you guys watched Silicon Valley? I had nope. that on my top three. Yes, I I I really like Silicon Valley or Silicon yeah. Valley. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Silicon, it's so much funnier than I thought it would be. Yeah, like, I thought it was gonna be a hokey like nerd blackface like uh, Big Bang Theory when mm-hmm. I first watched now, it, but it's so much funnier. Now I watched Silicon Val- Valley, but I think that's different. Is that a porn video? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus. Oh no no it's it's a uh, yeah Silicon Valley. It's out oh, in California. Okay. Yeah. So was mine. <laughs> there was a plumber and a pizza delivery man and a some, blonde something about a pipe adjustment i gonna clear out your pipes yeah, yeah. yeah so silicon valley is really good maybe even better than silicon valley i would wager maybe probably funnier i've watched silicon valley like a dozen times now i, I, I don't know the, the silicon valley have that kind of it. i have no idea how silicon valley ends <laughs> i didn't with a blast yeah. <laughs> well played, Kyle. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, you should watch that, Kyle. It's good. Um, Better Call Saul. Did you guys like that, or were you under? Yeah, I, I really it. enjoyed it. I recently watched it. Um, I went. My girlfriend had never seen Breaking Bad, so we watched all of Breaking Bad, and then I was like, "But wait, there's more!" And uh, so we got so we got uh, you know Better Call Saul out, and I'm currently on. I think I finished the first season. Um, I don't know if there is a second season yet. Finished the first season, and I liked it. I liked it yeah. a lot. What's your other one? I know you're gonna, so far I'm lining up with you, and I have a feeling your third one's going to be mine. Uh, I had Fargo, Silicon Valley, Better Call Saul, and then Making a Murderer as my favorite shows slash miniseries. Uh, I, I was going to say... And The Jinx. Uh, I, I want to say Fargo just based on how good season one was, although I, I feel like I shouldn't include it, having not seen two. Um, Better Call Saul and Rick and Morty was my third. Uh I'm putting yeah. Narcos in there definitely as one of mine. Narcos was amazing. So good. I didn't see that. I still need to get into oh, that. You, you're both missing out. It's, it's excellent. Uh, it's, um, it's as good as Sopranos. I don't know. And it's on the same level with the violence. Mm-hmm. Very violently, you know, the rapes and murders and tortures. And uh, you, you, sometimes the, you stay with the DEA and see their side of things. And, and sometimes you stay with Pablo, who's this charismatic billionaire who's who, who will like you know he'll, he'll offer Colombia to pay off their national debt in exchange for this or that he literally did these things and uh to see him like the first season is excellent and there's there's got to be at least one more season uh, i think it's 10 parts maybe an hour apart very very good I'll check that out yeah i, I would have put rick and morty in mind if i had remembered but yeah that, that's got to be my favorite new show rick and morty that i discovered relatively recently ah uh, Mine is going to be Daredevil number one. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You're in the minority again here. I am. It was one of the highest rated things in Netflix history. I think it, it may, things may have changed, but initially, like the first month or two, it was the highest rated thing. Yeah. Like it, 
Um, but it so wasn't my cup of tea. Daredevil's my number one for this year. Um, I Rick and Morty's really high up there, but it's animated and it's it. You know, there's 22 minute episodes. It's it's kind of hard to compare that to something like Fargo, which is like 57 minute episodes or something like that. Um, so for me, I think my favorite ones of this year that are new to me, I, I won't count Fargo because it's just new to me. It's not the seasons, but definitely Narc, uh, Daredevil, then Narcos is probably my number three. And number two, I don't know, take your pick with either of those other ones that we just said. Um, Daredevil. Uh, yeah, Daredevil's great. I, I, I feel like you, I feel like you, it, it didn't have as big of an effect on you because you watched it so broken up and you couldn't get the momentum of the of the show that could be I, I watched it with jackie before we went to bed and i'm always like let's do another and she always you know i'm taking the kids to school in the morning i hear yeah, my don't girlfriend sleep in like and it, you <laughs> to, to to be able to handle my uh my uh tv consumption my girlfriend's got this big bottle of caffeine pills uh, next to the bed and she'll pop like two of those things around 9 p.m because she knows i'm not going to go to bed till like two but she she basically goes into a, a, a sort of weird narco, narcoleptic state. So I'll, I'll be like, one episode will end. We're watching Better Call Saul, let's say. And, you know, you, you can't miss an episode of a show like that. It, or you just really miss a ton of material. Same, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, same thing with Fargo. You know, you miss an episode of Supernatural. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, you're going to pick it up next, next week. Mm-hmm. But with this, I can't leave her behind. So I'll be like, baby, uh, I'm about to watch another episode. You good? You good to watch another one? Yeah. And I go play <laughs> she's asleep she's asleep like we didn't even get to the credits and i, I don't feel i like nudge her like wake up i'm like it's playing now here we go all right, all right. <laughs> here we go and, and <laughs> like, she's literally like going like 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 like, like she's got narcolepsy she'll she'll fall asleep instantly I, i'll press play it'll get to the thing and like and uh, i don't know there'll be a joke or a big funny moment i'll be like holy shit did you see motherfucker i gotta watch this again tomorrow night don't i fuck dude like so, I was watching Hateful Eight today. And I, I, last night, I didn't even work late by my standards lately. It was like Only four something. Four, four yeah. something. It wasn't five, though. And uh, so I'm tired, and I go to the Hateful Eight, and I, I wore a jacket. It wasn't that cold out, but it was rainy, so I had like a jacket on. And it just kept me so warm and comfortable. <laughs> and I, I'm watching, and like I'm watching the start of the Hateful Eight, and I'm getting into it, and I'm really like observing all the. Like, especially paying attention to the videography because I had seen the film, but I hadn't seen it in 70 millimeter. Like, I'm really zoning in on that. And then uh, I can tell that I'm like, like, you know what? I'm just going to watch this with my eyes closed for a little bit. Like, suddenly that seemed like a really good idea. And uh, you fall asleep. Well, <laughs> the intermission came and it was a big surprise. Like, the lights pop on and uh, the guys I'm with are like, well, I didn't expect that. And in my head, I'm like, me either. Huh. Yeah, I was like, I didn't expect that either. I expect the lights to turn on, apparently, because I was out. I was, I was out, totally asleep. The intermission pops on, and I, and and no one seemed to notice. So I just rolled with it, and I could because I had seen the film before. You know, like I knew that. Um, well, I you won't ruin as- the movie. You fell but... asleep in Ted too, as well. Oh yeah, that Dude, one was. He, before you blame the movie for being boring. He fell asleep during the credits, the opening <laughs> credits. Like he fell asleep during a, a preview for the new vacation movie and didn't wake up until the movie was like a quarter of the way over. <laughs> That's totally true. And I wasn't going to blame it. I was just tired. I was, was just snoring. Sleeping. Oh, yeah, it was bad. And I'm Me like, and Jizz were like, 
they were <laughs> and they were talking about the movie. So I, I was like narcoleptic during Ted, right? Like I'm out and I come back, I'm out and I come back, and and like they're talking about credits or like which ones they liked, and I'm realizing there's gaps in my memory. You know? And uh, but this and then after the intermit, like during the intermission, we're all talking about the movie and stuff and sharing, and I'm totally able to keep up with the conversation. Then I felt I missed most of the second half of the film. You know, I, I just don't know if your judgment of the 70 miller, miller, millimeter. I saw a good hour of it. It's, it so, so you want, you're judging it based maybe on two, one third. Maybe an hour maybe and a half. That feels sharp and vivid during the two thirds you were unconscious. I think I you saw half. I'm sure you weren't watching it like through your closing eyelashes. And, and, and that was the, that was the, the blurriness. No. Oh, this movie's fucking awful. <laughs> 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 it streamed part of the second at you're like, yeah, in the film version, there's a fucking snow dragon, right? <laughs> I don't remember the part where I was in my underwear in front of all the people in the cabin. You delegated. <laughs> <laughs> at some point in the film there's that dream that i didn't do my homework <laughs> i'm real stressed about it when you have nightmares how do they manifest themselves is it something like that is it is it, is it the class so here's what i have I'll, I'll tell you mine um i'm ineffective in some way i'm not able to get the job done whatever the job is, that needs doing is like i can't do the thing like maybe i'm in a fight like a physical fist fight and my punches are just so weak. They're not slow. They're weak. They're so weak that I know better than to even throw them. I'm like, there's no reason to poke this guy with a Q-tip, and that's what a punch is right now. I just can't do it. It's like, like I can't. I couldn't do that. It wouldn't even happen. Or I can't pull the trigger. There's a monster coming right at me. There's a a Bigfoot, a Gremlin, whatever the hell, Freddy Krueger, and like for whatever reason, no matter how hard I try to pull the trigger, like it won't pull. And I'll in, I'll, I'll in my dreams, I literally do this. I get both fingers on the trigger, and I'm like, ah! like trying to squeeze it as hard as possible. And sometimes I can squeeze it just enough that it'll go off, but I'm shaking from the intensity so much that I'm very inaccurate like that. So it's just like, pow, and I miss, and then the thing sees me now, and it's coming. That's uh, my nightmare. I have a lot of... Not a lot, but I've got a couple of reoccurring nightmares. <laughs> I've told the one many times where, like, the house got robbed, and then afterwards I had this thing where a robber would come in, I'd see a silhouette in the doorway, and I couldn't scream, I couldn't move. Like you, I was just ineffective and able to, like, address it at all. And I had, for like a decade, I'd wake up, I'd be all sweaty, and, like, it was it was bad. Um, another one I have, I, it's, I'm in school, like, in college, I have some class that I haven't been attending. Like it fell off my radar as a thing that I had to do. And now like it's midterms or past that yep. and I have to catch up to this class and it's like it, an impossible situation. There's all these books well. I haven't read, all these projects I, I haven't done. I've had that. And, yeah, uh, and it's so it's such a scary dream too when that one's happening. In mine, like as a little as a little cherry on top to that scenario, it's like time to count credits at like the end of the year and it's like oh and i'm doing the math in my head and i'm like 18 19 20 22 i need 23 credits oh no oh no i i actually needed this bullshit class that i didn't pay then you know that's like the reason why i haven't been to chemistry all years because i didn't think i needed chemistry but now i'm counting doing the math and i needed this chemistry and i'm like just just years behind effectively because i haven't even been in the class <laughs> and there are projects due and everybody's like got everybody's got like an like molecules built out of like 
toothpicks and like gummy bears styrofoam balls yeah 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 yeah. they're over there explaining how this heavy water is interacting with their benzene and they've got all this and i'm just over there like i just got my book and a sheet of paper a bunch of beakers like (laughs) (laughs) my beakers mr myers you know i'm trying to like write something everyone else is presenting you've got like crumpled up paper and scotch tape trying to put something together paper and pen and everyone else has like a presentation, you know, and they got partners, and I'm like, where are my partners? Like, like, like I never got assigned a partner, so right. I'm like the odd Dude, man. Dude, can I be a partner? <laughs> Just attach oh, my no. name to your project. Yeah. I, you know, that's what you, yeah, that's totally what would happen, too. I, I, yeah. I, I begging my way onto some, like, to be some third wheel somewhere. Buy your way yeah. on. It'll I'll present it up to you. I'll, I'll present it. <laughs> <laughs> Party at my house this weekend. I got all the booze. You just show up. Like, <laughs> my, my I, nightmares is like, like I have lots of different kinds like that, obviously, but I have a weird thematic one where it's I do something horrible and illegal, and the nightmare just starts right after I did it, and so it's like, oh, what have I done? Like I'll 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 just come to in a nightmare, and I'll be in my house, and there's like twenty pounds of gold bars labeled to like a <laughs> bank, and I'll be like, oh my god, how did I get these? Oh my god, I'm so fucked. How am I gonna get rid of these? How I can't take these. I can't take these to a pawn shop. I can't just show up with a bar of gold and expect them to give me money. Who, who, what was I thinking? I, I, I need to get in contact down. with someone from Mexico to sell these. You call me. Just, like, got gold bars. We'll work that out. <laughs> yeah, and then there's just like a loud knock at the door or something. And I'm like, oh, they already know. Oh, they're on to me. And it's like it, it'll be that. There, it's happened before where like I've, I've, I'll just come to in the dream and there's like three dead people. And I have a gun or something like that. And That's... it's like, fuck, what, why did I do this? Why did I do this in the first place? They're never going to believe me that I don't know. And it's like, I've just, got a variant. I just of that show up one. at the worst part. It's that I'm guilty. I've murdered someone, but I got away with it. And now I have like a lifetime of, oh, fuck, how long will I get away with this? You know, like every knock on the door, every UPS delivery, everything all the time, like, is it? Will this eventually catch up with me? Now I've, I've moved on. I've got a wife. I've got kids. It, like it's over. It's buried. No one's looking anymore. But it's still out there, and and this murder could come back at me, and like that's I I have that now. And then I'm like, all right, like just chill, Woody. Chill. You didn't actually murder anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've woken up from the nightmare, and, and like whatever the whatever the pressures of the nightmare were, they're still weighing on me when I'm awake. And it's, it's, I'm sitting there and it's weighing on me and I have to be like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't have a fucking math test today. Somebody comes in here, tries to ask me about some goddamn geometry, I'll whip their ass. Like, I'm not putting up yeah. that. Come I, on, Mrs. Jones, I'll I've spit in your eye. I've got like, that one. And then the <laughs> other part of it, I have dreamt that my wife cheated on me. Oh. And then I wake up and I have a real hard time not holding it against her. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. You that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like I'm I'm just mad and angry and upset and betrayed at my core. Yeah. And she's just like, can I make you breakfast? You know, like it hasn't done anything. Bizarro Jackie wouldn't have made me breakfast. She'd be out <laughs> sucking strange cock. Like, just yelling at her. I have one where uh, or I had one once. This isn't recurring, but that I hit someone in my car and I, it's very clear that I killed them. Like, and it was like my fault or something. Like I like just ran onto a sidewalk for some reason, hit someone, killed them. And I just drive home. I scrub the blood as best I can at night off of my car. And I go up and I get in bed and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm so fucked. And in the dream I'm in bed and I fall asleep. And so then when I wake up the next morning, or I guess after the dream ends, it's just over. I'm like, oh my, like I've had it where my first thought is there's no way I got it all off. It was night. 
There wasn't enough light. I have to go. Oh, thank God. Oh, I didn't. I didn't kill anyone last night. That was all made up. I also don't have five pounds of gold bars up there, and there's not that many <laughs> people outside. Like it. I've oh, had it, the opposite too. I, I had a dream. So I, I was a kid, and I I wanted a motocross bike as much as any human has ever wanted anything ever. Like it, it was just my burning desire to have a motocross bike. And my parents, well, the two issues they had the money and they wouldn't let me if hypothetically i had it very integral issues yeah (laughs) but i dreamt that i had it and i was so happy it was everything that i had made it out to be um we used to live a couple miles from this place called zelly field but what was critical is there was like think of like a quarter sized football field and the edges of it had like this ramp that went up and you could theoretically jump out of it with your motorcycle and I was just doing that it was my place to ride you know I just hit nares and stuff crazy and uh I laid in bed for hours resisting waking up because I kind of knew it was a dream and I wanted to stay there that's yeah I should buy a motocross I was about to say (laughs) he never got that my wife let me I talked to her a little while remember when we were talking about motorcycles a lot on PKA and I was like dude we should go to like Alaska or something do like a big road trip um my wife was really not a fan of me getting a motorcycle I have responsibilities and such but I was like what if Colin and I got motocross bikes and she's like yeah you guys can do that if you want and uh do you yell across the house, Colin? She said yes. <laughs> I did sliding on your socks. <laughs> I didn't execute on the idea, but maybe this spring or something, we'll pick up a pair and he and I'll go ride in places. Hmm. But that'd be fun. I've uh, I never ridden one of those, but they look like a lot of fun. I remember my cousin had one when we were younger, and he burnt his calf really badly on the tailpipe, and that turned me off to the whole idea of it. Um, should have had on some some pants. I think he, yeah, I was about to say you gotta buy the gear. If you yeah. buy the gear, that helps a lot. A couple yeah. of my friends got seriously injured when we were like twelve or something. They had uh, one of them had a lot of land, and their parents bought them like a go kart, but not like a like a like a powerful go kart to ride around like off road go kart. And they were driving, and I guess turned too quick, and the whole thing flipped, and the roll cage somehow like one of their arms flew out and got crushed under a side and the other kid's leg flew out and got crushed under the same side and so like the next day at school both of them came in together one with a broken arm one with a broken leg and i was like oh what happened but apparently they were like laying there for like 20 minutes screaming like help help!" (laughs) oh god one of the guy's dad had to go out there and like he's a wiry guy like not a big guy at all and like the story they tell is that he ran out there and just did that like motherly thing where he just grabbed this <laughs> thousand pound go kart and was like <laughs> lifted the whole thing up to, to turn <laughs> off and then got him to to the hospital. But God, I, I would never see those things. That's- did Did you hear that sound too? Yeah, there was a Windows 10 uh, like bloom, 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 that came out of your your PC, Taylor, oh. right as you were going. Argh! Yeah, it was so, so perfect. You had like a like a, like an inhuman kind of. Argh! Yeah, it was great. That's exactly what it sounded like too. Yeah, that good. accident has happened to both of my children, both but the arm. Yeah, they they both rolled the go kart and they both hurt. Actually, Hope hurt her passenger's arm. Colin hurt his own. Uh, Colin's was just sprained and turned out fine. The passenger, I don't even know. They, it, like, it was just... Ah, she'll be all right. They, it was ruled broken, and then they, like, saw another doctor, and they said it was just sprained. She's okay in the end, but uh, um, she might have broken her arm. 
and Colin just sprained it. Hmm. I was really concerned. I, uh, Woody, I was, uh, I was liking your glasses look before the show. I, I don't oh. like that you don't have one now. I want to. So these are my new glasses. Wow. So it apparently the glasses that they that I originally had, um, they were these like progressive bifocals. And um, they just weren't right for me. Like there's a little spot that was like the right place. And as you turn your head, it changed. But it was always fuzzy on the sides. And the little spot that was perfect was like straight ahead for the left eye, but a little to the right on the right eye. So I'd like pick an eye that worked well. And, and I talked to him about it. And I, I, I brought in a picture of my computer monitors. You guys probably know this like triple monitor mm -hmm. setup I have. And I'm like, dude, the sides are fuzzy. Like it, it's awful. And... Uh, and in the end, those glasses were worse than not having glasses. So mm. uh, he's like, you know what? Like, what if we did a pair for just the computer, which is where I spend a lot of time. And that's, uh, it's the same lenses, but we got a new frame. So Taylor, you have glasses. If you yes. look out the sides, is that in focus for you? Like, you mean like out the sides of my glasses or just through the corner of the glass? I, I, I'm not sure what the difference is. So, like, if I look out this gap right here. Oh, not the gap. But so, like, right here. No, it's not in that great of focus, no. Yeah, I, I feel like if I look straight ahead, this is a much better than normal experience. As a matter of fact, I put salt on my dinner tonight, and I was like, oh, you can still see the salt after it hits the food? I, <laughs> that is crazy. You know? <laughs> like if, I, if I look to my, like, favoring my left eye over here, mm -hmm. it's really fuzzy. But if I look favoring my right eye i can see decently okay but this is with or without glasses with glasses. this is your glasses experience yeah I, yeah I, I just wanted to ask because like so straight ahead is great and if i turn like well like the um over on this monitor is a uh is like what the fans see with the red background and everything and i'm looking at the credit karma ad and i'm taken aback by how crisp the uh the text is on it which uh, wouldn't be my normal experience but if I just look through the side of the lens out to the right, it's not focused like it is straight on, and I don't know what my expectation should be. Put your glasses on the webcam so we can see if it makes any... I don't know if that's how it works. I know if you let somebody <laughs> else wear your glasses, you can kind of see what they're seeing. Uh, I'm trying my best to... I hmm. don't know if this is working or not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my hand is in the way. Wow, this one is a much. Oh no, it was just out of focus for a second. Yeah, I can't. I see some magnification, but oh, and and a little bit of. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what to call it, but you're not exactly in the same place through the left lens. It looked like, but yeah, that's that's one of the things that's unusual about my prescription. Little, little refraction in there. Yeah, I can't see maybe. if it's working. You have to let me know. Oh God, I can see your pores. <laughs> Take it off. I swear it's crisper with the lens on. I didn't expect that. Or maybe not. I don't know. You're smaller. I'll have to go back and watch this. Yeah. <laughs> One more view, baby. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> ah, a first quarter view. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to oh, say? Oh. If you, I, I was going to ask um, if you've noticed any... any if, if, any benefits besides being able to see better? Do you do you feel like you're getting fewer headaches, less tension, more relaxed, anything like that? I I do, but it's been such a short. So we got them today, and they're for the monitor. And I like 
So we got him at like lunchtime. I also immediately left and saw the hateful eight. And then I came home. And I, I just haven't spent the time in this chair today that I normally would have by now. But So Taylor and I were talking, um, I guess, last night or the night before about possible PKA trips. And I was saying that like, you know, I'm always brainstorming about things that would be fun. And I, and I thought, and I later decided it's a lame idea, but snow tubing came to mind. Um, but all the places that I looked at where you go snow tubing, it seems like a really kiddie experience. Like, oh no, we want someone to get hurt. Yeah. And so yeah. I Googled extreme snow tubing, you know, thinking I'd get something better. But what I got was like an extremely kiddie park. Like, like they just, they just made it nicer. So the, the place I found literally like they cut these avenues in the snow that the, it, so that it's like a water slide on snow now. Like you can't even go left or right. You're just going to go straight through the, the valley that they've created for you. And then when it's over, there's like a heated, uh, like moving sidewalk that goes back up the hill that takes you up. It looks so lame. It looked like we'd do it twice and be like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. You know, it looked terrible. Because um, if it was big enough, like, like you know, the half pipes they have for like the Olympic competitions. Oh, yeah. Now that's what I want. That's I what want I'm picturing. Speed. I yeah. want so much speed that you're like, we better not fall off. Right. <laughs> like, I want the jump at the bottom to be one that you might bail out on in advance for well, to, to avoid yeah. injury. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Or I don't or, want it to be like that. What if what if at the bottom there's like a like a pool of water where you have enough speed and you might get to the other side or you might not. Fuck that. Ooh. We don't want to lose any PKA fans. Ah, we got extras. Oh. Little Tommy went in the drink. Yeah, he's not coming out of there alive. He's got the tube to hang on. That's right, Billy. PK didn't have scuba gear. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, no, that, that's a, that'd be a fun thing to do, like the the snow tubing. I'd try. If you guys can make it here in the next week or so, we could uh, we could do rafting down Highway 55 <laughs> here in St. If you look at that slideshow, it's, it's Ooh, wow. out of control here. It's it's hard to get anywhere. That's pretty I'll put crazy. Put that on man. the big screen. See, so like that whole slideshow. It's good lord. It's quite bad here, but not that. Not yeah, that bad. my phone. It gets these um, like weather alerts. It's like brow, brow, like a horrible sound. I look at it. It's flooding all over. Same. I the um, there's a river not far from me. I'll call it two miles, one mile, and uh, I've never seen it that high. But my particular house, like, if you, it's on top of like the the hill. It's not really that hilly, but I just look at how much volume would have to fill to impact me, and it's it's an incredible amount. Yeah. Um, so then I was thinking about the go-karts and, and then how they compare with everything else that's possible. I feel like the problem with the go-karts is this, though. So at Paintball, I feel like we bring, especially if I make a video on it on FPS mm -hmm. to promote, I feel like we'll bring two or 300 people tops. But but over two hundred, especially over the course of a two day weekend. Right. But what happens if you if you if we go to let's say Daytona, uh, Florida, and have and go to Billy Bob's Wild Go Karts, and two hundred fucking people show up, and he's got twenty go karts. It's like all right, um, group five, we'll ride with you in six to eight hours. Um, so you just just pop a seat over there and talk to Chiz. Like, yeah, we fuck? need something more conducive to a big group. All being yeah. active at once. I really like the go-kart idea. I like it too, but I, the scenario I just described, I feel like ruins it. it well, I have, I have some counter thoughts on that. I'm happy to hear. Oh, okay, one's immediately wrong. I was going to say go-karting is more expensive. It might be if you book like a day of it. So, you know, the, the 200 number we pull in go-karts might become like a 100 number. Um, 
because of the price. Paintball is expensive. They're dropping at least a hundred a person though. You're right. I didn't think it through. Um, it also cuts off in that they have to be able to drive. I, at least the one, the kind I'm thinking of. That, yeah, that'll be 16 to even ride them. Oh, yeah, okay. So That's what I want too. Like, Although if you think about it, think back to our paintball events, there definitely are children there, but I would say the average age is right around 15, 16. I feel something. like there are a lot of kids there who are towards the end of high school or in college. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say a quarter of them probably couldn't drive yet. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I just really like the go-kart idea. I, uh, hmm. I, I like it too. I feel like it'd be fun. And, and what you said about driving go-karts that would require a driver's license, that interests me. I want tires to be squealing when you go around corners. I want, a, a, you know, it, oh shit, what he went off the track? That ruined his time. Like, like I want this to be Dude, not the, stock car. Some aggressive race. bumping. We That's did fun. one for the, I Nothing. did this painkiller already team building thing. We went go-karting. I did not know it was going to be scary. And I, I don't scare that easily. Like, I, you know, I would happily do skydiving or like any heights thing. I, I, you know, like I, I don't scare that easily. I really don't. But um, were you nervous at all when we went off the big zip line and it, when it was raining? No. Oh, oh, oh. Actually, uh, there was one where I went backwards and that one made me nervous. Uh, I think it was the last one of the day. The, the, that one's the, the big, long, long one where we have to go up the tower. A before that, yeah. And it was raining. That one worried me. Because the rain, and I felt like it was going particularly fast, and, and the winds were blowing. They were like crosswinds. I was a little I was a little I wasn't scared. It, what I was was I was a little... All I wanted was I didn't want to embarrass myself. Like, uh, you have to slow yourself down towards the end, and it, it goes so fast that you have to do it right, you know? And... Um, if you if you don't make it to the end, then you have to like turn around and slowly pull yourself in, and uh, I didn't want to do that embarrassment, and I, I didn't. But uh, when I went backwards, I thought that was kind of frightening. For the go kart thing, though, like almost immediately you realize, like, whoa, there's no rails on these go karts. Like it's based on where you how well you drive, and they go quick enough. And they they warned us in this like pre-talk thing. They're like, "Look, you hit these walls; they flip upside down. You can land on the roof and stuff." Like, and I'm like, "What ever? Like, th this guy is clearly full of <laughs> shit. There's no way that that's going to happen with this quarter horsepower. No, it can happen. It really can. And some fucker will like hit you in the back and spin you into the walls. I um, I, I, I quickly realized that like, oh, this is a neck. This is race car driving." I'm going to bring a bunch of bananas with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have turtle shells. You're all screwed. <laughs> I get a Luigi hat. Fucking give me the uh, dead eyes as I, as I speed past. And, uh, after uh, one of the races, like we had like breaks in between. And I thought that that was dumb too. Like, you know, oh, no, no. I wanna, I'm going to want to keep going. No, you're like sweaty. It's work. It's like it, you just did something physical when you finished this race car driving experience. Well, and, I'd love to do that. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's a, you need a lot of cars, though. And I don't know how long one race takes, like like five laps, 10 laps, whatever it is. If, if you could service 100 people in, you know, in a timely fashion, I think it could work. But, um, but I feel like you need to have like the place for the day. And it needs to be one of those places that's like Ricky's Go-Karts and Pizza Mart and Arcade or something so that like when we're out there driving, 
uh, you know, and the other 80% of the people who are there are not driving, they're either watching us or eating food or playing video games or some shit like that. Yeah, it's going to be something to keep them occupied. So they're not yeah. just sitting there like, I wonder when they're going to come around the bend. Like, Yeah, but, but that's the only thing that pops to my mind that, that would fit all of our needs for a, for a trip. Um, there are, the fans always have this, this is... most awful ideas at this point. <laughs> Maybe this is the a good place one near me. Um, no. They're... I wish I could... So they handle big groups of 20 to 200 plus. Mm. Um, or, or small groups of 5 to 24. Um, I'm, I'm I, sorry. I, I got a menu. Is that what I'm supposed to have? Yeah, I, I see that they've got a lot of party platter options <laughs> as well yeah. as a buffet option. The wings look delicious. It <laughs> wasn't a yeah. great job of sending you a link. <laughs> if we bring uh, wings of redemption hot sauce, maybe they'll make them special for us. <laughs> hundred <laughs> bottles for five hours. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so this is indoor. Yeah, and I think they have multiple tracks. Uh, I don't know how fast it all be racers under the age of eighteen must have a waiver signed by a legal guardian. So it must. I well, they had serious go karting. They had junior cars for people under eighteen. The cars we took um, were the bigger ones. So I, I guess we'd have to look into it to see how it works. But yeah, there's definitely a waiver, and it's. I I thought the place was pretty legit. Um, I, I'm not really a go kart racing expert, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I walked away like, this place is pretty amazing. So so where is this? It's not far. It's like an hour from my house, somewhere in North oh, okay. Carolina. North Carolina. Hmm. Uh, man. Which, uh, it just changes the, uh, the di like, I don't know. It, it, it could potentially make things much cheaper, right? Like we could have guys staying at my guest, not fans, but like you guys could stay at my place and we could meet up there and stuff. Like it could be lower budget than say the paintball thing where they put us up in a hotel and get us cars and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, this is, this almost looks like it's too much. Like they went too far with the go-karting. Like you're going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm up for that. I, I it would looks love stressful, but it's also fun. What are you looking yeah. at that makes you say that? Just the fact that it's like everybody's decked out with like elbow pads and a helmet and like they're <laughs> actually prepared for the fact that they could be scattered across this warehouse floor from getting a little too much speed on a turn. Dude, I, I think I wore flame retardant clothing. Like they give it to you. Like they put you in like Well, a... bring your Ghostbusters suit, Kyle. <laughs> so here's a place. All right, so Let's go by miles per hour. So, so because I don't know any other way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, here's a place in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Uh, it's, it was just in Google results. Once drivers have finished our the tour of our Pigeon Forge go kart track and the GT5s, they are encouraged to try the course again inside one of our RT8 carts. Faster than the GT5s, these carts reach an average speed of up to 40 miles per hour. So, this place they're going 40. That seems pretty that quick. So much faster than you would think. Like when you're just in the, and there's no windshield <laughs> in front of you, speed becomes so much more real. So this place also goes 40, but it's an indoor track. And that's the tricky part of it. Like you can be dumb enough to go 40 into a hairpin and you will crash. You'll hit the side of the track and it will flip you in the air. You want to see a video of someone uh, doing this? Yeah. Yes. They got All a right. GoPro on their head. I'll link you up. Is it another surprise? It's a death video. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Kyle, I had to compliment you on your quick linking. Oh, right like a. Like I a thought it would button. be a while before <laughs> your link came in. Uh, uh, where do you want to start this? It's 13 minutes long. Two minutes in. Two minutes. Uh, hang on. Let me let me let me figure out where to start. I'm I'm skipping. Wow, they're going so Oops. slow. Maybe this is lame. Uh, they're still queuing up. Oh, here it. I'm eight minutes in, and they're going so slow. I'm at just before four minutes. He's stuck in traffic. Is is his issue? Yeah, this is lame. I apologize. The guy at uh, ten minutes. They're going decently quick. But it's not like, oh my god, be careful, quick. Like it's, you know, man, I wonder what kind of pizza we're gonna have after this, quick. He's yeah, that's sliding lame. out and stuff. I don't know. I don't. I, I. It doesn't look that lame to me. I guess we'd have to try it. There's um where yeah. Kyle and I went. There was an outdoor one. Remember we went go kart racing on that outdoor one. That yeah. one was more kid oriented. Yeah, but, that was that was way too slow. But they had a slick track that I thought was fun, where you could drift around all the corners, mm. and uh, it was really—I don't, I don't know—the whole track was slippery. It was kind of a variant. But this place isn't like that. It's more racy that we went to. I thought it was uh, pretty cool. They're going pretty fast in this one. I'll link you to this one if you like. Skip in to say fifteen minutes, tw sixteen minutes in. Sixteen minutes. I feel in. like we have a pinch copy paster at play here. Like someone else is doing this so quickly. <laughs> it's another Geometry Wars two. I, I have just being bamboozled. <laughs> I have my. I actually have my keyboard. Usually the keyboard's in the floor, so I'm having to like reach and grab it. Yeah, this this looks a lot quicker than the last video we watched. Uh, I I feel like this guy is being really timid. I, I, I want to, like, push his foot. I, I'm just like, go, 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 every time he goes around a corner. Yeah. You can only hope that, though. Like, there's nothing worse than go-karting, and you get the bullshit go-kart, <laughs> where, like, you watch everybody in front of you, and you're like, oh, not 88, not 88. Please don't put me in 88. And then you get out there, and the one that's been, like, shitty the whole time, you have to get in, and you're just slow. And you're more on, like, a scenic cruise of the concrete, you know, compound I than you are racing. It's I will say this. Awful. At this place... It seemed like body weight had a big impact on how good you were. Not how fast it would go, but how fast you could take the turns and stuff. Heather kicked all of our butts, and she weighs, I would estimate, like 95 pounds. 95 pounds. pounds. Yeah, 95, 90, something like that. Um, she's very small. And then the second fastest, I don't know, it kind of bunched up there. Um, there I had a, a developer named Ice. A guy named Fuzzy who couldn't drive but was lighter than us, and then me, and we all were kind of in that pack. And then Chiz was the slowest, but he—I think that was a weight thing too. Uh, so, well, he was the DK or the Bowser, so he probably had better power-ups throughout the entire race. <laughs> he just couldn't accelerate, you know. And uh, and I don't think it's that Chiz's driving skills were so far behind ours. I think it, you know it was just the just heavier being yeah. lighter. Some of these are you. some of these have six and a half horsepower. I'm seeing that's what. Um, that's what they do at, at the place. Are you looking at mine? The No, oh, um, not yours in particular. That, it said six and a half horsepower on that website. Okay. So I Would you guys ever want to do another survival trip? Or is no. that yeah, sure. come and gone? No. No, I'm down. You want to no. You want to join me? No. No. <laughs> I, I'm not interested in doing that again. The discomfort was not worth the money. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I liked it. I, 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 I would do it again. I feel like it would be fun. Like, knowing that there's an end to it. 
You know, like I don't want to go out there and just like hang out indefinitely, but knowing like Friday we're done, it mm-hmm. puts a hard cap on it. And it's like, it's not that bad. If you are that uncomfortable, it's like, okay, it's Wednesday night. You go, you it's go, basically you, you go do it then. You go do it then, Taylor. I'm not going without you. No, I'm not fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> you are if you're going. <laughs> you go see if Chiz wants to saddle up for another one of those. Uh, Chiz was also, trips. it was not his cup of tea. That was not uh, his. Chiz, I could tell in the, that Kyle at least was keeping decently high spirits like in the vlog like you were being like funny like well fucking chiz didn't do anything and this and that but chiz when he would sit in front of it he just looked sallow and distraught just like bags under his eyes i'm like this is so fucking stupid he looked like a refugee assholes dragged me out here you know (laughs) sprained my ankle i'm so sweaty got no cardio like (laughs) it was so humid it was so humid and i remember in the early discussions about this trip me it, me and Chiz having this discussion about that when we should do it, right? And uh, I had something going on or potentially something going on, and it got pushed back a, a, like a week or two. And Chiz was like, oh, we're pushing this thing back, and it's going to be It still cold. hasn't happened. What? The, I don't know if I can say it, the, the elite shotgun video. No, haven't done that. That, that. that guy's been in Europe. He never came back. He just mm. says he keeps selling shotguns. He's in any, in any case didn't happen so the thing got we kept pushing the thing back but chiz's fear was that it was going to be so cold that that we were going to be shivering out in the woods not an issue. And when, when we got out there it was so hot and humid that was the biggest thing if it had been cold i would have i think if we if i think if it had been cold weather and we weren't so sweaty and, and grimy all the time and you know even after you took a bath mm-hmm. like i'd go to the creek and get clean and i was only clean for like an hour before it was back on me again. But I feel like if it were cold weather, um, it would have been... A little better. It would have been better. And I, I some, some people might be like, oh, you'd have been shivering. But no, we had fire. Especially Battlebox hooked us up with a lot more equipment than I had in my head. Yeah, know? we had a ton of stuff. Um, and then there was something else I was going to say. Oh, what I would have really liked would be a bigger lake. Now, I don't think you can get big lake, at least not on the East Coast, a big lake and isolation. We can. I figured that out. Um, really? There's some, there's some islands in Lake Hartwell uh, oh. where you could like get our own fucking island, and I mean like an acre or two. Like you're you're really limited to the lake as your food at that point. But mm-hmm. I think that could have been a, a thing, maybe. And I think there's some islands off. There's one in particular, like maybe it's called Tybee, or I can't Saint. Yeah, there's somewhere easy. off the coast of Georgia where um where you can go off on these islands, and there's just no people there. It's it kind was... of a the water source we had had a disgusting mud bottom that was like sulfury. Bubbles came out of it. It was a disgusting yeah, that was, mud that bottom. Yeah, that was fever shit. I, I kept wondering why you were bathing over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were rocks. It, 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 maybe it was. I don't know. But um, there was. it flowed. Stop Just it. Just natural exfoliant. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, whenever I'm in an ex- – like I don't know – anything about anything when we're out there right but but what i thought was happening with our bathing situation was that you got the beaver dam and then there was like a pool of water afterwards over there and i felt like that pool the deepest i'm talking about the deepest section of the water remember where there's leaves down there it's where you pooped and bathed and all that stuff but if you recall your feet would stir up the mucky bottom right and it would get really mixed in with the water that and it, that and that was the sulfur smell. That was beaver shit. That was just year up after year of beaver shit just sinking to the bottom and making a thick layer. 
Um, I didn't have as much water to. I don't think that's what it actually is. I I I think think it's it's mud. It's it's leaves that are broken down by bacteria and stuff. Uh Not not all of that is poo. So what would you say? Five to eight percent beaver shit. (laughs) Maybe is that all? Maybe. (laughs) Oh well, then in that case. Yeah. Well, then we're good. I think I just spit on you. (laughs) Um, If you're drinking drink and it's eight percent alcohol you know that it's eight percent alcohol if you're bathing in something and it is eight percent shit that's a significant amount of shit like you want that's avoidable so it um i have a lot of wilderness bathing experience but but i basically had to like pray like a muslim if that makes any sense to bathe properly to like get everything i got on my knees and went completely flat and then had to go all the way forward to to get covered because i was in such shallow water but it was really quick moving water and the bottom was like smooth stone I bathed right before the dam, and uh, while Kyle makes it out to be this big mud pool of whatever, it was flowing water too, so... Uh, Once you stomped around in a little bit. Then, like, within 10 seconds, the the murky water had moved on, and you were in clean water again. But, uh-huh. uh, um, he's just, that's... I'm the one that Look, did it. Hey, I'm not making fun of the way you bathed because you bathed. <laughs> I, I got that on Chiz. <laughs> and um, our Patrick cameraman, bathed. Patrick, never oh, bathed. Pat- oh, he bathed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally did. Yeah. Yeah. He and Kyle did it together. I mean, you can't clean your own back. Yeah. <laughs> not in yeah. six inches of water. Um, <laughs> no. uh, uh, but yeah, I bathed. Um, I yeah, it, but the what I would have really liked would be a deep lake, something you could actually swim in. Maybe oh. in my dreams, a little ten foot ledge you jump off of. You, you like a, a spear no. gun? You could go down. Mm. You could you could call up some of your your aquatic friends, spear them, feed us. <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah, yeah. That that would have really done a lot to lift my spirits if there Those was like invigorating. a swimmable water source. Yeah, I would have liked that too. I would have loved a nice flowing uh, source of clean, clear water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, imagine if you could drink it even, like if it was some sort of mountain spring flowing with enough force yeah. that you could, like, that would have been a miracle. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to stick to Poland Spring in the chance that we find a bunch of water that we think is okay <laughs> to drink. Like, it's fine. And then just you're sipping a, it up. Um, a waterfall diarrhea. would be nice. You could bathe in the waterfall. Yeah, sure. That I, would be uh, uh, the the biggest the biggest problem the things I didn't like the most it was the it, it wasn't really the heat it was the sweat it was being sweaty and then like filth would get on the sweat and then the sweat would evaporate leaving a coat of filth but then you'd get hot immediately as soon as you picked up firewood again so another layer of sweat would come on and sort of liquefy the filth and it, and then more filth would stick to that and so after a while you were just so filthy and grimy. And like all of your crevices and everywhere, and like I feel it just, you know, my hands are filthy, and like there's not even any good way to wash your hands. I've got a bar of soap, but then I'm going right back to the beaver shit water over there, as far as I'm concerned, uh, and then washing up. Like I, the filth didn't lower my spirits that much. I don't know what did really. But there were times when I was just, I, I the heat did. Some of the hot days where I just laid there doing nothing. The pranks nothing. lowered your spirits a bit. <laughs> I felt like the I was never I never really had my thirst quenched by that water because it it, it, it was like I was getting liquid but that's all it was it wasn't like it, sometimes you crack open like a nice cold bottle of water and it's just delicious in a way that like because you because you're thirsty it's just so delicious you just kill the whole thing you'll kill a whole twenty ounce or something but every time I'd fill up that Nalgene bottle and look at it I was just like well. This is a little cooler than normal. I guess I'll drink it now, but it still had a little bit of a taste that I didn't care for, and eh. I, I didn't enjoy you guys myself. Didn't give yourself enough 
amenities while you're out there. Like, I don't think people would have judged you too much if you brought, you know, a 30-pack of Dasani or something. Like, You'd be, as a, I, I think they'd have judged us for they'd that. Have, well, you know, they would have. They wouldn't have judged Kyle uh, as much. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been. I I feel like they judge they, they they judge us because we got those supplies to cook the chicken. I feel like they even judged the chicken, and I felt like the chicken. I feel like anybody who judges the chicken, it just doesn't get the joke. Like we're we don't care if you think we're 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 manly and we're survivalist because clearly we're not survivalist. The whole thing is like, hey, we got a mascot and we're gonna murder it at the end of the trip and fucking eat it. Isn't that funny? Like it's a big joke. That's the whole thing. Like yeah, we've and never. It's a meal. Yeah, and it's a meal. It, 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 the, the whole idea. I was looking was... at like video views and ratings and stuff over time because when I shaved, I said dislikes are welcome, and it's like a you know really disliked video. And I'm like, what other videos? How they've been going? The one where we murdered Henrietta was also heavily disliked. They, yeah, bunch they... of pussies. Yeah, they're you fine with the such... McNugget. Uh huh. <laughs> But we take—I mean—that chicken was destined for death. We gave it several days of great life, mm -hmm. and then Woody beat it to death. Murder <laughs> the course of a video. You Maybe know? that's the basis of my nightmare. I, I'm afraid they're gonna catch up to my Henrietta slaying. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> they're like—they're playing the chops in slow motion. <laughs> they're just like they're counting the seconds. Like the lawyers holding up a, a stopwatch, like to the jury, like showing them how much time has elapsed. <laughs> I tried. Uh, uh, we ate that chicken. She's she got her dead. I have a new topic. I don't know if this is interesting to anyone but me, but there's a collegiate swimmer who is trying to complete a 100. That's four laps. Um, a lap, by the way, is one way across the pool. So down and back is two laps. And he was trying to do four laps without taking a breath, mm -hmm. and he drowned and died. Why were there no lifeguards? I, I don't know. It was a Dartmouth College swimmer. I don't know how strong their team is. But... Uh, Probably not that strong. <laughs> not that strong. <laughs> Literally drown. You'd think they'd be smarter <laughs> if they're. That's an Ivy League school. But um, was this like a after practice, you know, in the afternoon kind of? Exactly. Hey, watch this kind of thing, or was it like, um, hey, everyone, gather around? He had just swam four thousand yards, which to me is a. Well, it depends on how you do it, but a pretty heavy day, right? You know, it's not a record or anything, but four thousand yards is a, is a strong day. And, um, I heard they were actually motivated by the the base jumping team trying to master the the coveted no parachute jump. <laughs> so he was trying to swim four laps and he drowned. There's a collegiate swimmer. Um, he he passed out. And I, I'm sure he passed out and just yeah, drowned. And just, no one was there to to get him out. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, oh shit. Let's see. Oh. He was scheduled to graduate in 2017. Because correct me if I'm wrong, you'd be the one to know this. Like, if someone goes under and they inhale water, you can revive them pretty easily, right? If you if you if you know CPR and everything, right? Uh, like, you know, can you know. can you get the water out of them, get them going again? Is that I thought a... it was harder than that? In the movies, they do it every time. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. True. Um, so I've never given anybody CPR. I've had other kinds of first aid, cool stuff, but not CPR. I'm told they almost always die. <laughs> yeah. well shit <laughs> yeah the um so that's uh, the lifeguards you've given it uh, then this is going back to my ocean city beach patrol days um but the emt like the people that taught us like the, whoever teaches the emts would also teach the lifeguards and um those people 
had like like in their whole career like one or two instances where CPR actually revived somebody. But and they had done it a lot more than a guard Shit. does. Shit. Yeah. So what's they, the point of learning it? Yeah. I, it, just, just run. You'll be less likely I mean, to get sued. They would have us put on a show, <laughs> right? Like, like if we rescued someone, they're like, ah, these fucking shoebies. They want to see a rescue. Blow your whistle. Let them know you're working. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and so like, it never works. Um, like it, that. Hurry, get the leeches and we can try bloodletting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it works sometimes. But uh, one of the issues is this. A lot of times when people did CPR as a lifeguard, it wasn't drowning. Like that we were pretty good at stopping. But uh, there'd be heart attacks on the beach behind you. So these are unhealthy people to start with. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Hey, did you ever find any, like, not treasure per se, but any, like, watch jewelry, like anything like that, spending time out on the beach as much as he did? Um People would give it to the lifeguards, like, hey, would you know, would you put, like, if anyone's looking for their watch, we'll keep it here with you. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, my partner would deal with it. The guy that I was with most of the time was, like, two years ahead of me. And uh, I don't know what ever happened. You went to go to the pawn shop and... Mm-hmm. I, it, like, if someone, like, found, if someone was like, hey, did anyone return a watch to you? Then they'd get it. If they didn't, then I don't really know what happened to that shit. Uh, well, I'd totally be... Yeah, I, if he I were... return it to the sea, like he just kept it sold. <laughs> <laughs> like at the end of Titanic, he's like, "All right, back to the ocean with you." <laughs> like he's uh, he's pawning that shit for weed money. He could have yeah. given it to his boss, you know, like the. Oh lieutenant. yeah, that's what I'd do as a as a as a young man who needs money. <laughs> no, I'd sell it. I've seen I, those guys at the beach with the, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, uh, metal, metal detector. detector. Yep, yep. Looking for, looking for, you know, watches, jewelry, stuff like that. Who's going to the the, the beach with all this this poor fitting jewelry we, that we, is just slipping off of you? Into we the... were such dicks. Well, some people take it off before they swim and like put it in a sneaker or something like that and lose track yeah. of it, or even just put it on their blanket and and you know it becomes practically invisible, just lost in the depth of the sand. But um, not wearing my jewelry to the beach. We used to throw pennies. Like, you know, to give them, like, pretty much false oh, hits. Just like, just, like, take a handful of pennies, throw it in the air so it, like, scatters about. And it's like, I got a hit! Oh, fucking penny. Uh, it was, You're yeah. not going to believe it, Martha! We hit the mother load! <laughs> <laughs> Another thing... Dude, I, I've told this story before, but I it's love really it. Um, <laughs> what a the boardwalk. thing to do. <laughs> the boardwalk. So... Teenagers would put like in the boardwalk, there'd be a dollar, right? And they'd put a penny between the slots in, and uh, not a penny, a, a dollar through the slots of it. And uh, when you go to reach over and pick it up, of course they pull it down, and then all the kids underneath you start laughing hysterically, and you realize that you know you've been pranked. And uh, I would just never go for it because I saw other people doing it, but like my friends and one, I'd be in front of the arcade. You're pranking people, you know. And they do it to this old guy, right? And he's like in a walker or something, just, you know, coming along real slow. And, and a he's... dollar means something to him because he's an old guy when Woody uh-huh. was a young guy. Yeah. <laughs> and... Oh, a dollar closer to my wife's iron lung. <laughs> <laughs> and I think... That guy went through the depression. I think he had seen, like, the teenagers pranking each other, like, as he approached. And uh, now they're going to get this old guy because he's going to be way too fucking slow to reach down and get a dollar, right? <laughs> he just slides his foot across the boardwalk yanks the dollar out of the guy's hand picks it up and he's like ha 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 it was like a fucking awesome guy i was so happy and the teenagers underneath were like wait what no 
no. They wanted their dollar back, and he wasn't having it. He just kept the buck, and and of course he kept the dollar. You know, you guys had bad intentions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I I loved it. I, I've never pulled any of these pranks, but I always uh, liked the shit dollar videos. I know we've talked about the shit dollar before, right? You guys wear yes. shit dollar? Poop dollar. Yeah, you take a dollar, you you put some shit on it. Uh, you put it shit down or fold it onto the shit, put it on the street, and you wait and watch for someone to, to get shit on their hands <laughs> and to see what they'll do because there's a few different ways people react to this. Some people, like, grab the shit dollar and hurriedly stuff it into a jean pocket, you know, because you don't want anybody to notice when you got that dollar. And all of a sudden you're like, ah, shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just stuff shit into your tight jeans pocket. But sometimes they'll quickly be like, ah, it's on my hand and, like, try to wipe it on something. Some of them will try to salvage the shit dollar, which is... <laughs> goes without saying. It's one of the most pathetic things you've ever seen done. To see a grown man take a dollar bill that's just covered in human shit sometimes and try to, like, scrape it onto asphalt as a cleaning method. Like, you can imagine it's about not how... It off. <laughs> no! No! It just, it just, like... Money's made out of cotton. It's, it's sort of fabric-y in a way. Like, he's just rubbing the shit into the dollar basically he's trying to salvage this thing they get really angry as you might imagine like you know people get fighting mad over a shit dollar so oh yeah um, nobody wants to touch someone else's shit i've like, seen your them use is gross no, i don't want to do i've that. seen them use dog shit and uh, i think that that's probably the nice way to do it is dog shit but i've also seen human shit used in uh, in, in the shit dollar you know the guys like all right i'm in the van here i'm going to take it <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> we got there, our shit is there a reason like chemically that human shit is worse to use or is it just emotionally i think it's, I think it's the smell nasty things whereas like a dog eats a steady diet of the same weird different shit, shit has different smells right so 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 like i think i think like for the most part dogs eat the same thing all the time that's why you're like you smell dog shit <laughs> like, <laughs> like i think we all know generally speaking what dog shit smells like i definitely like. know if, i know what that was the shit. dog that farted yeah, I know what pig shit smells like. I know what cow shit smells like. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it smells that way, among other reasons, because of their diet. But people shit can, can be any number of aw- uh, awful in different ways. So when they act, when it's a person who shits on the dollar, I really... Damn uh, omnivores. Yeah, yeah. Lots, lots, yeah. lots of stuff. Maybe that guy... And the kind of person who would do this prank in the first place isn't going to have a healthy, fibrous, solid shit. <laughs> They're going to have like a soupy, <laughs> little bits and pieces of undigested... You know, alcoholic wet shit. That's just they had like four shrimp cocktails and a big bag of honey roasted peanuts the night yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> and then they topped it off with some hundred percent food, and they were good to go. <laughs> this comes out in a brick. Yeah. Uh, so, so like my hundred percent food bottle, I uh, I put the the lid on it and uh, and tightened it back, and then I left it sitting here uh, empty. You know, well mostly it's got some residue, but like it's so it's like a drum now. Like it, it, it like built up pressure on the inside. <laughs> so there's some kind of an exothermic reaction going on in there. I can imagine the gases that are would be released. Open it and smell it. Oh fuck. Yeah, I want to see what it smells like. Come on. Probably absolutely. just chocolate, right? Probably just rancid re- no, absolutely not. I'm, I'm not No, I think that. I think you should give it a good whiff. But I'm looking forward to see if they uh, they re up with uh with us for an, for another week of sponsorship or not because they totally dis- should. Despite uh, last time around, how we were a little hard on them, which I, you know, I, I think they, they have those really brutally honest reviews right on their website, and I think that we were kind of going uh, with that mm-hmm. in, in mind at the time. I saw a lot of people posting pictures of the food they bought on the uh, 
on the subreddit. So yeah, we definitely move some for him. Yeah, definitely yeah. so. Even if it was just as like a, a, a prank gift or maybe to poison someone. I don't know what, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe you we needed some like building materials. You could probably dry, dry, dry it out. and You could. Build some, some sort of mortar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stucco. Mm-hmm. While we're talking about pranks, uh, that same guy, the, the poop bandit, he, uh, <laughs> oh. he had another prank oh. in his repertoire. Is this where, the story uh, you keep forgetting to tell? Yeah, yeah, it was the one I keep forgetting to tell. <laughs> he, uh, Settle in. Here it he, comes. So the way I, I told you guys, like the end, but the way, like the beginning of it, he, uh, we were 17, and so he stayed at school after it closed. Uh, it was open until like 8 o'clock because there's sports practices and shit like that. People are walking around. He hid in a bathroom, of course. Just <laughs> hid in a stall, you know, played with his phone or whatever, sat up on the toilet and just waited until like what he said was like midnight or 1 a.m., just goofing <laughs> around the school when everybody was gone. And uh, with him in his backpack, in his locker, he bought a ton of Mighty Putty. And what Mighty Putty is, it's you can buy it on late night TV or you could, and it was like this product where it was like, you you know, take a scoop out of here and you seal it on anything and bam, it's going to stay. It's going to fucking stay. Like there's like they, they showed it where uh, they had a chain between like two trucks or something and they made a link out of Mighty Putty and they let it settle. And then the two trucks start driving and it's like, <laughs> look at this Mighty Putty. It's not going to break. And it's like, I've seen that. that, that yeah. Shit, yeah, it's it's not going to fucking break. It's it like JB so- Weld. Yes, mm-hmm. it is so powerful. And he took his couple of tubs of Mighty Putty and the little spatula it comes with, and he went around to almost every door in the school, inner and outer, and smeared Mighty Putty into every keyhole. <laughs> every keyhole, he smeared Mighty Putty and let it dry. And so the next morning when all the janitors came in to get the school ready to go, nobody could get into the school. So when we showed up that day for school a couple hours later, the front doors to the school had been removed. There were no front doors on the school because they had to remove the doors. They took them off the hinges. Yeah, they took the doors off the hinges because they had they had to replace everything. He didn't just put it in the keyhole. You know the crack between the door and then there's a little the the jam, the door jam. He would smear that whole thing too. And a couple of the teachers that he didn't like, um, the one his basically his handler or his wrangler, as we called her, uh, who had to keep an eye on him as he was going around the school every day because he wasn't allowed to walk around unsupervised. He had to have a supervisor. Uh, he had a wrangler. And so he just he coded every side of her of the wrangler's door in Mighty Putty. And they had to – oh, it was so much damage. And somehow they didn't they didn't put it together. I, 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 knew, I know that they knew it was him. Oh, yeah, they knew it was him, but they couldn't peg him. You know, So they had to call him in. No cameras? Uh, no, no, they, there weren't any cameras in our school at the time. After after that guy came in and uh, stole the computers and you know cooked his own shit in the kitchen, they put cameras in at, at our school to prevent any any further. Yeah, there are cameras now in that school. Yeah, yeah and, uh, good. There there weren't at the time. They learned their lesson. I don't yeah. think ours had cameras, but they had motion detectors. So I don't know if he would have got away with it where we were. Mm. That's hilarious. That's such a good way to just ruin their their shit too. Because I don't think you can do anything about that if you get it in there good. No, like, no, he just he he just really got off on upsetting people and stressing out authority. Because it's like imagine being that principal coming in for work. He's already got in the back of his head like God, 
oh, if that kid shits in another bathroom, I'm going to have a fucking revolt from these janitors, and they're not going to handle it. I'm going to have to be the one scrubbing off, ha, 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 any closer yet, and shit on the bathroom. I'm going to scrub that off. God, I hope he just gets it under control. And then he shows up, you know, rubbing his eyes from sleep with his coffee, and he tries to stick his key in. Just, oh, that's weird. I must have missed. Uh, no. Oh, fuck! Fuck! Yelling. Can't get into the fucking school because... Because this rabble rouser did. He also did it. Uh, he broke the vending machines that way. That dollar slot, he smeared a bunch in there too, just so he couldn't put shit in the vending machine anymore. <laughs> oh, he was such a, such a piece of shit. I would be so afraid to do that because in the back of my head, with a prank like that, is mm. all right. I might get caught. So if I do get caught, let's make sure this is this is something that can be chalked up to boyish hijinks or something like that he's going all or nothing he's yeah. like fuck him if Catch you put a can motherfucker put a roundup <laughs> penis on the football field and then they'll charge you for grass seed you know you owe us 23 dollars and 75 cents there was like sixteen thousand dollars in damage or something like it's it could be very expensive oh yeah yeah it, it's so much he did another thing that he got uh, a big i remember a big group of people got called into the office like being interrogated because uh like i didn't know till later but it was like well you know so and 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 so come into the office report to the office and it was like well what the fuck is this about these are the rabble rousers and <laughs> later we found out that a teacher like went out to go leave for lunch or get something and there were two like big nails leaned up against the back of her wheels so that as soon as she backed out, both of her back tires would you know, not like pop, but it would, the nail would go in and it would you know, puncture it and either quickly deflate or slowly deflate. And uh, that was decided that it was a very dangerous thing that she could be like dead on the road or something if that happened. And so uh, there was like a cop or something there to, to interrogate them and ask them. Never found out it was him. I don't even know if that one was him, but uh, yeah, this, that, that that one was even worse than the Mighty Putty, I think, because that could actually get someone hurt instead of, instead mm. of. Uh, there was a teacher just, who drove something I've... small. It was. It, do you remember what a Chevy Sprint was? I don't know if yeah. you guys know that. It. I, I can't think of an equivalent car today, but it was tiny. It was a very, very tiny car. I think it was a three-cylinder motor and got like forty-five miles of the gallon. Three-cylinder. It was like a smart car almost, but not even less cool, and. Uh, they what they did i swear i wasn't involved at all but like a bunch of guys from the football team didn't like this teacher so in the parking spot like there was a parking lot outdoors they took it and they rotated it sideways so that now he was stuck <laughs> in between the two cars next to him and they were just you know jumping and jumping and jumping and jump until it rotated sideways and they did this to that fucker like all the time until he until they got caught it was like a regular until they got a bigger car <laughs> it was like a regular thing like ah oh, let's get mr mcnally and lock him in his spot again and you have to yeah. wait for one of the people next to him to leave first because he was rotating <laughs> that's so funny oh <laughs> uh, yeah. shitty behavior god we would uh, most of my pranks would take place outside of school because I had gotten in a lot of trouble at school and it was usually like you know ah oh, you can't get stuck at, get in trouble again or you're not gonna pass or you can't get in trouble again or you know you you'd only miss five days and like a minor offense was like a two day suspension when I say minor I mean like when I hit the teacher in the head or like um the stink bomb massacre, like that time I put stink bombs all over the school. Like those are each two day suspensions. So like you don't have a lot of room to play. So we would throw, we would go to people's houses after school at night and stuff and egg them or, you know, throw a big thing of fireworks up on their front doorstep, like a big roll, like, like, like 
500 firecrackers go off on your doorstep. I'd use a cigarette as a uh, like a timer. You know, you just uh, light a cigarette, tear the cigarette in half, and then stick it onto the fuse. And then when it burns down, mm-hmm. that way you get that way you can jog back up the road. Yeah. You know, give, give yourself like a minute before the thing actually goes off. Be in your car and be leaving. And like I remember, like we'd be getting right back to the car, and you'd hear. And just be like, yeah. <laughs> like, as away, we drive like, away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We do this, that shit all the time. That same kid told me he did. T- I never believed him for this one, but uh, there was a teacher that was not liked by anyone. And just one day, like, he left after lunch, and it was like, oh, I guess he wasn't feeling well. And, like, a week later, uh, the poop bandit, that guy, told me. Uh, I don't know why he, he, I, he, I was always so privy to these things. Like, we weren't good friends. Wait a minute. But he, you I weren't the poop bandit, were you? I was not the poop bandit. No, no. I, these are really ballsy things. I'm not the poop bandit. Um, but he told me, uh, yeah, you know the reason that, and he talked like that. He's like, you know the reason Mr. Johnson left last week? And I was like, no, Mike, why did he leave last week? He's like, I put, I put five tabs of acid in his coffee in the teacher's lounge. And I was like, did you actually put a bunch of acid in his coffee? He's like, yeah, man, yeah. My buddy sells some, and I got a bunch of it, and I put it on his coffee. He was like freaking out, man. And he left. He had never another teacher drive him home. And I was like, looking. I didn't know whether to believe him or not, but that is one of the genuinely meanest things that you could do to yeah. someone. Is like, as you're like teaching, and you like, like imagine like, you point at a kid like, Jesse, shut up, up, up. Up, up, and like your arm starts like <laughs> extending towards her. I feel like oh, this that's... is something that would happen to the alternate universe teacher version of Quibble Cop, right? Just someone yeah, drugs yeah. his food. Drugs you. <laughs> yeah, he's screwed. Didn't even get drugged. Like it was funny his stories where he was like, and then I got drugged, and I didn't know what to do, and I asked him, "Is there drugs in this?" And he said, "Yes." So I take it, and it's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> well then you didn't get drugs. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is you do a lot of drugs, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's not how his stories work. Yeah, I, that's what it sounded yeah. like to me. It sounded like it sounded like lo- it was lost in translation almost. He, he he'd be like, you know, they they drugged me. Oh, oh so, so they gave you drugs? Yeah, they put they gave me the drugs and I took them. I was drugged. Like, <laughs> no, he's... but you knew they were drugs. Well, I had a pretty good idea. But... <laughs> <laughs> that was a th- he, he'd be like, I thought it might have been a pot cookie, so I asked him. They said it wasn't, so I ate it. <laughs> I, I like it. He, he he's like. You know, there's always drugs in my food. So I asked him, are there drugs in my food? And they're like, no. But, you know, there's always drugs. So I knew. We brought a big plate of regular cookies to this blowout party. <laughs> Who likes, you know, oatmeal raisin? Fucking nobody. There's drugs. <laughs> Nobody's eating regular cookies at a big blowout jam. I thought they were snorting powdered sugar, so I had some. <laughs> then you know, who I, knew? I, I, there's, there's a little. I think there's a little plausible deniability built in the mm. Quibble Cop story. Like, yeah, I just keep getting drugged wherever I go, man. Just getting drugged and raped. That's, that's what happens to me. <laughs> you could only miss five days of school. At my yeah. school, you could miss... Ah, uh, the picture thing again. Let's do the call again real quick. Do it. All right. Uh, hang that up. Call right here. Hang up on porches. All right. This will square out in a minute. In so my you're school, saying you could only miss five days? We could miss 18. We had nine, nine excused days and nine unexcused days that added up to a total of 18. Per semester or per year? Per year. And, okay. um, uh, but the thing was, if you missed 19, it was like a non-negotiable... Oh, well, hang on you know, a moment. You're banned. So, so it sounds like you had nine unexcused days, right? That's right. So I, had, so I, think, I think I had more days then you had in 10. reality. 
yeah, I think I had 10 unexcused. And I don't recall what the deal with doctors things were, but in my head it was like as many as you need, you know, because like if you if you just need to if you need to go to the doctor, you need to go to the doctor. They're going to make an allowance one way or another. But they they had allowances like they had a way to deal with people who were really sick. Like if you had cystic fibrosis, or sure. some kids would get mono and they'd be out for months and they weren't being like left behind or anything. But uh, but yeah, I would use all eighteen days every year. Like like some employees would be like, yeah, you give me 15 days off a year, but you don't let them carry over. So it's my obligation to use all 15 every year. You know, I'm supposed to. That's what I get. That's how I treated my sick days at yep. school. I did the same. Uh, I got pretty good at writing my, uh, and, and the same thing with credits before we've discussed it before, but I got in this position at the end of high school where I didn't need, I was taking four classes a day, because that's how many we took, but I only needed three of them. And uh, and so the first one was was in the morning. You know, it was the first period. So I just wouldn't go. Like like, like I just wouldn't go. I'd drop my sister off at school, uh, and then I'd leave, and I'd go somewhere. I'd go shopping. I'd go to the mall. Uh, I'd go get something to eat. Uh, sometimes I'd just go back home, go to sleep. And <laughs> I did that for a for for an entire semester. That was great. Something's going on outside my window, but it's midnight. Something mm. like what? I don't know. Is a like bear a in the trash? Is there? Hold on. I don't hear the dogs barking. I don't hear the dogs barking either. It's okay. raining again here. Yeah. It, so it's know. it's pretty rough where you're at too, like flooding wise. Nah, it's it's nothing like dangerous or dramatic. It's just been wet and raining for like probably fourteen out of the last fifteen days or something like that. It seems like almost every day there's rain, and it, it's 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 been so warm. Uh, un so unseasonably warm that it's just yucky. It's it's just the the ground is just muck. I f um, I feel like I, what is it? The city of Raleigh is having a fireworks display because it's 2016. Oh, happy New Year, everyone! Yeah. Oh. Except you, Taylor, because you're next year. No. Uh, one more year. hour. Yes. So. Yeah. Then it'll. Oh, be happy New Year, Woody. Well, thank yeah. you. Happy New Year to you too, Kyle. Yeah, we're four four minutes into 2016. Wow. Yeah. The future. I'm looking right into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see I see my buddy texting me a little while year? ago. He's he's like, uh, happy New Year's, bro. You gonna make some big noise tonight? <laughs> <laughs> How, you guys are you, have a are good you gonna year? shoot anything off? How was your two thousand fifteen? It was okay. I had a pretty good two thousand fifteen. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. How about you? Woody? Like Woodycraft, of course. Yeah, Woodycraft is good. Um, uh, it was mostly a good year. We had some extended family get sick. I haven't talked about it on the show yet, but that, that kind of the tail end of my 2015 uh, supremely sucked. Uh, yeah, that's a shame. That sucks. <clears throat> but yeah, it was an interesting year. Uh, looking forward to 2016, which we're in now. That's it's it's crazy how time flies. I guess. Just, just seems like, mm -hmm. just a few. It doesn't seem like ten years ago when, it, you know, when I when in two thousand six. I, I remember two thousand six so well and what was going on and what I was doing and and. Uh, two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah. Ten, ten years, years ago. ago. Hmm. Kids was, born in two thousand are going to be driving. Yeah, that's outrageous. My car was only three at the. 10 years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I started high school in 2000. You know, I was in ninth mm. grade. I didn't even have a fucking car. Well, kind of, but it's, it's, uh, 
10 years has gone by fast. That's, that's, that's crazy. I'll be 30 in May. Mm. 2016 will be an interesting year. Jeez, 30 in May. Yeah. Is that a... That is, that's a big age. I guess so. I, I don't think it's... It's not going to weigh on me at all because I'm, I'm still a child at heart and I, I've got oily skin so I feel like I'm going to age pretty well. I feel like I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be looking pretty good for a while longer and I, I feel like men uh, get away with that anyway. I feel like you can get, a, get kind of a, uh, a silver fox thing going on well into your 50s and, uh, and still be getting some. So I, I'm not too concerned with turning 30. You can just watch Fargo season one and see into the future. It's looking bright. You know, you're going to look real good. (laughs) 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 Took me a while to catch up. I got it eventually. I, uh, I think I didn't like turning 30. It wasn't like the end of the world or anything because 30 is still pretty good. Um, a lot of like pro athletes have their best year at 30. You know, I know if you go down the line of like UFC champions, 30 to 32 you know a lot of them you know get it around then um so it didn't seem like the end of the world uh and by the time of experience and talent still left right uh when i turned 40 i'm 42 right now people don't know yeah when i turned 40 i guess i had already accepted that like i was past my athletic peak no one has their best years at 39 anyway like i'd already come to grips with with the fact that uh, every year going forward, my body would be worse than the one prior to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, more, no more upward trend. It's yeah, just yeah. How, how much can we decrease the downward slope? Yeah. yeah that's Maybe a, that's a, a bad way to put it. <laughs> dude, deal like, with it. You know, like, yeah. uh, that's a bad way Being to put it. Being slowly pulled into the yeah. pit of doom. You're Perhaps just if to... we, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Perhaps if we rephrase it, the reality will change. <laughs> yeah, if we you know, happy lies. Yes, uh, if you could just phrase it in such a way that things are gonna you know, continue yeah. to step up all the no, no, fuck off. I don't see that many differences between like thirty year old me and twenty five year old me. I think I think I've definitely aged a little bit, but um, as far as like physical fitness or at least physical fitness uh, um, potential, I feel like I'm pretty close. Like 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 I. I don't feel like I've dropped off it, it, that much. I feel like if I if I if I had some athletic thing to do, like if in six months I had to compete in some professional uh, uh, dodgeball tournament, I feel like I could kick it into high gear right now and and have like a six pack and an eight percent body fat in six months if I if I made it my job. The difference I felt right. at thirty wasn't really compared to twenty five so much, but like if you compared it to like the seventeen year old self, then. Um... I healed slower. Like if I injured a thing or even worked out too hard, like overtrained. Uh, at 17, like there almost was no concept of overtraining. You just beat yeah. the fuck out of yourself and then the next day you're perfect again. Uh, at 30, you know, you twist your ankle and instead of it being three days, it's a week and a half. Yeah, I get, I, I, my back's been uh, bothering me a bit. I feel like, uh, I think massage helps a lot with muscle recovery. I, I, it was never anything that I've, I haven't had, I've had maybe two massages ever in my life. And I mean, like professional massages, they're great. They're, they're, I remember both of them like, <clears throat> like really well. Uh, I feel like anyone who can afford to be massage to, to get a professional massage should get one on a regular basis. But I, I don't practice what I preach. But it, I, I just remember it just, it was so amazing. But I feel like that would help with uh, muscle recovery because, um, whenever I've had it done, and I use one of those rollers like uh, Joe has, you mm-hmm. know, one of those, those things. I, 
like after leg day, after I've done squats or something, like rolling my uh, my thighs and the backs of my legs, fronts of leg, my legs and the sides of my legs, I'll put my full body weight on that roller and uh, maybe have like an elbow on the floor or just like some fingers on the floor with one hand. So I'm going to put as much weight as I can as I roll back and forth to get the lactic acid out. And it's excruciating. Yeah. But that's a, first of all, rolling on that thing, something of an exercise in itself, you know, it is, it, like it, planking a bit. Kind yeah, of a core yeah. exercise. It's, it's a little yoga, -y, you know, is it freaking hitting the weights? No, but you're moving and uh, and it's painful. It's excruciating. Like I'm, I'm usually pretty verbal when I'm doing it. Like, like everybody knows it. I'm in there, and, I, and I'll like get to a part where it, I can feel like the muscle has completely flattened out, and I'm like rubbing bone now, and I'm just like, yeah, let's just do it nine times, eight times, seven times, and I'm just rolling back and forth because I know I'm just, I imagine I'm wringing a mop out, uh, and, and you know the the liquid in the mop is what's causing me so much pain, and and sure enough, the next day it it's it's dramatic recovery. Like normally, I would kind of convalesce for three to five days till my legs felt right again. You know, it's I I I, I do squats on Sunday, and by next Saturday, I don't have I, I'm almost normal again. But I know like I'm doing legs again tomorrow. I'm going right back into this, but. If I use that roller, I, I feel like it, 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 it helps a ton. Um, and one thing that I remember the high school football team used to do was cold water submersion after, uh, after workouts. They would have these barrels of ice water, and um, most of the guys couldn't take it. Um, but a few of them, the ones that would stay in there for several minutes, would always be like, yeah, it's incredible. Like, they're, they're like, we, go, we, we, do two we do two a days, you know, two practices in a day. Um, get in that thing, stay in there for 15 minutes, and it's hell, but the next day I'm good as new again. It's and, horrible. Uh, it is so horrible. It? Yeah, yeah. What's so uh, awful? Because it's freezing. Well, I it's get that freezing much, and it, like... Like, it's... I, I don't, like... I, I hate the feeling of cold. If my shower is a tiny bit too cold, I can't even step in it. Like, until it's, like, almost blisteringly... Do you hyperventilate? Yeah, where like your your chest tightens up, and it's like a like you don't feel like you can get enough. Like I've never fifteen minutes, no way. Like I've I can't like regulate. dipped like my body in maybe like forty seconds, fifty seconds, maybe a minute, and it's like fuck this. Like I'll be sore tomorrow. Like fuck you, I'm not doing this. Do you hyperventilate? The, um, uh, do you hyperventilate when you hit the cold water, Kyle? If it's very cold, I have a really hard time regulating my breathing. Yeah, where you just do <laughs> like like I, I'll like be breathing so breath. rapidly and so deeply it. that I have to make sure I I don't get any water. Uh, like like into my airway because I could <gasps> and and fucking kill myself right there. I saved a guy who did that once. Yeah, yeah. My my friend, we were like fourteen or something, and he bought this. It was wooden, but it was clearly a speedboat. It was made for like racing. It was a one person speedboat, and uh, it turns out now we're young and we're dumb. Like that's just how I was, and uh, we we like carried the boat in and we we took it to the end of the dock. Because you don't want the motor running too close to the shore where the prop could foul itself or whatever. So uh, we took it to the end of the dock. And this is his, like, prized possession. He's very excited to have this thing. And uh, we put it in. And th the thing was all fucking motor. It was like a little one-person boat, like, smaller than a rowboat with some giant fucking engine on it. And it would go, like, Mach 1, theoretically. or no, exaggerating. Anyway, we put it in the water and start sinking. And it's springtime, so the ocean's still cold. It's the bay, but it, the water's still cold. And uh, he jumps in as if he's going to save a sinking boat, like swim it back up or something like that. 
And the second he hits the water, he starts hyperventilating. And uh, and he's he could swim, but he couldn't swim that at that moment. Like he he just lost all of his sense about him, and he couldn't breathe. And he starts doing this like ineffective flapping thing or whatever. And he's he's just getting his head above water. And uh, I guess being a young douchebag, my initial reaction was like, "LOL, like lol, like you suck at swimming." And uh, and then I realized that um, that he was drowning. Hmm. It was. It was nothing of a rescue. I just jumped out and sort of shoved him to the dock where he could grab it. And uh, yeah, I, that was for, that. in particular because I don't often jump into cold water. But like if the if there's something wrong with the hot water heater, it's usually either like the power's gone out or someone's used all the hot water and I have to take a shower now because we have somewhere to be. If I have to take a cold shower, then I'll just be in there the whole time. Like, <laughs> oh. Like, trying to like get your head wet and you have to commit where you get like the top part of your head wet and then you you pull back <laughs> so here's what i do yeah exactly oh. like that so what i do i get my head wet first i get in there and it's wet and then i get out of the shower and i, I i'm damp all over and i go ahead and soap up like just just the, the soap on all over me so there's soap everywhere now i'm committed and shampoo in my hair it's all shampooed up and then i get ready i'm just like all right here we go and I just fucking jump straight into the stream and I rub as fast as I can. These long strokes. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, yeah, let me just wash here and a little bit here. I'm just like head to toe hands going from my ass to my eyes, just trying to get the soap off. And the whole time I'm hyperventilating in this sort of high pitched squeak. <laughs> just, 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 just breathing. Just, just breathing so fast. I, it's, uh, I really don't do well with that, that cold water. I don't know how cold it is. It's, it's 40 degrees 50 degrees probably young woody would be very amused at your deficiency yeah <laughs> cold water is the worst yeah I, yeah i didn't have that issue i used Not to go surfing all winter long obviously there's a wetsuit and stuff involved but yeah yeah cold yeah cold water go uh... swimming in people's pools unless it's heated most of the time you go <laughs> check it and it's like ooh, 62 huh like oh, <laughs> oh i forgot my forgot my suit well fuck like you know i guess i'll sit outside by by the fire and you don't really get used to it in the shower either. Like, I've jumped in cold pools before, and after a while, you get acclimated, especially if you're swimming or splashing or playing some kind of basketball or whatever in the pool. But, like, that shower is... I, I, I've taken maybe five or six cold showers in my life. They've all been dreadful. I remember one in particular. I woke up, and there was no hot water, and I was like, Dad, why, why, there's no hot, why is there no hot water? And he's like, oh, the hot water heater's broken. What he didn't say in the same breath was, but I just fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like well i gotta have my shower you know i guess i'll and i go suffer through that awful cold shower i just described and i get out and i'm like oh that was awful he's like what what i was like fucking cold shower i was like it was awful I, I was like i just soaked up before i got in and just 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 jumped in there and did it did it as fast he's like well why don't you wait till the water heated back up i was like you didn't say you fixed it <laughs> fuck <sighs> yeah well, how do you fix it do you know you wouldn't know probably it's a long time ago. i don't recall um hmm. pilot light, some something issue with the pilot light i think uh, at the t and it was a gas one at the time yeah i uh i replaced my hot water heater once it sucked i, I uh i want it. a continuous flow one next next time oh. it's it's we had that in apex yeah that seems that seems like the way to go get the I don't know. I, I feel like, of course, Kitty's got an enormous one now. I think the one we've got, I don't know how much it is, but it's over 50 gallons for sure. And it might be, 
it's not a hundred, but it's somewhere in between. It's huge. It's it's a big one because her tub is, um, I guess it's the, I don't know. It's like a, you put you get three people in there, I'd say, and she fills that motherfucker up with hot water like two or three times a day, I guess. We two have or three times, two or three baths a day. Yeah, she likes her baths. She sure does. I haven't taken a bath in a long time, but just like as like one of those ancillary gifts that you get. Like, you know how you'll get, like, a big Christmas present and then a couple of little, like, ah, a couple token gifts, too. Mm-hmm. Melissa got me a couple of, like, those bath bombs that you put in there and you get all, like, your skin's so soft that you're nice to touch and everything. I got a couple of those that I need to utilize. But, uh, yeah, I feel like a bath is, it's a good relaxation thing, but if you're going to clean yourself, there's uh, there's really not a grosser way to do it <laughs> yeah. than in a bath. Being in a soup of your own filth. Yeah. I think that's I think that's her thing. Like like I know I know if she's uh, if she's hurting or aching, she'll get in. She wants to get in that get in the bath for that. Uh, she makes those bath bombs. She does that too. What's her business called on Etsy? One Tree Farm or something? Or... One Tree Hill, One Tree Lane, One Tree Lane. I think One Tree Lane maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like One Tree Farm more because <laughs> One. Tree... We had a disaster back in the summer. <laughs> one Tree Farm. Um, it's not a good farm, but it's ours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the concept of bath. It sounds like relaxing, but I get instantly bored. Like I'll sit in there and be like, "All right, now what?" And uh, yeah, these jets. Um, that's why I like the, I, uh, the. I like the hot tub. I like the, when if what I've always enjoyed about when I would get in the hot tub is uh, first of all I get those psychedelic lights down there flashing and going crazy. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool. Um, but, but I like to turn the thing up really hot, uh, really high and, and watch TV, like get a, get an iPad out there or something, but you do need something to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like a, my laptop across my lap, hoping that I don't drop it is a bad plan. Oh uh, yeah. don't do that. Uh, that's an awful plan. What do you I ever re- watch people in movies when they're taking baths and like, it'll like, sh- like pan on them and they're just laying there in the bath. Yeah. I never understood that. Like, how are they not bored to fucking tears mm-hmm. in the bath? Like I can't just sit there and be hot in just that that tepid pool like it's it's uncomfortable and i feel like i need, I need to be distracted if we were to redo our bathroom that you know that some sort of I, I don't know what we have a jacuzzi maybe and but a tv by your feet would be awesome like something there maybe something that came out of the the whatever furniture yeah, like houses a, a the tub. rising tv yeah yeah that'd be nice kitty's always got an ipad with her um pretty See, much any... i i don't know i i imagine the water deeper you know that, that you'd be like uncomfortably holding up an iPad. Ah, she uh, she props it up on a thing. You know, she's got a co- the cover for it. Like, also makes a stand, so it's just sitting there. And like on the on the hot tub, there's a deck around it, so she kind of sits it up on that deck. And I would always bring a towel and like a whole bunch of accessories so that I can always dry my hand off and like grab my drink or whatever. So is this my- an outdoor hot tub we're talking about, or is it something yeah. in her? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Because the her, oh. her bathroom okay. has a bigger than it's not a standard yeah. tub either I, I guess it's i don't know if it's a jacuzzi tub or not i don't know if it has jets i don't remember but it might um but it but yeah it's a big one it's it's like i said it's big enough for two or three people the hot tub outside is i think it's five five or six uh like at chairs seats mm. carved out places or whatever probably five something like that i like that thing um i didn't think i'd like it i thought it'd be a waste of time right now the pa- the uh, control panel's messed up I can't turn the heat up uh, at all. I can't adjust it. And we've been struggling to find someone who works on hot tub 
control panels. That's like one of the issues with like a lot of people I know that have a hot tub. They're like, oh, yeah, it was great until that one hiccup. At which point, <laughs> like, you know, we never used yeah. it again. I that I was just about to say that I've never been in someone's hot tub where there wasn't like some sort of finagling or messing with something to make it work. Where it's like I'm trying to turn it up. Well, you gotta like you gotta you gotta shake it and then hold it down until the light comes on. Just like pull the whole the whole screen down. Yeah, yeah, and I hit it real quick. And it's like, <laughs> it, it just doesn't work well. You gotta be Biff from Back to the Future who can only turn it on himself. You know the car. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh. We never had any issues out of this one until this happened. I mean, little stuff like the filter, but... It's like 18 months old, right? I have no idea how old it is. To two to three years, I would uh, guesstimate. Like, okay. Two like years. hot tub years. <laughs> yeah, over two, over two years. Something like that, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. Any politics stuff that's been going on lately? I don't know. The Sanders thing is interesting. Uh, so here's the deal. Like, if you go two weeks or three weeks back, Bernie Sanders was accused of looking at data that was only for Hillary Clinton, right? So they're both part of the, they're both Democrats. They, 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 there's like this shared database, but there's supposed to be a firewall that prevents them from accessing each other's stuff. So um, the thing is, the Democratic National Party seems to be in Hillary's corner. They're supposed to be neutral, oh, yeah. right? But the fact that there aren't many debates means that the front runner becomes hard to dislodge, and that's Hillary. The fact that the debates they do have are like weekends at night when nobody watches them. They go up against really tough things like football games. Like the next one, I think, is during the playoffs, right? So there's like they compete with a playoff football game. Like they're really burying Sanders and I think the other guy's O'Malley, the opportunity to be seen. And, uh, and they feel like the DNC is just against Bernie Sanders. So uh, anyway, one of, someone on Bernie Sanders' campaign accessed Hillary's stuff. And they're like, you know, sorry about that. They immediately fired her, etc. It turns out that this person in the campaign worked for the DNC like this year. Like one might think she was a plant, right? Like you know, they're like, where'd we hire her from? Like we, you know, she, they just recently hired her. And then, like, step one after they hire her is to embarrass the campaign by making them illegally access this data. And they immediately shut down uh, their, can their, their access to the data going forward. And um, he had to sue to get it back. It didn't take too long. But it almost seems like they put a plant in his campaign. She did something bad. And then that was the excuse they needed to remove his access from this data, which would have sunk his whole thing. Wow. So Bernie Sanders, on the other hand, like he wants a full like investigation of how this went. Like uh, he wants to know everything that went down. Oh, and by the way, he thinks they should investigate everybody's access because he's hinting that Hillary's been doing this all along. That like the firewall occasionally like it keeps dropping. What kind of information is this that they're accessing? Like I, I think I don't it's understand. voter data, like people who would be likely to donate, people who would be likely to vote, people who need to be robocalled to, mailed to, etc. Mm. And um, uh, you know, people who might be on the fence. It, it's all the data that they collect and uh, on the voting base. So there's, I guess, Bernie Sanders. Interestingly, to me is trying to get like full disclosure on all the access that's happened everywhere. And the DNC is like, no, 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 no. You know what? Just forget about the whole thing. Forget about it. We're sorry that we ever, you know, gave you a hard time about doing this. Just let's forget that you hired someone who worked for us first. Let's not even look into whether Hillary's ever done this. Let's just bury the whole thing. Mm. Like, ah, oh, some interesting political drama. 
If it was a, like, direct sabotage, though, don't you think they would have done a better job? No. Well, yeah, maybe you're right. putting a lot of faith in our elected officials. You're fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I I just don't think that they're that afraid of Bernie to be sabotaging him. Like, it's not that, like, I think they're directly, like, Mm. fuck Bernie as much as they're just like, hey, Hillary, you know, uh, better the devil you know. So we know her. We know she'll be. Go all the way back to Whitewater, you know, Like, like Nixon didn't need any help. Hmm? Maybe. I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't see anyone even coming close for the Democrats getting close to competing with Hillary. Like, I, I mean, no one's I, voted I yet. I don't think so. I don't see anyone coming close to Hillary, period. Like, you think. No, probably not. Trump is going to. If Trump wins, I think he gets smashed. I think that Trump will not do well at all. And then behind him is Ted Cruz, who I'm no more impressed with. And then behind them is Rubio, who I think is the strongest of the three. I prefer um, Rubio to either of those two. Um, and then I don't like Rubio either. But then uh, you've got Hillary no. over there, and I just feel like she's head and shoulders more likely to do well in an election than most of the other people we're talking about. Well, yeah, she's like already heavily playing the woman card, and that's not oh, going to stop it. throughout the whole thing. She's going to play that. You know, that's every card in her deck. You know, every question to her is like a third of a second of maybe a response tied into how she's a woman and how the very fact that answering this question as a woman is revolutionary in its own right if we all sit down <laughs> and think about it. And uh, now my time's up. It is. I had no answer, but I'm a woman. You want to check? Like, <laughs> I remember they asked like for, about her ties to the banking industry. Like, Apparently, the banking industry and the investment industry has given more to her than to any other candidate in the race. And uh, her answer was like, hey, you know, like, oh, yeah, are we getting all our money from Goldman Sachs? I, I was a woman during 9-11. Yeah. And that was a, like, Actually, I'm only getting 77 times as much. Oh, next question. <laughs> but, but she invoked 911 and the fact that she was a woman. And that was her answer to her ties. And uh, She yeah, got a little heat for it, but faded away. We'll see. Uh, I'm, lo- I'm just looking forward to it because I think it's going to be a real shit show. It's a, Sanders seems like the most... Uh, well-intentioned of all the candidates and perhaps the most well-intentioned candidate in a very, very long time. But I think he's going to get left by the wayside by the time this thing is over. Maybe, what if Trump names him as VP, though? How crazy would that be? Then what happens? Oh, it would be hilarious. Trump be Sanders. <laughs> dude, dude, okay. Well, there's always a well-intentioned candidate, right? Like, so this year it's Bernie Sanders. He's the well-intentioned candidate. Or I Rand feel Paul. like Ron Paul, his, his dad, I felt like was the well-intentioned candidate for a couple of cycles. Uh, Rand Paul is probably well-intentioned too. Um, and then like I'm way back in the day, Ross Perot was a well-intentioned candidate. Like these well-intentioned candidates have a long history of being also Rands to the evil fucking horn spouting Clintons and Trumps of the world. Hmm. Yeah. I would like to see that. That would be my, my dream ticket. I think Trump uh, named Sanders is V is VP and they go against Hillary and whoever she concocts. Uh, that actually might be a race if you could combine the the Trump supporters and the Sanders supporters somehow. <laughs> I think it'd be better if Sanders put Trump as his VP. Then Trump would hardly harmlessly be hilarious. Oh. No, no, I want some harm. He's not sitting back seat to that old fogey. No, <laughs> he's gonna be. No, the they need to team up to take Hillary down. I'd love to see that. Um, but what's gonna be great is when they get to the national stage, and you got Clinton going against Trump. If that happens, that's gonna be incredibly entertaining there's going to be oh so many good attack ad, yeah. ads 
Saturday Night Live is going to have a ball. Mm. It's going to be funny. Those yeah. debates will be gold. I, I can't wait to see because because I can't think of a candidate who takes themselves more seriously than Clinton, uh, and I can't think of a candidate who takes himself less seriously, at least as a candidate and as a politician, than Trump. It's going to be great. Like, yeah. like, she she's she can't like answer the question. Speech, and yeah, he's going to come out and just be like, I honestly can't believe I'm still here. And then <laughs> Trump's campaign against Hillary is literally, mark my words, he's going to mimic her. He's going to bully and mimic her. Just like do her motions. He'll make fun of her laugh. He'll make like he'll mock her and say, I can't believe anyone would vote for her. She says things like this or does things like that. And he'll make fun of her physical characteristics. It'll be he his entire go at, platform. He should bring up Clinton and the 14 women or whatever oh, who accused him. Guaranteed. It, He's already said he will. Yeah, that should be a big part of it. Um, he, he, should be, he, should draw, he should draw comparisons between Clinton and Cosby. We haven't uh -huh. talked about Cosby yet, by the way, who was arrested. Uh, and the mugshots out there, the whole thing. Dude, uh, his eyes don't match. Did you see his mugshot? In what way they don't match? I think he has cataracts. Oh. Well, he's like 98 years old or something. Yeah. Um, I've always thought that, you know, they're a little offset. You know, they're not exactly uh, uh, parallel. <laughs> Let me see if I can find He's going to be eating a lot more jello pudding. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tapioca. Yeah. Poor guy. In prison. Yeah, but, oh, poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, woe is him, you know. <laughs> Fucking Cosby. One of the most prolific rapists uh, uh, in modern history, you know, especially. Let's look at these eyes. Oh, uh, yeah, the way his, his right eye seems a little cloudy, I guess. Yeah. Man, this. this has been taking a toll on him. <laughs> He's almost completely eyebrowless at this point. <laughs> Yeah, even they didn't want to be associated with them anymore. <laughs> Dude, I did you see that Cosby show? Um, the barbecue, barbecue sauce? sauce. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Did you? When people have my barbecue sauce. Dude, I, I, I got the link. I've got the link. This is. Uh, wait, that one's one eighteen. Here's the one I watched before one twenty five. Oh, it's about the same. I'll just grab it because I know it. Yeah. Check out Cosby's secret barbecue sauce. I'm cute at zero. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Ready, yeah. set, play. I love your neck, honey. <laughs> well, uh, it certainly is nice to see them work things out for themselves. They haven't worked anything out for themselves. <laughs> my barbecue sauce. <laughs> your barbecue sauce. My barbecue sauce. Haven't you ever noticed after people have some of my barbecue sauce? After a while, when it kicks in, they get all huggy buggy. <laughs> Stop! I'm dead serious. He's Haven't so you creepy. That after one of my barbecues and they have the sauce, people want to get right home. Let me tell you something else. I got a cup of it up on the night table. <laughs> I got a cup of it. I said, <laughs> left it up there breathing. Why don't you give the chicken to these people that's going up and have some sauce? So here's the rest of the chicken, you guys. Dr. Uxbrook, I love this chicken. Hi, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs>
the one I the one I saw, they added like a distorted effect when he was like, when they start having a little bit <laughs> my sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot darker. I wonder if that scene was really inspired by the whole Quaaludes. No. Stuff. No. Of course it was, not. No? I dude, it's no. so parallel. What do you, you so you th so this is what you think? You think the writers are aware of of Cosby's sexual abuse and they're like, "Hey Bill, you know how you rape all them chicks with the lewds? Hey, hey, let's work it in where you got some special barbecue sauce." No, come on. Obviously. It's no. so parallel. It's so it. It's it's, it's well, like not really because because you know his barbecue sauce is, is supposed to like an aphrodisiac. It's yeah. just make people get in the mood maybe. But he was drugging people unconscious and then fucking them. No, I don't think that Ludes yes. made them unconscious. It, it just did. lowered their exp. No, it was Ludes were uh, they would make you super super tired. It was kind of like people who drink a whole bottle of Nyquil and then they have to fight to stay awake. And then once they are awake, they. He's mixing with alcohol too. I think that's part of. It. Remember in uh, the uh, the Wolf oh, of Wall Street when he's just crawling on the floor, like he's you know paralyzed to an extent. Like mm -hmm. I, I think it was putting these women in a, in a very. Um, they weren't all there. They couldn't just hop up and walk away. I feel like they're they're virtually handicapped at that point. Uh, and a lot of them were, like, were unconscious. What happened to that lady who like came back like in, with like five times? Like she, oh, I don't know. He's got over fifty accusers. It's forty nine. It was forty nine accusers when I last like heard an update, and that's been a month or two ago. He has forty nine accusers or something crazy like that, and he's countersued seven of them. Like, yeah. wait a minute, I never even raped some of these. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, I've done some nasty things, but come on, like, not that, <laughs> not those seven there. No, yeah, no. yeah, no, liar. liar, the fat chick. Didn't like, do her. Uh, no. Nah. Nah, she was asking for it. She, she actually <laughs> wanted my barbecue sauce. She didn't want the loots. They do a reverse lineup. Uh, I didn't rape 16. <laughs> I didn't rape 18. I didn't rape 19. No, wait. No, I, I did rape 19. Oh, I raped her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I almost, so like, I, I look at Cosby and, and how old he is and stuff, and I, I to me, I feel like he can't lose at this point. He's like that oh, guy in Game so of Thrones. Rude. Who's the guy in Game of Thrones that has like 17 and or 19 Walter and Frey, 18 Walter children? Frey. Yeah, but, yeah. But I've made this point before. Here's what Bill Cosby had. He had his legacy, which means so much to him. As a, it, he feels like he's a pillar in the black community. He feels like he, you know, everything he's done has really been to set an example for, for, for black people in America, I feel like. I feel like he's been like the champion of black men in America saying, hey, Get your fucking shit together, mm -hmm. and, and 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 you know stand up straight and, and be a fucking man and, and be something to be proud of. That your way, pants up. yeah. That that way, when they when they when they try to take this away from you and that away from you, you know they they don't have an excuse anymore. Like 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 you know, and that was basically his thing forever. And I feel like all that's been stripped away. All the credibility, the respectability, um, everything that the Cosby name meant to me, it meant trust. It meant. And an intelligent, well-spoken guy who who was who was uh, you know funny and talented and rich and 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 successful and all those things and and you know the Jello I remember the Jello ads I remember the Coca-Cola ads uh, I didn't watch the Cosby Show I've I've watched his stand-up comedy and some of it's very funny but then to see that this guy's not just a rapist but like a prolific rapist. I I feel like he's lost a lot. I don't. So what, Walter what, Frey, his what, thing was like my sons. I kill five of my sons. I still got fifteen more, or whatever he said, you know. But with Cosby, it's like you've taken all I had. 
let me run these two lives by you, okay? One, you're a plumber and you make a decent life and you're a good man. You've got a wife and you have two ordinary kids. Um, you know, one of them goes on to letter in some sport, fireworks, uh, you know, as a senior, but nothing amazing. And God damn. Neighbors. So, um, and you just live a really normal, fine life, you know? You get one divorce, but the second wife is a better fit for you. And, sure. And there you standard. are. Total average, average life. Average standard life. Or you're Bill Cosby. You're rich. You're famous. You fuck a new girl every week, sometimes willingly, sometimes not. You get away with 42 rapes. Um, you are looked up to from the community and the whole world through your first like 77 years and your Why'd you include get away with 42 rapes in the list of like great stuff in the <laughs> life? You're rich, you're famous, you get away with 40 rapes, you got a TV show. Like, <laughs> you listed those. <laughs> That's just, I know what you meant, but that was fun. You just live in a life of no rules, drugs, money, women. Uh, like, like, you know, that's like, but, but, but now it's been, you know, the rugs, but, but pulled while out. he has that, like he has both worlds, right? He's, he's the, the representative for black people should go to college in his like temple university pimping. He has the love and the respect of everyone for 77 years, but for his last two, you know, that's when he gets the, the downside I, of that high. You're assuming he's going to die next year. Yeah. I'm assuming he's around for the next 10 years and he spends some of that in the pen. His no, legacy. I think his he legacy. Not have 10 years left. He doesn't have 10 years left. And this you're right. His, of stress, I like think I his that'll... legacy was very valuable to him. I, I, I feel like he... his children might suffer from this legacy thing. You know, if I'm, I don't know what Bill Cosby's kid is named. If I'm Steve, Jerry. Is it really? Are you no. messing with me? Yeah. I'm if, I'm, if I'm Stephen Cosby, then uh, that kind of hurts. Like it stings Rashad. me. Rashad, <laughs> Tyrone Cosby. Um, what happened? Uh, anyway, a real rapey name. <laughs> oh God. Um, but for Cosby, like, I feel like he and Walter Frey are just too old to mess up their lives anymore. They've had too much strong life already. I disagree. I, I feel I like he's still alive. I, I, I feel like he's just in misery right now. I feel like he, it's, I feel like he feels like he's lost everything that he had put together. His, his, it's going to be taken away from him, and I think he's going to spend time. I think he's going to spend his last days probably in prison. He did like everything. His whole legacy, everything's ruined. Like when you're that old, like you're not oh, looking he, back. Yeah, he's not going to go back on tour next year but and wait, make all this right. So whose life would yeah. you pick? I would pick the if it mean, if picking Bill Cosby's life means I have to rape a bunch of people, then I'm going to pick the life where I'm well, not. Well, pick raping a crime a you do enjoy. <laughs> uh, I'm good with the rape. I don't know. Mighty puttying the inside of a school, just pulling something out. Okay, of okay, you get know. that 42 times. Um, I'll take that one. That's hilarious. Oh, like, oh, that's, oh no, no, but it, here's the thing. You, but at 77, your mighty putty empire comes crashing down, and everybody's mad at you. It's you can't even compare that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it has to be rape. Yet I rape just or did. murder. <laughs> like if I was a prolific. Okay. I don't know. I actually. Like rape carries so much shame, like mm -hmm. rightfully so, as like a scumfuck thing. Like nobody ever watches documentaries about serial rapists and is like, wow, like what a weird demented mind. Like I wonder what it would be like to be in that mind. Like that's crazy. But you'll watch one about a serial killer and be like, 
man, what the fuck was going on with them? Like, what made them do that? What triggered them to do it? So if you replace the rapes with murders and they were like, oh, uh, Taylor lived to be 72, was very successful in this, uh, his whatever career, and but he actually killed 42 people throughout his life. Like, it's crazy. Found a lot of bones under his mansion. Um, you know, the whole Merca show where he had a really, you know, up-to-do white family going around <laughs> with his, like, successful white wife, like... It's all like it wouldn't be tarnished. It would be like a weird documentary that was showed, like a legacy, like a a titan story that never went away. Of like you know the story of this guy, murderer by by night, you know family man by day. Like I wouldn't want to kill people, but that's a much better legacy to leave than the rapes. Did that's but that's not the question. The question is, do you want to choose this ordinary life of a man that you don't know, or do you want to live an extraordinary life for seventy seven years, knowing that there's two or three where it all comes collapsing? Yeah, absolutely. The one where I'm not raping people. Yeah, the yeah. the regular life, definitely. Okay, let's do this. Those last two years are enough to unwind all the happiness from before. I think. Oh, okay, because it seemed like you objected to the rapes. I, I I could do the life again where you get falsely. Well, I wouldn't want you to think that. You, you, <laughs> you well, you could be falsely imprisoned or accused or ruined for rapes that you didn't actually commit, right? Yeah. So you get Bill Cosby's life, just a, a whole rich and famous and women throwing themselves at you and all sorts of wonderful stuff for 77 years, but from 77 to 79, you're humiliated publicly. Yeah, no, I'd rather have the regular life. Yeah. Really? I, I, You'd rather have the Cosby life. I might. I don't know. It just seems I feel, like, I you know, when I die, like if, I, if I've got a family of like five or whatever, like when I die, I don't want them to be like ashamed of me and like going to the funeral and looking at each other like what a piece of shit he really was. You know, it's hard to, you know, he was dad, but at, he was a monster at the same time. I want them to be like, yeah, that was pop every day running that plumbing van up to the city. Put me through college. You, you know, I want the best of them. Yeah. yeah. They definitely, yeah. The legacy thing matters. I, I hear you. I don't know. It was it. I watched. Um, I think it was the fighter and the kid, and the guy was saying like, "Man, I'd much rather have like a rock star life that lives it that ends at fifty than a dull one that ends at a hundred. And I'm thinking like, oh, I don't know. See, being forty two, fifty doesn't seem so crazy far away. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Did um, uh, no. This is a different topic, but did you did you recognize? Did you? I'm sure you did. You saw Dennis and Fargo. Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, that was hilarious. When I saw him all duct taped and everything, all I could hear in my head was from the high school reunion episode. He's like, "That is shit." I like to bind. I like to be bound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's all duct taped up. I want to make a remix where he's all duct taped like that, but you hear the the uh, the voiceover of him saying that stuff about be- liking to be bound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a that was such every episode of Fargo feels like a movie to me. Uh, it's so it's hard. It's like a mini movie. You got to finish it up real soon. So we tonight can I'll I'll have it finished tonight. I'm I think I'm on the last episode maybe. It's or or about to start the last episode. Um it's a it's a wonderful show. Very oh, very good. One you guys need to watch too. Have you heard of the Jinx? No. It's uh, it's similar to Making a Murderer. It's about this guy. I, I might accidentally spoil something, so if you guys are listening, then you know, tune out for a bit. I'll be uh, right back. Okay. Yeah, I don't so really hear it either. All right. Well, it's a good show, and but I'm it, not gonna spoil it. Is it a true life story or it's, a? It's a true life documentary. All that it is, it's about. Uh, this really famous guy who uh, is from a wealthy family and he was accused of murder. And it's basically people 
uh, documentary crew following him around, getting all the facts and everything, and uh, trying to, to really figure it out because the case had been closed, and uh, it's only recently that you know any progress has happened. And in the very end, like something, something occurs. That, I think Chiz recommended that drops. one too. Yeah, it's really entertaining. Yeah, you guys should check that one out. It's very mm-hmm. similar to. It's a more almost a more disturbing uh, making a murderer. And it's short, too, so you can blaze through it. Yeah. Oh, I got a topic. This is from Chiz, really. Obama's announcing executive action on guns. Yeah, I saw that. It, he's going to expand background checks in some way. So for people that don't know, here's the deal. When you buy a gun from a gun store, you have to do a background check. If you buy a gun from someone who's not in the business of selling guns... In my state, anyway, if it's a pistol, you need to get a license and everything. But if it's a long gun, you can just buy it. Like, there's just, I can buy a gun from a neighbor in the same way that I could buy his wheelbarrow, right? It just, you can just buy and sell those things. And um, that is what they refer to as the gun show loophole, right? Sometimes there are people at these gun shows. In my case, all the tables are owned by um, gun stores and it's the same background check. But sometimes there's people walking around with like a gun on a sling. They they put like a flag in the barrel and you know it's for sale. You know, and you say, Oh, look at that. I, I that's the thing I've been looking for. How much do you want for it? And you can get a less expensive used gun from a private seller. That to me is the gun show loophole. I don't know if Kyle has a different experience. Nope. Okay. So is that right? Um but that gun show loophole occurs, you know, and just regular life too i don't know where you i guess gun broker i don't know where you advertise a gun sale but um um mm, that i don't see so much on on gun broker they're usually using uh an ffl FL. you're right yeah and uh most websites like craigslist and stuff they don't allow people to mm-hmm. to advertise guns it's um you know you see it in like little pamphlets and stuff that, that there's a magazine called the penny pincher where people can like list their items You'll see stuff like that, but like I mean, I've bought guns in parking lots from friends and associates, and you know, various people before. It's it's like buying anything else. Uh, North Carolina's. We uh, remember you and I. We looked at it a little yeah, bit. The Jim there Crow was, thing. It was a Jim Crow thing. That that was that was so. I had to read and read to like get to the bottom of it because it was that that uh, the pistol permitting thing and the sheriff middleman was was an unknown quantity to me. Um, so what Obama yeah, I, intends to do is. I think the language, I hope I have this perfect, but I think the language is something like people who are in the business of selling guns and they want to dramatically expand what kind of person is in the business of selling a gun. For example, you'd have to have owned that gun for an entire year. Um, And I don't know what else. It it didn't really define, the article I read didn't tell me how far he was going to expand it, but it made it sound like there were sort of casual businesses that aren't currently included. I don't know. Mm. Um, what I, I think what it's really going to boil down to is like whatever he proposes. When we look at it at the end of the day, I guarantee like the changes that that are going to be implemented would have had no effect on recent tragedies. Uh, it, because because most of the time with these mass shooters and stuff, we see guns that are legally bought. Back, background checks have been passed. Um, sometimes you see a straw uh, a straw purchase that, that that may have happened. I think that may be what happened in San Bernardino. You had one individual buy the gun for another, um, but I mean, it, it, I mean, then they've arrested that neighbor. But it seems to me like when that neighbor bought that gun for this guy, 
I, I think a straw purchase was the last thing he fucking cared about. It seems like he knew this guy was probably going to perpetrate fucking terrorism. So I doubt he cares. Mm. It, um, and California, which is where San Bernardino is for our international fans, it has like a gun controls wet dream of rules around there. There is Very no, strict. no place more restrictive that I know of than California. And there was still a, a you know, pretty successful shooting. And the guns have been modified, you know, any, anyway. It, it doesn't take much to learn how to modify weapons to do the things that they're not supposed to do anyway. It's, it's, it's internet searches away and uh, very basic power tools and, and stuff like that. It's, uh, they can legislate all they want. It's not going to really change the bottom line. It um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what he says. Hey, you know, I'm sure he'll drive gun sales right up the, right up the fucking mountain. It looks like there's not much people can do to stop him. It's an executive order. They'd have to take the... On the other hand, if they wanted to undo it, whoever takes the presidency could immediately say, like, all right, now there's no background checks. Or, yeah. You know. um, this is completely off topic, but I just saw it pop up on Reddit. MLG sells substantially all assets to Activision Blizzard for $46 million. Huh. So Call of Duty owns MLG? Is it pretty much, right? I it's guess. only worth forty six million. Forty six million. That's more than I thought. Oh, I thought it was like a huge giant industry now. MLG. Like MLG. I think of it yeah. as a dead thing. Like, do they do anything oh, that's more I, popular? I, than, do, do they? I feel like they're not. They used to be the only like COD league in town. Now they're not. And I tried to go to their thing, and it says checking your browser before accessing esportsobserver.com the process is automatic your browser will redirect to the requested content shortly oh there we go some, some kind of ddos protection yeah they have the highest level of ddos protection it's a cloudflare thing ah fancy um huh mlg sold i don't know i just think of it as more like i don't know it whenever i talk to somebody i, I went to hope speech and debate thing and there were all these like kids from her high school uh they didn't care about COD at all anymore. They just seemed like, like, oh, that's a dead game. They're not excited about it. They didn't buy it this year. You know, that it's, uh, I wonder where this will go. We'll see. Hmm. I think the new COD is a ton of fun. I don't want to look up any critiques on it because I don't want to be sullied and suddenly be like, oh, that is really stupid. Like, oh, I never noticed how awful that was. Like, I'm not taking it seriously playing multiplayer like or anything, but I, I'm still having a lot of fun with it. Hmm. Like, yeah, I like the uh, I like the zombies. Uh, I haven't played in a little bit, but um, I like the multiplayer just fine. I was over at Eric's house uh, yesterday, the day before, and they were all sitting in the living room playing it. Um, I think it's the best Call of Duty in a while. Uh, I think it's definitely better than the last one. I think you know, Treyarch's I, the strongest of the group. They are certainly now. So um, yeah, Activision's the parent corp. I got it mixed up for a while. You said Activision, and in my head it was Infinity Ward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't even I don't even know what to say about Call of Duty anymore. I like it. I just don't have the same passion. I guess that's true for everyone. Yeah, I'm you know loving my Fallout. I will say this uh, about the Fallout. Um, the first time, the first character, I think I got to level sixty or something like that, and it took me like five and a half, six days of playing time. This time around, I, I, I did the luck-based character with that idiot savant stuff, and I think I'm like a day and a half in, and I'm a level 50. You rank up so much faster uh, doing it that way than uh, doing the high intelligence build. The higher your intelligence, the more XP you get for actions. So you kill a bad guy, and you've got a one intelligence. You get 10 XP. 
you kill a bad guy and you got a 10 intelligence, you might get 50 XP. Um, so traditionally, the way to rank up fast was to have a high intelligence character, which is what I did the first time around. But the second time around, I went all luck, and uh, it's four times faster, something like that, three times faster. I've been having a good time. What are you getting XP for? Kills, completing missions, discovering locations, crafting items, really anything that you accomplish in the game. Well, Idiot Savant, the perk he's talking about is what makes it so much faster. Is you just randomly get, like, let's say you kill five bad guys. For four of them, you just get the standard 15 or 20 XP. For one of them with Idiot Savant, this, like, retarded guy shows up on the screen and goes like, yuck, 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 and you get, like, five times as much XP for that one kill. And that'll happen randomly. So sometimes it'll just be a regular kill, and other times you'll finish a huge mission that gives you, like, I don't know, 200 XP, but instead of 200 XP, you get 2,000 Like, 1,000 yeah. XP. And I've got the highest version of it, so now, every time it happens, it'll go, <laughs> and you get that notification. Yeah. And uh, for, like, a short period of time, I don't know what it is, every kill is five, X, five times XP. So I'll just go on these massacres where I, I'm ranking up incredibly fast. It's, it's been a lot of fun. I want to make some videos of it. I should. I, I've been wanting to for a while, because I think I got it figured out now. I, uh, I watched some of Wing's videos of it the other day. Mm -hmm. He's definitely got it figured out. I'm wondering if he's made uh, multiple characters or not, because just watching him play and listening to him talk about the locations, it's clear that he's done these missions at least once. Because, like, you know, the game came out 50 or 60 days ago, but he's like, so for this part, you want to read uh, the hollow tape? I've already found the thing a little earlier than I should, but I'm going to go back to the beginning of the mission just so you'll all be on the same page. He's like, He's super knowledgeable about the game already, um, it, it, more so than I am. So I'm sure he's played Wings a shitload as well. Wings was always good at Fallout, I thought. Like, I remember, yeah. I remember this. You guys were having an argument about how to kill some character. I don't know anything about Fallout. But you were like, no, you can't do it. You can't do this or that and whatever. And like, oh, okay, okay, how would you? And he lays out some alternative strategy that wasn't obvious with like, oh, God. explosives or something. Do you I remember, remember that. Yeah, he was talking about how to kill Roar. Who's like a unique Deathclaw in, uh, mm -hmm. in uh, I think maybe the DLC from Fallout New Vegas or through I, I can't recall exactly, but yeah, he wanted this whole thing about using C4 and stuff yeah, yeah, when you're yeah. at a, when you're at a low level how to kill the thing, um, yeah. And it, it yeah. turned out it was like, I, he used to do that in COD too, and I always appreciated it. Like most people would figure out a very good kit and use it, or you know a couple of good kits that work well together. Wings, on the other hand, would be the guy that ran Scrambler or something else. You know, he was the one that came up with like giving your care packages away as a quick way to rank up. And mm -hmm. he was right. Like, I don't know. He, he thinks outside the box sometimes in video games. And it's, yeah, I like for sure. It. Yeah, for sure. Well, what, but what I, the knowledgeable part what, that was impressive to me is like, it's not that he's learned the mechanics of the game inside out. I, I think we're probably on the same page there. He's learned the story. Like, like he knows this. Like, like each of these missions is a mini story, and there's dozens and there's hundreds of them, hundreds of them. And uh, and, and on this one in particular, like he already knows the story. He knows how to do it. He's done it a couple times. It's clear. <laughs> so Taylor, I, uh, oh, you're three minutes ahead. away from 2016. Are you excited? Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's starting to get loud outside with all the explosions, but. Uh -huh. Let's yeah. uh let's call it a show soon. I want to shoot. I got a few fireworks. Maybe I'll maybe I'll shoot some off. I could do that. All right. You ready to call it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Painkiller already, episode two hundred and sixty-three. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs>